I'm still not gonna go over the new music just yet. I, you know, it's August 5th. You know, I just did a podcast, but I want to get some thoughts out and just do a SmackDown recap. If, if I have time before SummerSlam, maybe I'll come back and do the Rampage thing. Otherwise, I can just save that for, like, tomorrow portion recording, which will be August 6th. And hopefully this will be out by either August 6th or August 7th. I don't know. You'll see it whenever it gets in your fucking podcast feed. Anyways, it seems like that whole fucking, uh, the whole thing with, um, it, it just seems like the whole fucking, uh, uh, women's wrestling thing, you know, because now Lufisto is the deva- deactivator account. Listen, what's it called? Here's the thing, right? Even though I, I'm, I, I, I said before on the other podcast that there's a work element into it. The thing is, there's still human beings who are being put in the position. Like it's not just that's the thing. It's not just fucking craziness, just unloading. Is that this is organized to happen, and it's putting the performers who have to play these roles for the online fucking thing under a lot of fucking stress as well because there's going to be a lot of fucking organized accounts and unhinged people that are going to send them fucking hate. So even if I, even if like I go by my fucking theory of like this is all kind of like some grand kind of work to like get a instead of just booking you know they're capable of just booking a real compelling division and they can have the manpower to do that or the women power to do it they they they, they literally ha- like are able to do it if they if they're you know if they really wanted to but it seems like they're organizing it for the online shit before it seeps into the product and by 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 and then by nature you're also then watering down the product because more people are focused on this shit but at the same time these people are you know who who are being put in those positions to be the ones to speak out and who've been chosen to do that shit they're still being put under fucking, you know, uh, very, very fucking aggressive fucking fan bases to fucking pile on them mentally. And, and the same and, and the thing is, a lot of these people are also social climbers. And they don't realize that they're going to be in the same fucking position to be discredited by the fucking people they're trying to uplift, like the billionaires. Like, you're, every one of you are fucking disposable to the fucking billionaires. Yeah, sure, they'll give you rewards for helping out and all that kind of shit. At the very least, you know, what to call, like, if if they don't fucking dispose of you and fucking do the same thing to you and you adapt and you become one of them, then you'll just become a more horrible person as well. And you're not going to be, I mean, yeah, you, you, you'll feel some fucking satisfaction in using resources to fucking, you know, cause a lot of fucking chaos and organize it on a grand fucking level. But, like, you're never going to be fucking truly fucking happy. That's why you have to keep doing all that evil fucking shit. In my personal opinion, of course. You know what I mean? I just I, I just think, like, you know, you're, you're putting these people in, you know, in, you know, in, you know, in, in very fucking, like, in, in, in a very fucked up place mentally. And, and going through that with, like, me having to fucking fend on my own, because I didn't really have anyone backing me up, you know, so it's all me against everyone else, you know, it it was an extra hard mental fucking battle to, you know, and and it still is, because, because of a billionaire fucking radio show host, 
You know what I mean? Like, he was able to ruin my reputation completely. And whenever my name does come up, you know, you have people discredit my fucking name no matter what. Like, that's some organized fucking shit. So that people will never want to interact with you or ever fucking want to work with you. And then by, by nature, then you become fucking more miserable. And then, you know what I mean? You become, like, you know, the guy fucking complaining all the time about, like, you know, not making it. But at the same time, it's like, I'm a little bit relieved on some level because mentally... What's it called? Like, at least I, I, I'm able to fucking at least try to speak my fucking mind, even if I know the powerful people will use resources to make my life uncomfortable. And not just, like, you know, the physical fucking sense, whatever, but, like, just me mentally piling on me and organizing fucking, you know, shit to happen to me. So it puts me in a fucking mental fucking tailspin. People are like, oh, Hansy should get his ass kicked, but it's like, they already kicked my ass. They do it fucking mentally, where people can't see the fucking scars, and they can't see it. All they see is somebody like me, which is a win-win for them, because they can get away with fucking doing what they're going to do. And, they, and they're doing it to other fucking people. Like, it's, like people who always like, go after conspiracy people, like, oh, why are you the special? It's, it's not that I'm, I'm a special one. What There's a lot of people that are also going through it. They can't fucking speak out. Because, like, because of how people fucking react to any conspiratorial thing that goes on. So the, these people don't feel comfortable doing it. See, I had to grow to get comfortable in it because people would always shut down my fucking thoughts and my fucking theories. And I'm not saying my theories are 100% fucking correct. But I'm also not going to allow people to fucking then um, put me in the right-wing fucking category. Like, yeah, have there been people who were, like, telling the truth on some level, but then, like, they're good, outmatched, they're fucking bad. But then as, like, time went on and fucking, you know, the right-wing got more fucking power in the social media discourse, they then, you know, completely went from, oh, I call out both Republicans and Democrats on the same fucking level and same fucking vitriol. To basically kind of giving fucking, you know, carte blanche to uh, a lot of the fucking right-wingers that are fucking becoming a lot more unhinged, that are aspiring to do really, really fucking fascist-level shit, while making it seem like the system is favoring the Democrats, even though, like, if it was favoring the Democrats, you wouldn't even know half the information about the fucking Democrats. It wouldn't be leaked out at all whatsoever, it'd all just be anti-fucking Trump. But people think that the mainstream media doing anti-Trump, it means that, oh, they're the only ones whose opinion, um, you know, are, are being heard. Even though people in the alt media show off about how many listeners and how many viewers they have. So obviously, like, you guys can fucking keep hammering home Hunter Biden shit. But act like, oh, we're the secret ones that are not getting any traction. Even though you're, you're bragging about getting a lot of fucking views. To then fucking act like, you know, acting like, okay, what's it called, um, you know, I'm the only one talking about Hunter Biden, but the same, and then uh, the mainstream media won't mention it, even though the mainstream media might fucking mention it. Not to the level that they would want, whatever, but, like, people are mentioning it. People are talking about it. People have been talking about it. It's, all, it's been all over every fucking, me every fucking person who covers politics outside the fucking big-time networks has been talking about it. Millions of people fucking know about this. And the people who and the people who do listen to the mainstream media who might not know about certain things, like because there's an audience for this older audience, they're gonna have people in their lives that consume shit online that are gonna fucking tell them what they're not fucking hearing. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 like a guinea pig to use 
so people can act like, oh my god, like, this is what regular people fucking think, whatever, and all that kind of shit, even though, like, you're training other people online who are regular people to be, you know, to fall for this fucking bullshit. You know, I don't know. So, like, so, 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 like, you know, Penelope Ford was using her, like, again, and I feel bad for having her, her having a miscarriage and all that, but she's putting her story out there to show, and I'm not saying that, you know, she, she doesn't have, like, you know, kinship, because that's her experience. She has kinship and people were there for her, right? That's a good fucking thing. But, like, the fact that, like, it's coming at a time where, like, everyone is just on cue doing it. And then people are like, well, no, they must have just read the tweets just then. That's why they're reacting. No, it's an organized fucking effort. It's an obvious organized effort. And the people are... Uh, these, uh, and, and I'm, not blame, I'm not blaming some of these women because, again, I feel like they're being put in that fucking position to fucking do that. You know, with the faction warfare shit going on. So then, like, I guess, like, you know, um, p people were dunking on uh, on MJF about what he said and Kimberly. So, of course, now she's getting involved and you you, you don't know what she's like. Because you don't know her fucking motives, you know what I mean? She seems like a really fucking shady fucking person as well, as well, whatever. She felt like one of those people that are, like, actively trying to... Again, because, again, and, and, and you don't know whose side to fucking take because you don't know... Because you want to believe women, obviously. But then maybe she's, like, one of the examples of somebody that was designed to fucking, you know... Like, get um, get Zachary Wentz canceled so then he'd have to go and embrace the right-wing fucking side, essentially. Because what... Because she hangs out with right-wingers, whatever, right? But if she was, if she so she she wasn't outraged by, you know what I mean? If she was still with them and she and she and the guy did the fucking Hitler thing, whatever, she was still with them after that. So what does that say about her then? Wouldn't she have just dumped them then if she was so against it? Which always tells me that these things are like, like when you're a public figure, you you, you have different initiations. Sometimes you like you know it's it's like it's different. Like you you have to do something like problematic, racist, misogynistic. So like the, I guess like the fan like the like the, the one fancy one is. Planting that fucking because because when when I was fucking younger, you you you'd see like people do that edge lord type of fucking like you remember that Euro trip, like there was one part for like randomly I don't understand why it was. I mean, I mean I gotta watch it again, but like but like they're talking to I guess they're trying to show that the, that the 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 parents are being nice, but they're actually fucking like really racist. But they they had a kid behind the kid's back. Basically, like doing a Hitler mustache and then doing the Hitler, doing the Hitler fucking thing, and it just felt like like that would just be a fucking like, oh my god, can you believe we talk about Hitler in that kind of way, whatever like that. So there's a lot of people that used to do those kind of fucking that kind of fucking humor. Not saying it was fucking right, but it was like it was it was one of those th it was one of those things where like, well, because of the cool people in society who would push ignorance, right. They would make it seem like, oh, people getting outraged by, like, any type of racial joke or anything under the guise of comedy. They're, like, oh, they're too stuck up. So people would have this urge to try to push the fucking envelope. 
And I think it had like a riffle, uh, uh, you know, uh, a ripple, ripple, a ripple effect on, um, on society. And people don't fucking want to realize it, that like everyone on some level who consumes entertainment, you literally become like, you know, the characters and all that shit that you fucking consume. Which is probably why I've always had like, a, uh, you know, I, I, me watching wrestling and consuming that, not realizing that I'm like, kind of like at times like, you know, kind of becoming that. Like, I would always, like, kind of, like, you know, when I wanted to feel fucking dangerous in my own head, like, I would fucking, like, end up becoming, like, like, like I'll be doing heelish things, whatever, you know what I mean? And I, and I wasn't going to admit that, hey, I'm, um, I'm channeling wrestler, a wrestling thing. I'm making it seem like I'm having independent thought, which everyone, in my personal opinion, thinks they were doing as well, but I think everyone was influenced by the stuff that they fucking watch. Um, and to, that's why what to call when you just dismiss entertainment having influence on how you behave. Like, you know, I mean, the only time that, again, like I, I always point out, the only time that you can even talk about that is when it's t- to throw hip-hop under the fucking bus. And again, I'm not saying that there aren't elements that are fucking destructive in that art form. But like I pointed out in the last podcast, you know, I would say wrestling has that effect. Comedy. Comedy is like, again, I'm always going to say comedy is probably the worst fucking offender, actually. I think comedy has done actually more damage than anything that hip-hop could have ever fucking done. On a, if you understand, like, the grand fucking view, you're, you, you might look at it by the aesthetic of, like, you know, what goes on and all that kind of shit, but I think comedy is is that much more fucking evil, actually. So I don't know, um, and and then and then and then all the, all the shills that like were like you know abusing Kylie Ray and abusing fucking Swole, like they weren't saying anything back then, but now they're like the ultimate defenders, which means that like 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 I'm, so, like, I'm not saying Lufisha didn't go what she went through, but the only reason why people online are you know I'm some of the people who are like you know who already support Jim Cornette and CM Punk. Because, again, if you cared about women, you'd want CM Punk to kind of address that situation of what he did. Because, again, like, how do you know what happened? How do you know what um, what Colton Punk did to that woman? How do you know it didn't have, like, an effect on her down the fucking line and shit like that? You know what I mean? But, again, like, but this is why I don't believe any of them really fucking give a shit about what happens to the women or anyone in there. They'll only do it if it's, like, to uplift CM Punk's fucking point. And I think that's fucking disgusting and fucking sick. And 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 if C- and CM Punk is really this fucking locker room leader like he fucking claims to fucking be. You know, if if he, you know, um if if he claims to be the fucking locker room that, that, that he says he is, maybe he would kind of call out his boss, maybe he would call maybe he would use his power for good, but he uses that power so he becomes a fucking victim so his little show base can pump him up. And, and listen, I listen, I am a punk fan. I'm not one of these guys that go, Oh, I think CM Punk fucking sucks. I never fucking liked him, blah blah blah. No, I think he's fucking talented. Uh, I'll always take his side over what happened with him in WWE. Um but he can also be a piece of shit as well. And and say and same with M, and same with MJF as well. I, I don't know if MJF's been put in that position, but MJF had more vitriol, which pisses me the fuck off. Because he, dude, you're. I, I hope you're secretly listening to this. I hope somebody tells you so you can jot down what's wrong with me, and you can fucking build up fucking. If if me and you ever have a confrontation on like some fucking platform, 
You know what I mean? Like, you'll have your fucking talking points about, like, you know, how ugly I am, my predicament in life, and all that kind of shit, and put me down, whatever. I don't really give a shit. Because I, I, I know people that do that kind of shit, they're the ones who are more miserable because they sold their fucking soul. And the only thing they fucking have is their reputation and, the fa- and their accolades of what they fucking made because after all that's fucking done, you're not much of a human being anymore. So go fuck yourself, MJF. You're also a piece of shit. Like, people, there's people that do do that shit, and guess what? People buy into it, and you destroy someone's fucking career off of that shit. But the thing is, Lufisto will get her fucking, you know, I'm sure she'll, she has support. Good thing she has a support system. You know what I mean? Good thing she has a support system, but, you know. She's not fortunate enough, like Kylie Ray, to have people fucking defend her. She's not fortunate enough for Swole to get defense. Like, that, that's why, like, even when people would be like, oh, why would you defend Top Dollar over the Young Bucks? It's like, listen, Young Bucks are one of the best fucking teams to do it. But if, if that means that I have to fucking accept that they have a racist fan base that, like, you know, piled on aggressively because another wrestler is trying to get over on Twitter like every other fucking wrestler does. Sorry, I don't fucking support that. It's not, it's not my fucking, it's not my deal. I don't care if Top Dollar is in the, uh, didn't do, like, ten fucking tours in fucking, you know, Japan or some shit. Or, like, you know, like, do 80 million fucking super kicks. The guy's still a fucking human being, and he, I, I don't agree with fucking um, piling on fucking, um, piling on racially. And a lot of you wrestling fans do that, and yet you think you're on a higher fucking level because you talk about Saudi Arabia. That's, the, that's, that's like, the only go-to that wrestling fans and talking heads have to make it seem like they're socially fucking conscious. Oh, I, I'm I'm not I'm not in favor of WWE doing propaganda and 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 making it seem uh, using uh, women for their fundamentalism. Yeah, guess what's been going on in the fucking U.S., buddy? Guess what's been going on in in the WWE? You, you don't think they have fundamentalist ties? They're doing private shows for the fucking DeSantis. They're in Trump's administration. You don't it, a, a lot of the people that are associated have become QAnon fucking adjacent jerk offs. You're telling me there's no fundamentalism that's going on there? Don't you think they used the wave of feminism to promote shit? And then they're doing their fundamental shit behind the scenes, in my personal opinion. And you don't think that fucking is serious? But, oh, tell me about Saudi Arabia again. And, and the people that go, oh, why can't these wrestlers just get off social media? How about this? The fucking companies, you ask that the companies can't control them, the companies tell them to fucking go and, and do that shit. That's what fucking happens, man. All, they, all these people online do is just do stupid work shoot shit. And then we talk about, oh, the irony is that Vince Russo and his WCW, it's like, dude, we're doing the same exact same shit right now. That's why the product's being watered down. There's enough fucking talent and a fucking lively fan base and they're doing good business. They're doing decent business and all that kind of shit. But, like, as far as the product the product itself, it's being watered fucking down to fucking facilitate real-life fucking discourse.
And it's, people are saying that, um, you know, Omega was wanted by um, WWE. And they're willing to, like, put him in the mix with fucking, you know, Roman Reigns, uh, Brock Lesnar, Cody Rhodes, uh, you know, uh, Seth Rollins. And, and to me, you know, like, you know, Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns and Omega would be a fucking, a, a really cool fucking match. But I would really love to see Omega and Brock Lesnar. I think that would be fucking phenomenal. Um, you know what I mean? But, I mean, listen, I, I still I still think that, like, you know, uh, maybe they end... I always thought maybe they would end up going to WWE. And that's why, you know, it, and it's going to, like, make you fucking, you know, uh, go, oh, okay, well, we're not going to get Punk versus Omega anytime soon, whatever. But, like, if they didn't go to WWE, I still i am under the impression that sometime in the future... There's definitely gonna be fucking you know the WWE versus AEW down the fucking line or something like that, like I really do fucking I really do fucking believe that shit. You know. I don't know. But I mean, yeah, I'd be interested to a bunch, a bunch of stuff that you know, like a lot of those matches would be fucking fresh. I mean, in my personal opinion. A lot of these matches would, I don't know. I was curious what what would happen with that, you know. I don't know. But by the way, people who think that, um, like people again, like if you're judging off the surface, because people are actually are marks for this Trump shit, they think that fucking you know uh, that like you know um, that like listen, he's fu- he like if you're looking at like by, by like oh like a regular court case with, like, you know, a regular fucking person, or, like, you know, like, they're actually playing by regular rules, you'd be like, yeah, like, dude, this guy is fucking, you know, he's fucked, but, like, it's clear that the, the rules that are applying there, even if they're, you, you, even if you are under the impression that this is, like, what the law is, and this is what they're fucking doing, like, they would just fucking do it then, they wouldn't have to fucking advertise this, and, 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 and milk it, so everyone fucking makes money off of this fucking stupid reality show shit, where a lot of you know where the world's fucking going. You know, I don't know. So when Lauren Boebert and them are spinning it as a win, it's you know it's it's not going to be a win in the sense that like if if he like if the if the case doesn't go his way, whatever, right? Like, unless, like, he has fucking, you know, his fucking secret evidence that they have been fucking with him and all that kind of shit, whatever. Because, again, I could, because, again, because I believe the system is, like, a, it's pro, pro wrestling, right? And it's booked by a right-wing trajectory, whatever. If the goal is to go into more of a fucking, you know, f- um, you know establish more of a, of a fascist fucking world as much as they're doubling down as well and normalizing more of the stuff that they're going to have in their fucking new world... What they're called, you know, even if it go, even if it, um, you know, um, like it, it can either what they're called be one of those things where there will be something that makes like vindicates him, and then 
they'll have their justification for why they now gotta fight back because now it's established. Or if his back's against the fucking wall, what they call that's when like a lot of things will be activated and fucked up shit will go down. And not even just in the midst of this, in the midst of also like them hinting that UFO shit will happen. Like they're planting those seeds because something's about to fucking happen. They're also planting the seeds about AI because they know that this is the era that's gonna get out of control. It's always been around, but what they call now is the era where now all oh, um you know society um, uh, people in charge can't fucking control it. They can control it. So, so, like, for for example, I, I don't know if, if it's in the rules for SCOTUS to help Trump, but, like, if something happens where they do help Trump, then it's like, oh, another, another fucking rule that we didn't really know about, the public didn't know about, that they now are using it. But this is what happened when people who cover this shit are, like, doing it for, like, their fucking, oh, so they can become their own version of succession or something like that. Like, it gets fucking tiring because now they've made it into, uh, like, people's lives are at fucking risk. People's lives are at fucking stake and they're putting, uh, they're doing, like, a fucking, you know, a reality show level thing with it. Like, some could argue that maybe I'm also in, in, in but the thing is, I'm analyzing in a way because I know which way, the, the, the way, where it's going. But they're, they're giving you twists and turns and playing with your fucking emotions by telling you, like, if you hate Trump and you go, fuck, I want this guy to, like, get his comeuppance because he does some evil fucking shit. Like, yo, they keep fucking dangling the stick around your fucking face. And you're like, oh, my God, they're going to get him. And then all of a sudden, they, you get, you, you're so excited about it and you get disappointed that nothing's fucking happening. And I, I'm sorry, I'm getting tired of fucking always being taken for a ride when people already know what the destination is going to fucking be. Just let me know where the destination is coming in. I don't want to fucking go for your fucking, you know, your fucking roller coaster of a fucking ride, basically. Sorry, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, there's already dangerous fucking shit uh, on the rise, essentially. And you're doing the, this reality show uh, sitcom level shit. Because everything has to be levitated towards fucking comedy, right? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just getting so fucking sick of all this, uh, you know, bullshit. I couldn't keep up with the so what they call like, like every day they just let you know more and more that like, and again, and people will be like, oh my god, it's just under under incompetence and all that kind of stuff. But every day, like you know, they they put like for example, you tell us that corporate donations. Uh, are gonna be like a threat to why railroad safety won't get fucking better it's like isn't that just like proof right there they're telling you and not so much words that yeah they don't really care they know horrible shit will go down because of this but they don't really care and all you go is like oh all you can say all you can say about them is well they're just fucking greedy motherfuckers no you can go 10 times fucking you 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 can go 10 times more aggressive of what they really are they not not just greedy they're fucking social practice. They, they know that people are going to get fucked over and something's going to fucking horribly happen. It's kind of like they're fucking planting it for um, for a, a, a dystopian fucking future. 
And you know what I mean? So I can just notice these fucking patterns, but you have to fucking let people know. And in some way, like, you know, you could warn people, like, dude, this is what they're fucking doing. Maybe some people think by putting those stories out there that the ones who can read between the lines can see what they're fucking normalizing, you know, by having their religious schools and having their fucking, you know, um, you know, the, the, you know, erasing everything from fucking history, erasing fucking li- like not even banning books now, erasing fucking libraries essentially now. I don't know. I mean, it's happening in fucking Texas, I think, but like, you know what I mean. But like, I don't know if it's gonna expand. I see that Texas and fucking Oklahoma and fucking uh, like uh, and and Florida, Florida seem to be like some of the key things that where some of these things are going down. Again, you can't keep up with it. Alabama as well, whatever. I mean, I'm sure it'll spread around at some point. I saw this trending for a second, but I couldn't keep up with it. I, so people were complaining about some like anti woke messaging in a credit card commercial or a credit card ad. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I I couldn't keep. But here's the thing, man. They, they use these things to basically like you know, cause like like mean that like 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 people people who go off about identity politics, they make it seem like this like partaking in this one is a be all end all. But there's other fucking stuff that involve identity politics that are really, really fucking important, right? That are that you know that you know what I mean. But they but but they use the situations to make you go, oh, don't, don't like because like this particular one is a is a, is like baiting you in. They make you think that you shouldn't even care about fucking identity politics at all when that is like very very fucking prevalent in fucking a lot of shit. Whether people want to fucking agree with it or not. Yeah, sure, the sports entertainment, they, they, because again, they focus on the sports entertainment things to make you go, don't pay attention to identity politics at all, basically. They make it so ridiculous. That's, that's why I hate these gimmicked sports entertainment ones, because there is legit fucking shit that needs to be discussed that happens to do with identity politics that also plays into fucking a higher, a higher wages and all that kind of shit. Like, for example, when someone like Jenk shits on uh, affirmative action, even though it's not perfect, it still helps people. You're fucking them over from not getting fucking a job or getting fucking wages. You're, you're, you're reducing it. And you make it seem like, oh my god, I care about workers' rights. Normally when people fucking go that fucking route, that's normally, that's normally them like not giving a shit about either. Like, it's, it's their excuse to shit on the identity politics. But then they'll pretend to be fucking heroes of the working class while they fucking have done shady shit with union busting themselves and all that kind of shit. And you've seen videos of how Jank treats fucking workers. So, you know what I mean? Like, and it's all sports entertainment, so it's used against them. So, Jank is not going to fucking convince me. I don't care how much he fucking tries to say it. He can keep repeating it with confidence and then go on fucking uh, lightweight shows that are not going to fucking challenge him at all whatsoever. He can go on those shows and look like he's, like, the most reasonable guy ever. But you're basically... A, he, that's him and Anna doubling down because they know that they're, they're going to be exposed and their time is fucking coming to be exposed. So, they're doubling down on fucking trying to get... Um, as much support under this sane fucking progressive fucking movement they're doing. Mainstream fucking progressive. 
He isn't, he, he just janking them are not too fucking slick. You can just tell when they're fucking panicking and they know, no, not because, like, oh, they're panicking because they're going to get canceled. They fucking know that what's it called, like, they got to get this fucking done before a certain fucking time because they know eventually something's going to be exposed about them. And by the time it is, they're going to have their new sweet fucking gigs where, you know, they're going to be embraced by fucking more right-wing fucking people by acting like they're the fucking sane fucking leftist. They're not. And you can secretly listen to my fucking podcast and, and, and take advantage of my fucking genuine being dumbed down and processing it. And then you guys can use it for your fucking way to act like you guys are dumbed down. You guys are not dumbed down. You guys are fully aware of what you're doing. You guys have been insiders. You can pretend to be like regular fucking people. That, that's why you, you, you want like, all the fucking praise and you want fucking all the accolades. But then you still want to act like you're a regular fucking person. It doesn't mean you don't have regular feelings and all that kind of shit, and you don't have, like, you know, like, insecurities and all that kind of shit, but because you're in a different fucking ballpark now, um, when you're an insider, with the cold, there's more fucking react- reactionary ways that you guys can re- do shit that will harm the greater, the, the grander fucking uh, communities at large, because you guys can't handle that you guys are selling your fucking souls. Okay, jot this down. Anyways, with the cold, um, you know, the, um, I, I guess some a, 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 AP psychology, some type of like, uh, you know, uh, course. In uh, you know, uh, in in schools in Florida, I guess have been. I I can't keep it specific. All I know is that like when I hear that something's being banned, it's like now it just confirms that this is never just about. Oh my God, we gotta like like even even if you at the, at the beginning if you're really naive and you thought like okay, well you know listen, it's 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 critical race theory. Not gonna be taught to like really really young kids. You know what I mean? It's, you know, wait until you're junior high and high school. Even though, like, it's a dangerous fucking president because they're making anything that they didn't like critical race theory. But, like, now, like, you know, you're, you're banning fucking psychology fucking classes and shit like that or courses, whatever, and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Because, again, they don't want you to realize what... Maybe because if, if you realize how sociopathic people can be, you'd recognize it and fucking... They don't want, you, they don't want the future to recognize, um, you know, their sociopathic fucking traits because if you can do that and you can weaponize it against them. They fucking, you know, then, you know, they don't stand a chance. They have to make every, they have to make it seem like they lived in a perfect fucking world, like their version of what the world is. And people have the audacity to say that the left is getting out of fucking control. And RFK is suing Biden. Here's the thing. Because they're so hell-bent on making it seem like he is being censored and they're, you know, they can kind of control that fucking narrative a little bit, part of me fucking thinks that, you know...
part of me fucking thinks that, um, that, you know, are, you know, uh, like RFK, like, 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 if like, you know, people think, okay, well, Biden can't have control with Google and all that kind of shit. But like, you know what I mean? Because it's this different fact, because things are supposed to be working in the right wing direction. Like, maybe they'll fucking have something obvious where, like, someone in the Biden administration did fucking talk to fucking Google about trying to censor RFK. But then that would also mean that we officially fucking know that, like, it it was happening, essentially. You know, I don't know. Um... Like, the, the thing is, things will fucking end. That's why I don't, like, poo-poo on these accusations, even though they'll take it into... Even though the people that are doing the accusations about the Democrats, they're not going to be disclosing that if there's faction warfare going on and other people are behind the scenes trying to fuck up the other side, the fucking people that are accusing the Biden administration of doing it, they're not going to fucking... Cl- they're, they're not going to fucking put out that they're doing shit that's also weaponizing to fucking maybe spy on them and all that kind of, Like, all the shit that they, that they accuse Biden and Obama doing spying on shit. Okay, fine. Powerful people fucking do that. You know what I mean? They're in a mafia-level fucking world. But then why does it stop at just fucking the Democrats doing it? Why do you think fucking, you know, uh, Trump and all these guys are not doing the exact same fucking thing that you're projecting onto other people? All the horrible things, the fucking, you know, the underage girls, the fucking, you know, uh, um, the business fucking dealings and all that kind of shit. Or like, you know, like, you know, um, covering up fucking, covering up stuff. Like, there's obvious examples and there's probably other examples that haven't been examined. Like, you know what I mean? There's probably a lot of shit that Trump has fucking covered up. You know, he, he the guy's been involved with, like, you know, he's been involved with, like, a lot of gangsters and all these entertainment industries. All the entertainment institutions. He's been involved with, like, you know, like, actual fucking, like, official mafia-level guys, you know what I mean? Like, you know, so how do I know that he hasn't already been covering up shit? Why does it always just be about the Democrats? Again, and I'm not even saying that the Democrats aren't guilty of anything. It's a mafia fucking world. I could buy that they do fucking shady shit. Anyone who wants to just... I understand if you entertain the idea that the Democrats could fucking, you know, do that type of shit. That you're giving into the right wing... Because, but the thing is, I'm not giving to the right wing because I also believe that the same people on the right wing that are the ones being the loudest about it, like the same thing about the QAnon shit and the sex trafficking, everything that they're accusing the Democrats of doing, they're getting on the offensive by making it seem like it's, it's only them that are doing it, not that their side are probably doing it a lot fucking worse. And it becomes obvious because in, they don't answer for any of the questions on the right. Okay, why, uh, why are you guys, why is QAnon and all these people, why are you attacking the, the, the fucking, you know, the, the, like, why aren't you going after the fucking government um, over, over in, in different places in, in the states where uh, they're legalizing child fucking marriage? Wouldn't you fucking, like, the fact that that is, like, maybe I would believe your fucking cause if you actually went after fucking, you know, called that fucking thing out. That's fucking right there, grooming. That's fuck, you know. But you guys don't give a shit about it. You guys pretend you do, but you really don't. So at this point, like, I don't really buy into you. I, I, I'm sick of buy. Like, I'm concerned about trafficking and fucking protection of fucking children and all that kind of shit. But I'm not buying it under your fucking cause. 
I'm 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 more scared because of what the propaganda you're putting out there to weaponize against general uh, to marginalized people in different communities, and you'll use what sensationalist celebrity examples to hammer home your fucking point. Nah, man. Sorry. I don't know, offend people. I don't know, but whatever. I don't give a shit. Like, see, so, you know, this is why everything's becoming sports entertainment. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they have to do, like, discourse, controversy. I'm, I'm sure they the off the discourse, they're making lots of fucking moolah off of it. Like, whatever social currency they're getting. But, like, a Mexico mirror, like, the, the mirror in Mexico... Um, you know, um, he, he had, like, I guess, like, a Father's Day fucking party for only God, but, but there was women and children there, so I guess, like, that's, like, one of the things, but, like, people who are just judging it off of, like, oh, look, this guy's just being a cool fucking dude having strippers, I guess there's nothing wrong with having strippers and all that, consenting, but if you're, like, a public official doing it, like, you know, do, pretending, like, you know, uh, like, acting like, you, like, oh, no, kids are gonna be here, but then kids are there, you know what I mean, like, the people have a right to kind of like, because there's some people that are going after them for, oh, um, 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 for, um, like, re- like, reducing women to just be, like, but these women are, like, wind, like, are actual fucking strippers, and they want to be there to do it, and got a gig off it. I don't have a mind if women want to be strippers. I mean, you, you can say it's ethical for a fucking mayor to be doing this, but everything now has to be sports entertainment. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he'll probably get more support because people are trying to, quote-unquote, cancel him. You know what I mean? So he has to do it in that fucking way. I don't know. By the way, what's it called? Uh, there might be a try. See, again, th- this is why I know someone's going to go to the heel side now. Because for the, you know, the, the can't, for the, you know, con- for the more conservative, uh, uh, conservative delegation on the, on the, uh, for the black delegation, whenever a celebrity gets fucking, you know, whenever a celebrity gets fucking exposed and they're about to go more to the right wing side, who do you fucking get? You get Bill Cosby's fucking lawyer. I don't know if it's just, I'm sure other, pe- other people that have, uh, uh, people just say it's infamous for Bob, Bill Cosby's lawyer, but I, I've seen other celebrities use that. So whenever anyone uses that, I always assume that, like, okay, that's, like, your key that you're gonna, like, you know, get off on this shit, like, you're gonna get off from this stuff, maybe, but, like, you're gonna now turn fucking heel, which is why I said the, in the last podcast, that the fucking, the Christian element in all this is what's fucking, you know, what's, uh, what's, what's key here, because people are moving to more of a Christian fundamentalist direction, that, like, that will actually be the saving grace of why she won't be cancelled, because now, like, you know what I mean? Like, all the people that made fun of her will now be on her side because maybe she'll embrace Christianity and all that type of shit. And maybe, and maybe she'll become one of those people that would call all the things that, like, she was, like, you know, being about, like, being about, like, oh, not fat shaming. Like, maybe she loses weight and then she ends up becoming somebody that becomes more elitist. And you go, oh, my God, can you believe she used to be someone that was about bo- body positivity? It seemed like she'll, she seemed like, She's such a sports entertainment character. She'll do a complete 180 of what she was as, like, the baby face, essentially. And then you're hearing more about, like, oh, how she made, like, um, the documentary filmmakers, 
the crew and all that. She made their lives fucking hell and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? I don't know. With the cold, I thought Little Wayne was gonna be, uh, you know, a, a main like a, a, a main co-host on Skip. Again, I I don't know anything about fucking sports. I just know that like Skip, like I always like again like all these shows are interchangeable to me. Like, I can't keep up with it. You know what I mean? Like I, like I, I, you know, Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless on the same show. I, I, I thought they're on the same show. I can't care with who's 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 co-host, who left, and all that kind of shit. So you know what I mean? Like I can't keep up with all that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, to make it easier for me, I can't just keep up with sports. But when it becomes to- a topic, you know. But like you know, like you know, like and, and they always try to sleep stuff in into different fandoms. Like for example, like if like Skip Bills has nothing to do with hip hop. But because now he has, like, a friendship with Lil Wayne, which has been going on for a bit, you know what I mean? Now it feels like, you know, you have to hear about Skip Bayless on hip-hop sites because Lil Wayne's involved with it. So he's going to be a co-host. So I'm sure, like, you know, I'm sure, like, you know, he'll, like, do a lot of fucking comedy shit or he'll say some controversial takes that will get him, like, you know, canceled or something. I don't know. But, you know, with the cold, uh, you know, I, I, I never really, like, pay attention to how Skip Bayless looks like. He looks like a... Uh, you put fucking you. Uh, he fe- he feels like you put um, a deep fake of Jerry Stiller's face on like some random body. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel like it's like 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 I'm watching a genuine face or anything like that. But he looks like like at least right now. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it always been that case because, but like I saw a recent video of him. And I never realized how much... Because, again, I never really pay attention to the fucking guy. Unless he says something stupid that, you know, I would react to about mental health or whatever the fuck it is. You know what I mean? I don't know. And then, you know, and then, and, and now people are outraged that Sierra did a song. See, again, this is one of those things, like, and, and, and it happened with R. Kelly as well, right? Which is why, what the call, like, I go, okay, well, it, 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 like, 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 people keep talking about these stories, but then nothing is happening to the guy. This is what I'm thinking, like, like if, if he's going to get called out, he get called out for it. But the thing is, like, different times, you know, let him, like, they'd bring it up here and there until it became, like, the main, until, like, his whole fucking, like, until the whole thing became a discourse thing, whatever, right? But, like, people would do songs throughout, like, the 2000s and the 2010s with R. Kelly. And then every once in a while, depending on which fucking person did it, like, which, which person did it, they would then get chastised for doing it. And then they would fucking be called out nonstop. And then you'd be like, well, how about the other people that have been doing it that you're not calling out, you're giving praise to? So it always seems like whenever anyone, like, if Drake, con- 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 like, you know, kind of collaborates with uh, Chris Brown... No one's going to mention the Chris Brown shit. All of a sudden, Sierra's doing it. And now all of a sudden, people are calling it out. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like it's pick and choose of when you're supposed to call it out. That's why I'm saying Chris Brown's, like, someone that you're supposed to call... Like, if, if you're going to be in the industry and you're in R&B, you have to fucking collab with somebody who's going to be problematic. It'll be, like, laid low for a bit until it's supposed to be, like, a whole cancellation thing. But again, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like these guys are, like, playing roles, uh, like, these reality show-level roles where they're, like, the stuff is real. 
but they're playing these roles. Like, it's, it's like, you know, this is the next level of where it's going, and they still exist in the fucking discourse, and they're allowed to fucking, you know, operate. But Chris Brown, it's been obvious that he's been somebody that was supposed to, like, since that Rihanna thing, with the call, he was supposed to be somebody. Like, and again, I went through different fucking um, phases of, um, like, not, not f- f- like when, when, this stuff, when, when it first came out, what, it wasn't that I was fucking condoning it, but I was also under the impression, like, why do people pretend, like, there wasn't any pro- provocation or, like, you don't look at, like, what actually, like, what, what happened? I'm not saying, it, like, like me that, by just making it seem like he just completely out of nowhere just did this. Like, I'm not, justif- I'm not justifying it. But, like, if you're not bringing up the context of, like, like, of, like, how it got there. Like, is, is, is he an abusive person? Is this, like, a mutual abusive fucking thing where they both hit each other or whatever? But then, but, but, the same, but, but at the same time, what's it, what's it called? Uh, like, um, but I say that, like, I, 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 didn't, I didn't obviously support it. But then when I got into the conspiracy shit about it, and then I was like, oh, did they frame him? Like, you know what I mean? Because he was putting out videos, like, in music videos, making it look... Like he was quote unquote like not framed, but like he's escaping the dark side. So I thought maybe it was his way of fucking kind of like his last fucking initiation to escape the current system, whatever. But I think he was like one of those early quote unquote canceled people that was always gonna be like that was gonna be his like you know his entire persona because of other other things that he uh, that he did after that fact. And then also at the same time, I'm also looking at looking at it like. Uh, um, how how like you know um like for example like the like if you if you're outraged by you know uh um outraged by um what happened to her by Rihanna whatever if you're what happened to her whatever um then like you should get mad at fucking TMZ for like overly like like overly promoting like if it, it felt like one of those like organized storylines where like the, like the, they're both cogs in the fucking system and they're gonna be playing that fucking role and it became more obvious to me when. One time they were at a fucking, uh, it was like wrestlers breaking kayfabe, where they're at a reward show, staying together, and kind of like laughing at the fucking camera. You know what I mean? And then people had a fucking safe face for Rihanna to say, oh my god, yeah, um, you know, this is, like, mean that, like, in, real, in, in, in reality, there are people who have been abused that do kind of, in a way, mentally go back, and they're kind of entrusted upon that, whatever. Um, and then, you know what I mean? Like, there's like a real thing that goes on with that. But when it comes to public figures, I don't fucking buy into like you know, like the like you know, like the regular rules applying. So to me, that that right there, they're they're kind of showing you that like yeah, this is all a fucking show basically. Even though what happened was fucking real. You know what I mean? So and, and the thing is like I and the thing like, I hated that what it called he was the only one getting picked like like when CM Punk was picking on him. It's like it's like CM Punk wanted to fucking talk about how people treat fucking women and all that kind of shit when he's like the one that has done horrible fucking shit as well. You know what I mean? That, that, like I was a CM Punk fan back then, but I wasn't going to co-sign everything and I had to deal with like a lot of his fucking asshole fan base that would be getting on me because I would be kind of going at CM Punk for, um, you know, like, you know, like um, my whole thing was your hero Steve Austin you know, also fucking has a fucking history of doing that. Like, the boss you fucking work for has done fucking horrible fucking shit. Why didn't you fucking say anything about that? Like, that was always my fucking take about it. So it wasn't like, you know, I was a Chris Brown fucking defender, but I know that he's, like, another guy, like, all these people that 
whether you're whether you're you're like supposed to be the victim or you're supposed to be the fucking abuser. Like they're both like especially when it comes to public figures and celebrities. Like like some people like he like they if he did anything bad to some of them are are just sacrificial lambs unfortunately that you're never going to hear about their story. But once in a while, you'll hear about maybe one or two people's stories who then will be designed to be propped up for, for them to become characters, even though what they went through was very fucking real. It just, it's so psychotic and sociopathic that there's more organization in, like, even the abuse and all, and all these fucking, all these fucking, uh, like, you know, all these cancelable, cancelable fucking offenses, essentially. Cancelable, I, I was going to say, I, I can't speak English. Cancelable is that a word? Cancelable. Let me see. Hold on. I put castable. Uh, what, 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 what am I saying? Hold on a second. Yeah, can it, it is a word. Cancelable. Cancelable. I, I can't say this fucking word, man. I don't know. Cancelable. 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 I say again, my, sorry, my speech impediment won't allow it, man. I, I'm too fucking stupid. Not gonna fucking lie to you. Yeah, so, I mean, this. I'll, I'll just go into the SmackDown recap, you know. Um, so much fucking wrestling. I don't know. Again, I, and then I gotta come, I gotta fucking, you know, go and watch, you know, uh, I don't know. Come watch Collision later on. I don't even want to watch it. I'll go over this quickly. The fine go-home show started with LA Knight roasting some of the competitors on the Slim Jim Battle Royal on the screen like Miz. He was facing Sheamus during the match. Members of the Battle Royal came out. Competitors from it, at least, like Santos, Miz, AJ, Cross, Waller. Theory eventually knocked Santos out and then the Brutes brawl with other members in the Battle Royal. Sheamus grabbed Miz for like 10, 10 beats after he high-booted Ridge. So let's LA Knight eventually get the win. But when he did a roll-up, which, which got kicked out of, but then when Sheamus nails Miz with a bro kick, when he was going after Knight, who moved out of the way, then the, the, that, and the Knight gets the B, BFT, the blunt force trauma for the win. And Knight was talking shit to Waller and Cross after the match, basically. It was okay, but they could have done the Slim Jim Battle Royal on the kickoff show and give, like, Becky and them fucking chance instead of doing this work shoot shit online. Um, but Orange Cassie and the Brutes were arguing, so Pierce makes a match while Seamus, AJ, stay behind, stay behind staring at each other, like, angrily. The, the match didn't really matter because, like, it was all about the angle, which made the pro, which was the Prophet showing up in suits, attacking all four of them viciously. <coughs> Sorry. Actually, kind of cool to see the prophet actually have this much needed aggression, and then them like looking the part, you know, and and even though they turned heel seemingly, people were fucking cheering all this. You know what I mean? Then Lassie shows up, um, shows up at the entrance to, to basically hype these guys up, and I wonder if there's more people joining in. Are they putting the pieces together? Like, will MVP and Omar show up? I mean, I, I feel b- sorry for fucking sh- sh- uh, Cedric and Shelton Benjamin. Um, but I mean, I I hope they're also included. But I don't know. But this is a really this is a really good shit right here, man. I I I hope this is a pu- um I hope this is a push as a con- I hope this push is a consistent thing and not something that falls apart in months since there's a dis- it's a discourse company now whatever. 
uh, the match with the Good Brothers and Holland and Dunn was actually uh, was actually pretty fucking decent. You know what I mean? Like it was actually you know what I mean? Like it, they they had more fire in it, but it was like short lived though. Uh, Theory cut a promo for his match with Grimes. He told Santos he's um, dedicating his win to his race since he's injured. Like sarcastically, Theory won the match. It was decent. It feels like a mini the the mini push Grimes had kind of is kind of gone since the initial debut squash he did to Corbin. At least he's not stuck in a feud with Corbin like you know on the main roster. But now it feels like he's just taking L's on the roster like from the last time I seen him. Like like is there a plan to have him kind of. Do- like, you know, have him kind of just do this for the time being, or is he going to get, like, put, is he going to be another one that we're, we're supposed to get behind because they don't see anything in him? But Santos attacks Theory after and declares that he's winning the title next week. So I guess this couldn't make SummerSlam either, but I really hope Santos does win the the title. You know, Theory, you know, had it long enough. Let someone else fucking carry it. Theory, you know, you know, um, theory of SmackDown is has been inoffen has been inoffensive, but when he was on Raw, when it um when he was on Raw, when it always uh focused on him, like you know, but but like when he was on Raw, it always focused on him, but like he, like you know, but um you know, he he was just cutting long ass promos and there's too much focus on them that I didn't get, that you didn't want to see him, but he isn't doing anything to stand out either on this brand, so just let him lose the fucking title already. I enjoyed the Grayson Waller effect with Bailey and Neo. Bailey and Waller played off each other well. Waller did his ding dong hell did they did ding dong hello stick and Bailey says the better show. And when Waller asked if EO is cashing in, Bailey answers her, which looks like uh, which looks inferior to EO basically. Bailey calls Waller an idiot if uh, he thinks that um, the genius of the bank is going to tell her um, the the strategy because they're not going to tell anyone the strategy. They have to wait. You know what I mean? EO's focused on her match. She had to reiterate that the crowd are idiots, and Waller concurs they're all idiots. Bailey hypes up EO's match, and then Shotzi's voice is all over the arena with layered laughter. But I think Waller was the one that planned it. With a joke, and he was he was because he's acting like it. Bailey gets mad and then claims that she's not scared of Shotzi, and Shotzi hasn't shown hasn't even shown up. And then Shotzi's music plays, and someone comes out on the tank. You don't see who, but Shotzi was behind Bailey and their new look. She kind of looked like you know a degenerate Marcy Darcy, basically. Uh, she was chasing Bailey out with the Clippers, and then Zelina reveals she was on the tank because they're gonna you know, she could have a match with Io. It was fine. It was like it wasn't that long enough. I don't think Io needed to. I don't really think you need to lose this. Like the the typical shit you do when you have the money in the bank when you have the money in the bank case, um, where you think you 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 think the losers won't the losses wouldn't hurt, but she got distracted by Shotzi and Bailey by the entrance as Bailey was fighting off getting her sh- um, you know, her head shaved her fucking hair shaved off. So Zelina won. You know um you know won her match. The match was barely anything. I think it was more about okay, well they're uh, setting you up for the um the. They're setting you up for the notion that, you know, Bailey is playing more of a distraction. But there could be, like, you know, um, the, you could let this match go on for a little bit longer and done it in a better fucking way. It's like the bare minimum way. You know, Shanti had a decent look to her. She looked, she looked like a Serena Deeb a bit, a bit with the, you know, but, like, if Serena Deeb was, like, more of a punk rock chick, you know what I mean? Uh, Charlotte, Charlotte did a hype out for her match where she's in this nice dress and she's drinking champagne on a yacht putting over accomplishments on what she she intends to do at the, at the, at the PLE, and she goes over being 5-0 and at SummerSlam. Maybe, you know, maybe this will be, you know, uh, maybe this will be her way of, uh, you know, um, being the undertaker for SummerSlam, maybe. Maybe they'll build up the Charlotte streak for SummerSlam, which makes me think that she probably will win here, maybe. 
It was one of the more simple things they have done than the overproduction they've been doing during the fucking build. We saw Oscar training and saying she has a plan. These video packages were done really fucking well. And maybe if we kept it this fucking simple from the beginning, maybe people wouldn't be dreading the fucking creative. We saw Bianca hyping up her match while making her gear. She talks about getting revenge and winning, and then she show she show um shows her doing the workouts, and now she t- she takes um she can take on any challenge they give her. She's not letting up, and uh, and she's training harder, and she's going through uh Oscar and, uh, and she's going through Oscar and Charlotte, and then does a bunch of like I'm the EST of this whatever you know what I mean the typical things. They're these are all decent. They all like you them throughout the night. We saw Heyman promo, and he made fun of the fact that um. Um, you know, uh, that o- Ohio doesn't have any ladies, because when he says ladies and gentlemen, he asked how it came to this, this isn't what Reigns wanted, the last thing he wanted, if you want to blame what happened to Jimmy Uso, it's because you may never see him again, and point to a different, point to different people in the crowd, he says it's because of Jay Uso, and after the interview, what happened to Jay Uso won't be anyone's fault other than Roman Reigns, there'll be no remorse, regret, Plan a pl- plea of, for absolution or benediction or forgiveness because when Reigns enters the ring at the PLE, he will um, he will know what the tribal what tribal combat is. And they go to a video p- package hyping up the importance of the the you know the the Ula the Ula that Reigns wears in the overall build for the match. Certainly wasn't the online. It wasn't wasn't like the online main video of my way. That someone did on Reddit, but you know this was briefer. It just kind of went, you know, over the family and what the what the you know the the I, I can't say this word the Ulafala means. So it can only be won by the by tribal combat. And Heyman says Reigns is the reigning defending undisputed champion, the tribal chief, and he has been champion for nearly three years, and that will never be Jay Uso. Uh, he said that he can't stand and uh, he can't he can, he can stand and say that's not a prediction that's a spoiler. But the only spoiler he can give tomorrow night is that. Uh, and then J- and Jay interrupts basically right here. He's soaking in the reaction. He tells Heyman that he's right. Tomorrow night, the tribal chief is happening. Tribal chief is hap- Tribal combat is happening. He will light him up with one of the sticks and the chairs. He's the head of the table and will go through one. Jay says Heyman forgot to mention that the passion he sees in front of him. He's bringing it tomorrow. The spirit of his ancestors and his family, the culture. He's bringing all that tomorrow. And he's going to beat Roman Reigns to become the new tribal chief and the new universal champion. And then Solo comes out and Heyman holds him back and tells Jay what Solo's trying to say, that he's screwed up now. And Jay tells Solo he'll forgive him. The mind games won't work. All he does is take orders. He says Heyman tells Solo the same thing he to tell him. And Heyman begins to like speak, but Solo looks at him and, and Heyman, basically he tells Heyman to fucking, you know, uh, like Solo tries, he tries to speak to hey, Heyman, Heyman tries to speak to him for a bit. But Solo still maintains a stare down looking at Jay. And then he, you know, Solo just tells Heyman to get out. And then Jay hits him with a super kick and then Solo fails uh, falsely outside basically. Um, you know, this is fine. I don't, I don't need him and Reigns doing another segment, so it was fine to have Heyman be the guy to get his one last promo before the match. But it also puts Solo in a position where maybe the brainwashing is wearing off him, or at least Jay is playing mind games with him. The build has already been built up really well. It feels like the last three weeks have just been hammering home the stuff when the build has already been there. You know what I mean? I think people are ready for the match. But this was like at least a bit different with the, with at least Heyman being the main focal point to give his take and proclamation of what will happen to Jay. 
So they had a match in the main event, and it was a pretty good match. Kind of surprised Solo lost cleanly, but Jay did hit him with a chair over and over. And I don't know if that was supposed to be that the write-off of Solo doesn't get, so Solo didn't get involved in the match. But I think they should have done this last week, so the final two would have been Reigns and Solo, Reigns and Jay. I put Reigns and Solo here, like when it first started. But there isn't much really to say about the process, progress of the storyline in this in the in this sense because now it's all about getting to the match essentially. I guess you're wondering what if like uh, like wondering if um. What, what Jay is saying to Solo to, like, you know, um, like, if you're wondering if, like, what Jay is saying to Solo isn't getting to him, because, like, you know, because, like, you know, maybe, because, again, he's acting a little bit more and more unhinged as he's seeing people kind of, like, you know, break free from Roman Reigns, basically. And, you know, I mean, and, then, and, he, and he, he wants to think that he's doing the honorable fucking thing, but maybe he's realizing that he's going to end up looking like a sucker by standing with Reigns when, like, literally he's seen Sami Zayn leave, He's seen um, J- J- Jimmy Jimmy Uso leave, and he's seen Jay Uso leave. Then, you know what I mean. So like, you know, he it's like it's kind of getting to his character. I felt the chair shots were decent, but it it didn't feel like oh these chair shots were like this is so brutal that definitely Solo won't be there type of beatdown. But again, I'm hyped for this match. I'm looking forward to what what will be done. We'll see what fucking ends up happening. What's going on? August 6th, 3.06 p.m. Out and said hello, I bet you're wondering why I keep obsessing on and stressing all the little things when I should be living life and soaking up the memory. I know I've been Selfish, I have no excuse to give you its truth. Hanging by a thread's how I live. I don't know why, but I feel more comfortable. Living in my agony, watching myself esteem go up in flames, acting like I don't care what anyone I'm in a depressive fucking mood, what to call that, and I was fine. I don't know why I play this song, but whatever, I don't know.
I came here just to do the Rampage recap because I didn't really get to jot down some stuff, but, you know, what the cold is one of those fucking times where you feel irrational and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Because you, you, you go out socially and you feel fucking good for a bit, and then, like, one thing puts your fucking, like, your whole psyche... And then, and then the thing is, you can't fucking flip out like you used to and, like, start fucking getting mad because then every, you know, cause everyone already has, like, a defense, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? It just, this is why I don't like going out because then it's like, um, I'm used for humiliation to, like, ring, ring me down a fucking peg, right? So, like, you find out, like, someone you, you know, especially when people are, like, still close to people you fucking know. And then I have to fucking see people, then it's like, and, and because I have to have those people in my life, then I mean, I have to have that f- b- people who don't really fucking, you know, fuck with me, even though they met, met people through me, basically. And I, you know what I mean? And then the only place I can come and fucking vent about it, and then they get fucking upset about it if I come in here. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, I, I got news that, like, one of my friends is getting married, and you know what I mean? And like, okay, well. It's also fucking probably a relief as well because I don't have to fucking, you know, get a fucking suit. All that, but at the same time, it's like it fucking, then it just starts seeping into your fucking head, especially when you're alone with your fucking thoughts, and then you start thinking irrationally. I'm sure the guy's fucking listening anyways because he probably hates listening to my shit anyways. But, you know. I don't know. It just, it just fucks with your fucking head. You know what I mean? You don't want to fucking be here. This is why, you see, this is why I don't like fucking going out going out and being social, because then, like, at least when you're alone, you can just say, okay, well, these thoughts are in your head. Maybe none of the fucking shit you're thinking is going on. Maybe you're not being excluded and everyone's fucking being honest, whatever, right? I mean, like, you, you get brought out under false pretenses, and then you get fucking, you didn't basically, you know, you, you get shit on, basically. Because then you find out shit is true, and then you get fucking, you know, you start losing your fucking mind. And then you have no one else to, like, you know, talk to, especially from your past, because you can't be vulnerable about anybody. You know what I mean? Because everyone's a fucking gossip queen, whether it's online or whether it's thing. That's why I put, that's why I actively put it out, because if I fucking even talked about it privately, it's going to be known and talked about regardless, right? So I might as well come out and fucking confront it, even though, like, you know, I'm gonna fucking, like, you know, lose your fucking cool, whatever, you know, I don't know. I'm gonna not lose your cool, I don't know, again, I can't even put English words to fucking, I can't even put English words together. I'm so fucking, you know, again, I just, and also, also a a bigger portion of why, like, that's like a a side thing, whatever, right, you know what I mean, I guess it's uh, something that's like, uh, bothering me, like, in the present, but the overall thing is, like, you know, the, the, the back of my head, like, the normalized shit that's going to fascism and all that kind of shit, or, um, normalized shit that's going to fascism, and also, um, and what else, um, no, and then, you know, my birthday is coming up on Tuesday, and I'm turning 40, and I'm still, you know, pathetic, you know what I mean? It's like, this is why, again, 20 years ago, I envisioned that I'd be in the same position, really, to tell you the truth. I, you know what I mean? Like, if I stayed alive, that's why I, I wanted to be dead, you know, but for some reason, they fucking keep me alive for some odd reason. I don't know why, for their fucking amusement. So I can get I can get brought out and fucking, you know, sh- so, other, so other, other people can show that they're fucking in a better position than I am because I'm not fucking, you know, I haven't done shit, and people fucking take pleasure in that kind of shit.
Who gives a shit? I, this is all freestyle, by the way. I didn't jot anything down, you know, before fucking, you know, uh, doing this little rant. That's why I feel uncomfortable kind of doing the rant, because normally I try to fucking structure the thoughts before I come in it, but before I start doing the Rampage recap, because I haven't watched Collision yet. And I wish I didn't watch SummerSlam, because I didn't really think it was the best fucking event. There's some good matches with results I liked, with, with results I... Some good matches with results I liked, some good matches with results I didn't like, some matches that I didn't like with results... With, with, um, no, some matches that I did like, but with the results I didn't. I, I, I can't fucking keep up with it. I'm gonna go watch Collision. I have to key up with the G- G1. I'm behind on that shit. But luckily I can just forge some of the early matches because it's... Because it's about the last fucking couple of matches, you know. Anyway, let me go to the Rampage recap and then I'll come back later. I'll just get into it. Keith and Hard Keith Lee and Hardy versus Kip uh Kip, Blade and Butcher. Um I was interested in the main event, so I'll just get over this quickly. Kip did some good character work with mocking Jeff's dance. Hardy's do the poetry and motion to Kip. Matt's was isolated eventually by the heels until Matt got the side effect. But then he was still isolated for a bit, but Jeff got the hot tag and tries to wipe out the others on the apron constantly while fending off Butcher. Kip did a split-legged moonsault outside onto the, on uh, Jeff Hardy, which helped keep Jeff Hardy isolated. They were building up a um, big tag to Keith Lee. Kip got the cannonball into the corner, and Butcher goes for the backbreaker. Keith lays out everyone when we get the hot tag. You know, he lays out all the heels. Does a bunch of corner attack with Kip on his back. And he even threw Blade onto Butcher while Kip was on his back, and then he throws Kip at both of them. He got a power slam. Butcher broke up the pin. Matt nails a uh, twist of fates. Keith swats Kip in midair and hoists him up and drops him. Jeff gets the win with a swanton. It was fine. I feel like they, you know, have Keith over. He's still over as hell recently. But they're still putting him in random fucking matches with random people where there's no, like, like you know, real feud brewing, basically. Couldn't they just, you know, you, you know, you, they could have just used Ethan in this, or, you know, or maybe they could have used Isaiah since they were both there. Nothing else much to say about this. They show footage of the kingdom from ROH, and they put over Cole, um, the, uh, him, the, the, their friendship with Cole, and they show clips where, where, um, like, you know, where they were by his side and protecting him. He was at Bennett's wedding. Taven puts over how they were there for him, but he wasn't for them. They go over the shit they did together, the stuff they had had together. And then he said they um he forgets about his real friends. Either way, they're pretending to so either way they're, they're pretending to be against him, or because like they're really gonna align with him again, or they're gonna be the heel parts in the main event match. Basically, you know what I mean? Like like like, like some of these people are gonna get involved in the match in some fucking way. I mean, could they be working with MJF? Thing is, if Cole ditched these guys, and then people can say Cole's not is not so fucking he's not such a good person for doing that, right? But Cole's a flawed guy, and he's admitted as so, right? So if he hasn't reached out, maybe the real, um, the real life psychological thing is that you you need to steer away from people who have evil tendencies, and Cole not wanting to go back into that kind of thinking, maybe. Maybe that's his thinking about it, but if he's being genuine about his babyface shit. But there's many ways to interpret it, but 
I like that Kingdom is getting more time on the main roster because, you know, they're a solid team and they've done a good job. You know, and, they're, and the matches that they have, like, you know, when like there's a big focus on them, like for an ROH pay-per-view or something like that, like they always get, like people always kind of give them fucking props for, like, you know, how good they are in, in these matches. <sighs> Uh, the Bucks cut a promo about wanting to get back in the tag division after focusing on trios. This was an obvious sports entertainment segment because they mentioned Jeff and Matt off camera and tell them to come into the shot and thank them for having their backs on with Dynamite. Matt Hardy heard about them jumping back into the tag division and invited them to face the GOATs. Matt Jackson said it would be cool to wrestle the second best brother tag team and they're doing it on Dynamite, so... Um, Jeff, you know, the Jeff Tell Cutler video, video over Brandon. So, I mean, yeah, this will be a cool match. I hope creatively for both teams to get some shit to intrigue us because, uh, and be compelling because as characters, the Bucks have felt like background players, even if there has been some focus on them. Like, you know, for, for like, you know, like the whole elite versus thing, you know, it just felt like it, it, it was like purposely like not being done properly to its full, um, capability because, the like the 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 online discourse um whole thing about um them not signing contracts yet, you know what I mean. So like it, it just it just feels like okay, you, like if you knew you're gonna get there, you could have just done that and actually done the storyline, like you know, do the whole reunion of the the elite properly, you know. But whatever. Anna G and Sky Blue two point on and ignored Jerk on the way down to the ring since he was commentating. They exchange waist locks for a bit and come to a stalemate. Matt Menard is wearing the David Putty eight ball jacket. You know, um, Sky cartwheel through a body, a uh, body, um, um, no, um, yeah, no, a body trip, and eventually she gets a thrust kick. Um, Anna clocks her with a, a with a right, and does a J kick into Sky off the apron before the picture in picture. Someone posted on Reddit the stuff that on on the Fight TV app, like you know the feed there. But Matt was doing good character work when he was yelling at Sky, calling her an idiot. And I didn't see that on the broadcast, so I assumed it was during the fucking picture-in-picture. Unless I fucking missed that. I don't know. They came back, and Sky tries to fight out of a submission. Sky gets a crossbody, then a rising knee strike. She does a rolling insiguri when her thrust kick was blocked. And it does a back heel, um, back heel kick, and then the rain flatliner for a near fall. Um, after pinning a combo from Anna, Sky does a thrust kick, and Parker gets on the apron and wants to kiss Sky, and then she cl- and Sky clocks him, and Anna applies the, the Queen Slayer, um, you know, and then she won the match. It was pretty decent. Jericho was coming off as a baby fade, but the commentators were acting like Jericho was selling them out anyway, so who knows how this will fucking go, but this was a decent match. It wasn't like the greatest ever, but I enjoyed the match for what it was, you know. Anna was doing great character work, and, you know, and Sky is like, you know, she keeps getting better. I know you're supposed to hate Sky Blue now because of Lufisto, I guess, but whatever, I don't know. Statlin did a promo about her match with Renee and on her shoulders, and she's doing squats. She goes, you know what, pickles her egg, and then they go, the Mercedes attacked her and wants a strike. She's doing all these cheesy little things, but, like, she's coming off, like, really compelling, coming off, like, like, a really nice baby face. And she, and she tells her to brush her teeth, put on her pajamas, and clean the gutter, and, and uh... And try to beat her on collision or something like that. It was an interesting promo attempt. And it did its job, but the Renee show is extra. But, you know what, maybe this will become her thing if she does it to others, you know. If if you're going to get a minute, if you're going to get a minute on television, then I guess it's like, go ahead, make your fucking, you know, your minutes count, I guess. Or your or your seconds count, I guess. I don't know. Like, to, to, you know what I mean? To stand, out abo- like, to stand out above the, you know, like just being a simple fucking promo. 
Swerving AR Fox versus Jobbers. AR's wearing the bloodstained shirt they took from Nick Wayne. That's pretty fucking cool. Uh, AR drops both Jobber with a double uh, missile, missile drop kick to both guys and then plunges over, over. And then AR has one of the guys, um, he has like the ski, like the ski mask. It's like a stretch out ski mask, essentially. And Swerve does a dope power bomb, uh, a sit out version. AR does the same shit Ethan does, the um, like, you know, the, the, the same shit that Ethan does to bring you down. Forget what it's called, um, it's not the, it's, it's, it's the Eichel Clausum or something, yeah, the Eichel Clausum type of move. So he did, and then he, and then he rolls through a, he rolls, he rolls through for a cutter. Swerve rolls, rolls through with the brain buster and AR with the 450 for the win. I thought it was a really good, a really good, this was like a really solid squash match after a dope angle. Like they got a dope victory, look impressive, you know, and it stand out, stand out a lot more after you do like a very like important fucking angle. QTV segment, some Solo talks about stealing someone's hat from the airport. Harley wears it and does her like ditzy humor. And Solo asks about someone else who used to be here and stood behind them. But whoever they are, they're referring to. I thought maybe it was Johnny TV, but he hasn't physically been there for these segments. But QTV mentioned how he's upset they didn't win their match against uh, the, the guy who's not there. He mentioned that he, he got upset because they didn't win their match against the acclaimed. And talked about needing a new feud, and they pitch ideas, and they say House of Black uh, and others, right? QTV says people who are not going to kill them. And Solo says the factory, which I guess that's pretty fucking, you know, haha, whatever. Harley says to roll the footage about something, and Johnny TV is doing the split sliding on the red carpet. Making an open challenge to anyone who will, who has ever been on television. I mean, this is fine. They, they can still make this more darker, but I like that they're showing like the exploitive nature in some way by pitching feuds. But they could take this darker place by using their over the top nature and having like you know what I mean, like facilitating other fucking feuds. But this wasn't bad. You know, Harley's become a good part of this thing. I think her tone is a perfect spoof. This is pretty decent. Uh, we see Nana and Cage and Bill. This is one of the better promos from both Cage and Bill. Nana, Nana says the greatest t- t- uh, tag team in the world will face the the, sec- uh, the the greatest tag team they never faced. And Bill calls um, FTR two slops. He goes, eat your pizza, drink your tequila, and kiss all titles goodbye because they're coming uh, to their hood and they're going to embarrass them. And then Cage said they already are an embarrassment. So they look like a couple of sloppy Joes representing the championships. Says, look, look, at, look at him and Bill, too, ju- too, too, ju- too juicy, too swole to control, the tower, the machine, the gargantuan giraffe, and the vanilla gorilla. Uh, they add they add one more tag team um you know one more um nickname to the list and that's tag team champions and Anna says they know the mogul embassy is all about um, um being in the money but they're gonna be rolling in gold I thought this was like a really good throwback promo when you set up a house show shit they should do these more often like maybe you can have you know one or two matches and do this some control center shit to set up promos and angles you know make make it like a magazine show essentially. Like, the Reigns are never going to improve with this shit, so why not give away a decent main event and do more of the stuff when people can work their characters? Like, Nana looked like he was, like, legit laughing um, with with Cage because Cage was, like, a fired-up promo. It's actually, like, one of the better ones. This this makes all the fucking difference. You kind of forget how good, you know, Big Bill can be because this reminded me, like, this felt like a Big Cass fucking promo. Like, you know what I mean? He had the confidence of, like, you know, a Big Cass promo from NXT, essentially.
So the BCC versus the Best Friends. They show a video package that showed the footage of the previous parking lot brawl. And I thought, there was, I thought they set this up pretty well. It, it, it felt fresh because it was on location. They were already standing by the cars and the music was playing in the background. I think they edited that in, basically. They had some people in the, uh, like people around the area to make some noise. And they just brawled. I didn't want to jot everything down because it was becoming redundant. Tony Schiavone brings, out, uh, br- brings up how BCC were checking different cars because last time Orange Cassidy was hiding in one, which helped them beat Ortiz and Santana. I like that they're bringing up the, like this detail to it. You know, Trent drove off, um, drove, uh, um, drove off one of the cars onto Mox. Trent was stabbing Mox with something. I put with someone. Uh, Claudio ripped off the spoilers, started beating Trent and Chuck with it. Best friends do a double flapjack on one of the cars. Moth got hit with a spoiler. Then Chuck throws it against Claudio's back. They slam the hood onto Claudio. Mox um, made um, made up for the last um, made up for the lack of blood on Dynamite, and he had like a crimson mask. BCC propped the hood of the car on Trent's back, and then powerbomb Chuck onto the hood of the car while Trent was under it. Uh, that was insane. Claudio does a big swing, and Mox brings in a receptacle into the picture uh, for Trent's head to hit while like, being swung. Trent t- um, f- tries to fend off both of them, but they kept kneeling in with uppercuts, uh, uh, you know, and other strikes. Chuck used a street sign to hit both members of the BCC. He backbites Claudio on the, on the windshield, and then uh, you know, then Chuck stabs Mox with something. Mox suplexes Chuck through the guardrail, leaning against the uh, you know, uh, leaning against the. Um, Against the car. During the picture in picture, a lot of them were just using the spoiler. Mox did a figure four, which looked awkward with this being like a big ass fucking like, you know, street brawl. It's like when you would fight your friends at school and you just bust out a wrestling move when it wouldn't fit the context of the situation, really. Uh, Chuck did a stuffed pile of driver on the hood of the car. Mox and Trent were fighting on top of the car where there was a guardrail laid across two doors that were open. Claudio was laid out and Trent does a senton. Mox does a paradigm shift on, on the top of the car. Claudio presses him and throws him into the top of another car. He went for a Ricola bomb, but Trent counters into a dude buster. Mox is a rare naked choke. They went back and forth with strikes. Mox is a death rider through the windshield. Check was, uh, it's like sucking the gas out of, like, you know, this tube. Right, um, for some reason, but then it was meant for him to use as for, like for fuel to light a barbed wire bat, and then he was gonna use it, and then Yuta comes out out of a car, distressed Chuck, and egging 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 him to hit him, and instead Mox hit him. Uh, Mox gets the fucking thing and hits him. It wasn't like you know, it, it wasn't like you know, it was already out by the time you know he hit him basically, but it was, it was still. I get what they're trying to go for. Um, but then, you know, then, uh, Yuta stabs Chuck with a screwdriver. Orange Cassidy is, uh, is uh, pulling a Michael, uh, uh, you know, Michael J. Fox from Teen Wolf on the top of a van while Sue, uh, um, but Sue wears it. it, it, it so, yeah, I, 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 I didn't mean to say dry. I think I was, like, fucking, like, half asleep when I was writing this. And, he, and then, uh, you know, and then, um, then Orange Cassidy dives off onto the BCC. And before Orange Cassidy went toward Yuta with, the, with his fist wrapped in a chain, the BCC attacked him. Yuta does a DET on Orange Cassidy, and then Claudio tells Sue to leave the van. She obliges, like, you know, she's, like, begging for it. And then Trent, um, tries to fight them off, but they, uh, you know, slam him into Sue's van over and over. They broke off the door of the van, and Yuta smashing the windows, and Mox does a curb stomp on the door. And that was ripped off, and then Mox does a does it against the windshield, and they smash the van. They pin Trent, um, and and they pin Trent, and then uh, Yuta's beating on Orange Cassidy in the closing moments of the BCC, just destroying the fucking van.
I think they played off. I think they played played this off the previous one well. While it, it like you know, while while the last one had a happy ending and Orange Cassidy and Best Friend got the victory, it was like this one was a more brutal with a more serious tone. Plus, it got heated, not only playing off of Yuta on um, past friendship with them, but then destroying them and also then destroying the infamous van of Trent's mother. So they have made it more personal where they're gonna have to have get even more aggressive. And I figure with Orange Cassidy showing up, maybe he'll get him and Mox to you know get get the set up there. But it feels like it's Yuta is the one to focus on with. Orange Cassidy, which I wouldn't mind. I thought it would be dope to have Mock get a title that isn't the world title, and he can have a solid run with it, but if they give it to Yuta, it'll be fucking cool. Like, his character needs something since the focus has kind of shifted from him after, when after Forbidden Door, it felt like there was more focus on him because he paid Omega, but now it felt like the, um, he felt like the focus of this part. Anyway, this was a fucking decent rampage. It made, uh, it made it better because I didn't know how this would play out since it was taped Thursday, so... I mean, this is clearly continuing, I guess, right? Because they made it even more personal. I assumed it was a, it was a trio's parking lot brawl. I didn't know it was going to be just a tag team parking lot brawl. And I'll come back later with um, you know some of the recaps and other discourse because there's a lot of fucking discourse to talk about. go over quickly the G1. I, I did the, I'm going to do them for August 7th. <clears throat> and I think... I don't know if I'm going to do a podcast on my birthday, which is August 8th, right? And I, I you know... It's, it's just going to be me on, on my own. Like, no one really fucking, you know, it's coming 40 and then... The thing that I, the thing that I I've come to the conclusion, I don't want to become... I don't want to be social anymore with anybody, really. I, I just always feel, I always end up feeling, like, I feel good for a bit, and then I feel fucking worse after, like, I have to be alone with my fucking thoughts. And then, you know, it fucking, it piles up in your head. And then you have to hold, you know, because you, I don't know. 
just I'm just not really feeling in an overall sense. You know what I mean? It it, it hits you. And 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 I and I never thought that I'd make it this fucking long for some odd fucking reason. I don't I don't know why. Like if I just accumulate every fucking thing that's going in my fucking head, and you know, for the last twenty years, like you know what I mean? Like I had a fucking you know uh, dig fucking deep to get myself better mentally a little bit or free myself mentally, and I see everyone else fucking getting worse. The whole fucking world is getting fucking ten times worse. Like, yesterday had to be a fucking joke yesterday, okay? Because no one ever interacts with anything that I ever fucking say, right? On, on Facebook, no, on Twitter, obviously not. I'm, you know, I'm, like, basically shadow banned on there. Um, Unless, like, somebody fucking, like, you know, the following boosts something up. I might get a couple of fucking, you know, thousand impressions or whatever, right? But nothing really concrete or anything like that. But on Facebook, nobody, like, I know... Or, like, even some of the people that, you know, who are who are fans that I let on my page, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, my, my, my supposed... Per- it's not really a personal one because I have, like, over fucking 4,000, like, people on there, right? Um, and then, of course, my fucking public page. I put up a... Again, it was a, again, it was a spoof on the CM Punk shit. The, um, the best in the world. But I put depressed in the world, whatever, you know, some people got it, some people fucking didn't, and all of a sudden I got, like, you know, a bunch of fucking people being fucking concerned about it, you know what I mean, like, they didn't get the fucking joke, but the funny thing is, some of the people that were applying were some of the people that have fucking helped make my fucking life a living fucking hell, so it's like, it's, it's ironic that they, and part of me wondered if they actually knew that I was joking, and then they, they just decided to fucking all troll me since everyone works in a network, Works under the same fucking online network of when to fucking boost something up or like you know, like I, I bet you didn't realize that when you you do like um, because everyone fucking interacts in group chats, WhatsApp, Discord now. So whatever like you like publicly, is like oh it has to be like earned by some of the fucking people. Like no one's gonna like anything that they fucking that people do, but I don't really give a shit really. Just for that, I should just fucking start fucking uh, um, putting up, like, stupid AI art again. I took it... I, I, I really fucking, you know, I, I, I accumulate fucking uh, free... Um, accumulate free credits. But I haven't really done anything, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I, I think I just wanted to get out of my system when, I, when it first happened. Now I'm trying to figure out how I can do video, you know what I mean? Like, I want to do video now... But I don't know how to fucking, what program to get It's free to do that. But I don't think you, you if you're going to do something that's like fucking, you know, big time, whatever, you can't do something that's like, like you won't get anything good for free, basically, on that. They have did mid-journey, but. I don't know. I was hoping that like there'd be something on the website that would be able to do something for free. But yeah, no, I'm just fucking really, um, I'm just depressed as fucking usual. What else is fucking new? And I got a squeaky ass fucking chair. I don't know if you can hear it. It makes all these fucking squeaky ass fucking sounds. Because I'm so fat. Someone's going to break down.
part of me fucking thinks that when they, uh, when the agents, the, in my personal opinion, of course, sneak into like you know, they have like you know ruined my laptop. They've ruined um. They've ruined my uh, chair a little bit. You know, just small fucking shit that they've all hinted at doing. By the way, being being in my house. But yeah, no, I, it was it was kind of weird. Nobody got the joke, or they pretended not to get the fucking joke. Everyone just, I mean, I'll, the people that I don't really talk to, who 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 I don't feel have done anything with the cult, some people reached out, so it's nice of them. Like, and I appreciate that. But I'm just saying that some people that did fucking respond, who I know have like played a part in my fucking mental demise. That you go, okay, well. I don't really, you know, and 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 then of course, as like the the people, you know, I I I'll give the people from my past who you know don't even fucking interact with it, at least for staying consistent that you don't fucking give two shits about what I fucking do. You know what I mean? If 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 I die, they wouldn't give a shit. Only only time they'll give a shit if I fucking get whatever, quote unquote, money supposed to be coming to me. Apparently, because apparently people know about that before I fucking do. I have no fucking clue. I don't really want to be here anymore, to tell you the truth, man. I just don't. I don't even know where to fucking start. Jamie, uh, again, I, I, I kind of want to go into the personal fucking shit, but then, you know what I mean? You got to watch what you fucking say, because then you don't know who's listening to your shit anymore. Try to hold back, fuck, you know what I mean? Because, again, it, it's it's more about the whole birthday thing, and then the accumulation of uh, people you know, fuck, like, you know, taking everything from you and aligning with fucking horrible fucking people. They they used you for like over over a decade plus, and then they fucking get the rewards for it, and then you know what I mean, and then and, and the thing is like I think I don't want to be social with fucking people anymore because then things that I fucking missed out on are talked about, and then I fucking feel even worse. So it's like I might as well just be alone with my fucking thoughts because again then because because then it ruins my whole fucking social energy. I don't. I just don't. I don't feel comfortable with fucking with. Uh, I don't feel comfortable, especially from people from the past that fucking just lie to me constantly. Everyone just fucking lies to me. No one says anything. Fucking, you know. Unless people, unless people want to take a jab at me, you know what I mean. Then. I, I'm just looking forward to the day that I'm not fucking living on this planet anymore. I'm dead. You know what I mean? I'm looking forward to the day that I'm not here. I don't know when that will fucking be. That should have been 20 years ago. That should have been, at the very least, 10 years ago. But in the overall sense, it should have been 20 years ago. Because after fucking high school was done, it was fucking over.
This whole fucking life has been fucking a waste of fucking time. Everything. It's all, it's all for fucking nothing, really. Like, I have no interest in fucking, you know, climbing up to the fucking, you know, uh... I don't, I don't want to be another fucking asshole like, you know, like, you know, Tony Khan and all these fucking guys. Having to organize and ruin people's fucking lives, no, I'm not good with that. People get comfortable doing it. The more they want to climb up, and then, and then they gaslight you, mentally abuse you. And then they fucking also, like, you know, they, everyone just plays fucking games with you. I, I just don't I just don't really give two shits. And, you, and there's no one to be... This is why I come on here to say this. Because I can't fucking bitch to anyone I know. Because, because either they won't fucking give a shit or they're fucking, you know, um, record, secretly, fucking, secretly fucking recording it. I, I'm imagine people fucking you know judging you not being good enough to be there for like you know all these fucking you know great fucking moments like weddings fucking births and all that kind of shit. Yet people are the one that are fucking stalking me and fucking you know uh, trying to figure out ways to relate to me so they can be in my life in the fucking future. And yet these people are the ones that are supposed to be judging me. I'm supposed to be fucking, uh, again, I have to get met their fucking, oh, everyone has to give me their fucking purity test fucking, uh, to see if I pass it. And it goes for, 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 you know, factions online too. The funny thing is, everyone that gives me a fucking purity, te- purity test is not fucking pure themselves, so, like, who the fuck are you? At least I can reflect on my irrational fucking behavior. I don't see anyone else being able to fucking do that. I understand what the call the aesthetic wise, you know, somebody just ranting and raving, you know, automatically looks fucking bad. Because again, like if, especially if you don't have a support system, because then it's just a madman rambling about fucking stuff, and then you know you apply the aesthetic so that you know, with the you know, it, 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 so you don't take it seriously in case anyone important stumbles upon this fucking shit. Just don't want to fucking be here. I, I I I hate this fucking planet. Like, do you understand how, like, like you know how, how much of this world is going to shit, where the only option for me at least mentally, is looking forward to maybe assisted suicide being legalized. Like, that's, like, the only way out. There's no there's no way to live fucking peaceful and happy. Not with people from your fucking past that have, like, you know, helped fucking, you know, mentally fucking put you in a place, politicking and fucking, you know, favoring fucking a bunch of fucking people that shouldn't have even had access. It, because it, they, they, they fucking jumped on my fucking nuts to fucking get that from behind the scenes because Stern was going to give everyone who was willing to do it, the, the, the fucking chance to fucking do that shit. Oh, I don't want to fucking be here. Should move on. 
but you know, it's not gonna what's gonna end up happening anyways. When I have too many um thoughts in my head and I'm already frustrated from everything that's gone on plus new shit, um, you know, you don't really um You really don't fucking, you know. You really don't have, like, you know, structure to your thoughts. And you're just, like, you're you're moving on to the next thought in your fucking head. And so you have to get silent. You know what I mean? That's why I'm holding back being silent a little bit. Because um, I'm trying not to go too, uh, you know, too fucking well. I I know for, for everyone's best interest, it would be, it'd be, it'd be wise to, you know... Um, for like at least for um, people to take notice, at least say the most fucked up, irrational fucking shit on the planet. I don't fucking belong here. Everyone fucking again. I I just don't want to be around people that fucking constantly fucking take jabs. You know what I mean? I'm I'm too I'm too I'm too what they call morally correct on 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 you know at least from my stance at least, where you know that's a problem because everyone is going more to the immorally fucking correct fucking you know, um place in their fucking life, and I don't think I have what it fucking takes to do that. Hence why I fucking you know. You know, you, you, you'd want to fucking move forward in life without all the fucking bullshit. But, like, if the bullshit come with it, it's like, what's the point of even moving forward then? And then everyone who has control over it then gets to, like, oh, um, dangle shit in front of my fucking face to, uh, you know, oh, you can't see this relative or you can't see this, you can't, you know what I mean? Like, stupid shit like that over, you know what I mean? Just to get, get to, you know what I mean? It's, it's fucked up. And I'll, I guess, and, and you know what, I know people think it's fucking crazy, because, oh my god, you're blaming a radio show host, but people in show business are fucking powerful fucking people. They're so fucking powerful that their reputation on the surface is that they're not fucking that powerful or they're irrelevant. You know what I mean? When you're pointing out someone who's obvious, that's the one that's supposed to be the obvious fucking villain. Even even this uh, uh just Jamie Fox shit that's going on right now, um, yeah, uh, like basically I get, I I I've been I've been peeping the trajectory of what Jamie Fox the people that have been uplifting some of the stuff that Jamie Fo- like okay for example, um every celebrity that has something that goes wrong with them, everyone automatically thinks it's co and they make it look like there's a big cover up going on even though it's like it's become marketing now. Right, so everyone for the longest time automatically assumed because whenever someone goes fucking you know into the hospital and they make it suspicious, it's always like oh they're covering up that he took the COVID vaccine and he's doing that. Even though I believe celebrities, like they go to do other fucking they they go to do they they go to do other fucking things like because they're not like regular. I mean like yeah like they have the the same emotions and struggles like you know like everyone else in that regard. But I mean, like, as far as being the system, like, they're, like, have access to, like, a lot more advanced fucking shit 
especially if you look the way that they fucking look at the age that they do. I believe there's some advancements going on. I'm not saying that I'm 100% right. But now he mentioned that, oh, they, like, like, he's basically saying, okay, every regular person who's, like, like, you know, who has, like, People are saying it's only exclusive, like, to the black community that do it. Like, I know I've seen black people do that, too, but I think, like, anyone that, like, is referring to, like, the higher-ups have always gone they, they. But, like, you know, but automatically now saying they means that it automatically means Jewish. Uh, you know what I mean? Even if there's delegate, even if there's, even if there's fundamentalist delegations in the fucking system, whether it be the entertainment, politics, and all that kind of shit, Right, so there might be powerful fundamentalist types that have a fucking say in the fucking you know entertainment and all that kind of shit. And with the cold, it might happen to be Jewish, but there could be other figureheads as well. You know what I mean? I still personally think that show business, um, you know, at its at its core, has been has always been run by fucking Christian fundamentalism. You know what I mean? And then you have like the like, and you and then you have like the fundamentalists that are like from different backgrounds, like you know, Jewish the Jewish background there's religion, whatever, who align with those fundamentalists, right? So, like, for example, so Jamie Foxx said, like, oh, like, um, they, 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 they got me like they got Jesus, whatever. He clearly was going for, like, the, the, the Jewish reference, okay? I, I know people want to pretend. Listen, I'm not, I'm not saying that he was referencing all of them, but he was clearly going. It, it's one of the more obvious, cancelable, cancelable uh, uh, things that, like, I, uh, that, that I'm seeing. But to me, what the call, and, and, and I know that regular people who point out the power structure between like like you know like they're being ra- like I, I don't like if like a regular like if any regular black people are talking about like you know just regular like just like not like public figures or whatever right they're talking about like racism within other fucking communities and it could be the muslim it could be the jewish community not saying every single fucking thing it's going to resonate with people who have experienced that you realize that right so then all all of a sudden then then what, what, how it works then you have a bunch of fucking racist, racist fucking neoliberal types who are like, like, like any, any, any fucking like, um, uh, any, um, like any type of fucking like put like comment that might reference someone that's Jewish. They'll act like the biggest fucking crime has been fucking committed or something like that. And like they'll ignore other fucking normalized shit when some of the people who are complaining about like so this one person named Eve, I, I I've seen her tweets before, but she popped back up. Her name is Eve Barlow or something like that. She starts going, "Can we address that there's an anti-Semitism uh, nature in the black community?" And I, can I get my reputation back? Like shut the fuck up. First of all, yeah. Just because like there's portions of people in within different communities who might share problematic belief problematic beliefs, um, doesn't mean that it's the whole community. And all these people that say, "Oh, black people never call out black dude," black people call out black people all the fucking time. It it it, it, it like so, sometimes it, it, it'll be for genuine reasons. Sometimes I think there's such a fucking pressure by the fucking system and different fucking public figures that what they call people who don't want to seem like hey uh, I'm letting things go by. Sometimes I think the uh, sometimes I think uh, black people will be har- will be even more harder on other black people. That you know, so I just hate this this notion that oh wow no one's uh, standing up like it's the same thing that Sarah Silverman fucking did. 
It's like, are you fucking kidding me? There's plenty of black people that are calling out Kanye West and have been calling out Kanye West even before these fucking comments about other problematic things that he was fucking saying towards the black community. Like, like how dense are you? And the fact that Sarah Silverman, like, you go, oh, Kanye West has a big following and he's saying all this stuff. Okay, Sarah Silverman also has a big following and you're fucking leading the narrative that what's it called? No other black person's calling them out. Or no other, or no other person from any background is calling this out. It's only Jewish people that are doing it. Like, you're doing that fundamentalism type. So Jennifer Aniston fucking sticking her fucking nose into this shit. Obviously, because again, she's like a, a Hollywood liberal, so, uh, you know, supposedly a liberal, all these people are fucking actually conservative, um, but, like, the, so the Jennifer Aniston and the fucking Sarah Silverman side, they're gonna be more on the pro, like, Israel, like, pro-Israel fucking type of side, where, like, any type of slight is like, oh my god, I'm gonna fucking chastise you, and then pe- celebrities like Cube, Kanye, and Jamie Foxx, who, like, like, you know, like, you know, cater to people who have, like, who have genuine fucking, like, genuine, like, uh, um, like, genuine qualms about, like, how members of their community have been treated or whatever, right? But, like, these, I'm just letting you know that these guys, like, Kanye and all, and all that, they, they're doing it for the Christian fundamentalist side. And the, basically, the, the Jennifer Aniston and Jamie Foxx, whatever side they're on, they're gonna have a mutual fucking meeting spot. Um, they're gonna have a mutual fucking meeting spot where, what the call, because, like, they aren't really fucking feuding. They're making it seem, like, they're, they're making it seem like, they're, like they're going overboard by claiming, oh my god, can you believe the most anti-Semitic thing has been, um, you know, done? And it makes it look like Jamie Foxx is being cancelled, but there's more, like, it, it feels like a more propped up fucking version of it. It becomes like a marketing tool. There's other ways to make money now. But you see, the reason why we'll never get to the bottom of it, because whether, like, I'm talking about, I'm talking about regular people, right? Now, now, what they're called, because there are, see, again, this is, it's like the Sopranos kind of effect, right? That, like, people, like, for, for example, Dr. Melfi and her husband and her son and her family, way right, in the first season, are complaining about people judging all Italians based off the small group, whatever, and to me, like, now I look at it, I'm like, see, the Sopranos and, their, and you know, and the New York factions, they're supposed to represent a delegation of, like, representing for Italians. And even though they might, on the surface, celebrate the Italian, you know, um, the Columbus Day and, or any Italian fucking event, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, the solidarity with regular people. It doesn't mean they actually give a fuck about, like, the people in their community because they're always screwing over people in their community and screwing over others, you know what I mean? So I look at the system in the entertainment world, in the political world, as, like, different fucking factions of different fucking backgrounds. It doesn't have to just be backgrounds now. It can be different fucking fandoms, because that has been politicized now. You know what I mean? Like, everyone's, like, you know, like... You know, like and, 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 and those are more dangerous, because... Like, let's say a new faction, like, let's say, the, like, like, the, like, like the Stern World, for example, let's say, right? Let's say they, um... Um, you know, start causing fucking trouble. Or people, um, and then Howard starts to something problematic, right? Now you have different backgrounds, like Muslim, you know, Indian people, Arabs. You know, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm, mix, I'm mixing and matching race, religion, ethnicity, okay, I know, whatever. You know, I, you, you have everyone, like, you know, for the gay community, you have the people for the trans community. You'll have different flavors in these fandoms. 
and then whenever any any of them do political shit, and by I mean political shit, I mean putting out like doing some culture war shit that's already seeping. Like like anyone that any celebrity that's doing gender war or anti LGBTQ shit is or you know anti blackness is always doing it for a fucking purpose, and then you're gonna have like the fandoms. Well, the, the 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 different backgrounds in the fandom, basically defending it. Go well, see as a Pakistani, you know what I mean? Because me, because because me being a Stern fan, I'd be like, hey, as a Pakistan, as a Muslim, you know, uh, you know, Howard's not really being, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, you become a fucking token as someone that has been a token, and try to break free from it. And when inferior to you, you know, you get triggered because you see everyone else now doing what you were doing that you hated yourself for, and now you see society becoming that. I just don't want to, you know, it's just, it's more for fucking discourse. And it's done by design to play with people's emotions, and when and when it does, it see it's like the cons- it's like the fucking um, conservative delegations are 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 at war with each other instead of establishing specifics, right? It seeps out where now regular people from these communities feel they have to fucking be at odds now, like that's what manufacturing consent is on a bit. This is why the, and and now because people online are all unhinged. From all factions, everyone's becoming a social climber, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, but, like, there is, like, this, com- but, 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 but in the overall sense, too, some of these ones that are fucking condemning Jamie Foxx, right? They're going on and saying a bunch of fucking racist shit towards black people. And they might not be saying the N-word, but this is what I mean by sophisticating it. By acting like, oh, my God, can you believe the black community does this? Does it, every fucking community who has, every community has people that are fucking ignorant in them, all right, and then that gets, and then it gets, it gets promoted, so that you can kind of go, oh, you see, look, see, the Asians really do hate everyone else, oh, you see, black people really do, don't, don't, don't like anyone else, oh, you see, the Muslims always gonna do this, it, 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 it keeps you at, it keeps you at war, and it's more profitable that way, and I guess, like, I'm the uncool person for pointing it out, because I guess I don't want people to fucking, like, 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 like fight delegation fucking warfare, but we're not going to explain that because we all think these celebrities are just regular fucking people. But I'm tell I'm telling you right now, J- Jamie. This is one of the more when 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 Bill when Bill, I can the overall the last fucking year or so, Bill like for example, Bill like when uh they acted like Jamie Foxx's other movie, um got canceled from the fucking theaters. They had to go to fucking Netflix. Bill, when, when Bill Marshall is fucking complaining about it nonstop, I'm like, yeah, this is a fucking, mar- this is definitely a fucking marketing tool. Then when he got fucking sick, quote unquote, because it, it could, that could have been a marketing tool as well. They're, they're using social media as a fucking marketing tool and doing a new storyline. You just think it's fucking real, or you think it's real life. Not to say that there aren't things happening, but there's things organized to go down the way it goes down.
but again, you know, it's just gonna be another, it's gonna be another fucking time to, I think everything has to dissolve into, you know, into fucking chaos, and, you know, I just, I, me personally, when you peep how it fucking runs, and how they want you at war with one another, then, you know, it's like, there's like no stopping it. Like, wh- like, wh- what am I supposed to look forward to? I can't fucking change the world. I'm just one fucking guy. It doesn't seem like anyone wants to change the world for the fucking better. I think people want to change the world for the worst. That's why it's hard to root for people to even become successful, right? Because even though you're like, hey, maybe that person won't become a piece of shit, but if the system, if the system, and by nature, makes you a piece of fucking shit. And there's like you know like there's no redeeming qualities to you at the end of the fucking day. Why am I rooting for fucking people to go and get worse? But then the thing is, then you come across as a hater because then you don't want people to say again. I ha- I have the wrong aesthetic to be preaching shit. You know what I mean? Because then everyone will say, "Oh look, he's just saying that because he didn't fucking make it." It's like, well, I could have fucking made it. I just didn't compromise, and I understand. Not people who have to compromise. I'm not saying you're all, everyone's fucking evil because maybe, but beneath the fucking surface, you'll do good with it. Even if you if you have to be limited on the fucking surface, you know what I mean. I, I'm I'm not gonna fucking generalize everyone who's a cog in the fucking system. Do I get fucking angry that some of these cogs, uh, you know, end up representing the system narrative? Like you know, what I mean? I'm not mad at MJF, but um, you know, like on on a, like on a personal level, but I just know he's another fucking useless cog that goes out of his fucking way as a world fucking champion, the face of the fucking company, to go out there and fucking downplay and say someone didn't fucking make it while you're fucking um, complaining about how much money you're not fucking making. And and doing all the... And you being allowed to fucking do all these fucking, you know, uh, being allowed to do all these stunts to get your fucking payment, but then you put someone fucking down. That's cowardly fucking shit. And again, a lot of you fucking... Again... You, you can keep protecting your favorite fucking billionaires, right? I know I know a lot of you like to show for your fucking billionaires. A lot of you can keep protecting them. Protecting them. Once After a while, they throw you under the fucking bus and they'll put you through what other people go through. Don't think because you're, the, you're connected and you're being given access and you're allowed to fucking um, be allowed to have a nice aesthetic of a nice fucking fake family that you're fucking pretending to have because you're fucking corrupted on the, on, on the inside. That's all you have is the aesthetic. Don't fucking, you know, like, uh, put other fucking people down and act like they didn't fucking make it. Go fuck yourself. Because there's a bunch of fucking jerk-offs who have done that to me. Oh, we don't believe what Howard Stern says. Howard Stern's a liar. He's a liar in every sense of the word. Oh, yeah, what happened to Hansy? Well, you know, he was getting too out of control. Howard was scared of him. Yeah, I know, because the guy who has the most connections is scared of fuck. is scared of me. Putting out fucking that I'm a terrorist, pointing out um, all this horrible fucking shit about me, spreading fucking rumors about me, destroying my fucking image, and then all of a sudden some of these fucking people think they have the right to be in your fucking life. And some of them can't even fucking admit that they organize it. That's why I don't fucking talk to people on Periscope. Because anyone that I was friendly with on Periscope, they also... I just didn't say it then because I didn't want to fucking deal with it. Because I snapped a lot on Periscope when they were fucking piling on on me in 2019, early 2020. They were really making me fucking snap and almost fucking trying to... They they were trying to push me into fucking suicide. They are really fucking ampling it up. And what they call those people try to fucking go, oh, oh, how come you won't accept my apology? How come you won't accept my half-assed apology? I don't want to, I don't want you in my fucking life. I don't fucking like you. 
And then people I know sat idly by letting this fucking happen and they helped organize it too. And none of them will ever fucking admit what they have fucking done to me. How much they fucking bring me out to make me feel like fucking a piece of shit. And then I have to find out that I'm not invited to places or fucking we- uh, weddings or fucking, you know, oh, to celebrate a fucking birth here or, or birthday party or whatever the fuck it is. And then I have to feel like fucking shit when I do- Well, you know what? I could have just avoided it and stayed at home and not thought about the whole fucking thing. Like, I, I, I would love to, I would rather be irrational and assume things are going on, knowing that, okay, I could be fucking wrong, than going out and having it confirmed to your fucking face, and no one feels fucking bad because they know how fucking shitty you fucking feel. And then they fucking hate listen to this, and then start judging me. So, like, I, like you, you can't fucking win. They don't want me around, but they still want me to fucking listen to everything I say. People want to monitor whatever I fucking write. They don't fucking give two shits about my mental fucking health. And how hard it's been to fucking survive mentally from all the shit that they fucking put put on me. And guess what? Hey, the, 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 the ironic thing is, all the shit that I fucking had to take and survive mentally, it doesn't even exist on the surface. No one acknowledges it. You know what I mean? It does, it, it's, it's non-existent. It, it, with the cold, I, I'm here so that if my story does seep out... It's designed for people to just say, oh, he's fucking crazy. Even though everyone in the fucking system is literally fucking crazy. Pretending that you're the most fucking normal is not, is not like a fucking sane thing to do. Putting that much effort into like your normalcy, that's fucking insane. That's fucking crazy. I, I, know, I know it's like the fucking common thing, but that just shows you how much of those fucking people at the top of the fucking pyramid fucking scheme are the ones that are the most fucking crazy. And these cogs are not going to get any fucking better because you're going to be used as a fucking guinea pig. Like, for, for, here's another example right now, right? Because they so so um apparently we, people are not allowed to call out uh, Putin for locking up um, political opposition because they because anyone because again whenever like anyone who's a Democrat who will, like big up the U.S. Empire and pretend the U.S. Empire never did anything wrong even though like they're right to call out Russia it makes them look like a fucking hypocrite but then they think that what's it called what Putin is doing is what Biden is doing to Trump. No, actually, what Putin is doing is what Trump wants to do to everyone else. You're under the, in my my personal opinion, at least this is my theory, you're under the impression that they're going to do something to fucking Trump. This is all designed, like, dude, the the internet fucking is mainstream media now. And it's, it's compromised, and people think because you're consuming it online, and you're seeing what's playing out, that you actually think they're going after them. And some of the people on the left... Who are, like, you know, again, I'm not saying you shouldn't cheer on someone evil, potentially fucking facing consequences. But some of you with platforms, you know wh- wh- what's really going on. And you, you know, um, you know, you, you, you're not putting out what, what is, to, what kind of storm is about to fucking come from all this shit. So 
So, like, you know what I mean? Like, you can, um, like, j- j- just like how the, those people that I don't trust that are bigging up this Imran Khan story about how the U.S. is fucking with him. But you see, they're doing it from the fucking guise of, like, oh, it being, like, the Biden administration. Because Biden is su- su- supposedly in power. But it's the right-wing trajectory. You know what I mean? So, even if they're calling out, like, the fucking U.S. for doing it, because they do it by country by country, they're still aligned with fucking far right-wing fucking people that will fuck, you know, that, that, are, that are the ones that are helping doing that. You know what I mean? So, I don't know if Imran Khan is actually, like, because, I mean, he's been sentenced to three years. So, like, I, I'm, I'm wondering, because, because now it used to be easy for, because if the mainstream media was fucking pushing something or weren't fucking giving a shit, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? With the cold, you can't trust the mainstream media. So, my like, 10 years ago or so, or even five years ago, I was buying into more of the alt media. Because they seem to be calling a certain fucking... Like, 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 at one point, they actually were calling out the right wing. Which is why I didn't mind that they were calling out the Democrats. Because they, they still had the same vitriol for members of the fucking right wing. But as time went on the last fucking five years, you know, after the, all, after the insurrection and all that, it was clear that some of these people in the alt media are fucking frauds. And, you know, and now they constantly just go on the attack against Democrats because they're aligned with fucking the far right. And it's easier for them to call out, oh, I'm going to call out the the Iraq war and all the neocons who profit off of that. But then the same neocons are probably the ones that are fucking writing this new script where they're making it seem like it's country versus fucking country. Like, just just recently, there's a, there's a whole... Um, like, even when something in California... Like, a, there was, like, a, a, a lab that was doing fucking, you know, um, um, fucked up experiments. And, you know, and, and some were saying that, like, you know, like, you know, um, like, like, you know, like, something to do with diseases and all that kind of shit. But it got shut down, okay? But then everyone, all the right-wingers that are calling the story out, guess what fucking, like, you know, they're, they're going, oh, it was a Chinese lab in the U.S. Do you know that for sure that it was Chinese... Or are you just, or, or or can't you just admit that every fucking country, if this pandemic, because guess what, right-wingers, when you say there's a pandemic, guess what, I could fucking buy into that. You're, but, you, but my issue is that the people that are propping that up are people on the inside that know. So they can be the ones to say that, like, they're the ones that are calling it out when something more and more comes out. But if, if but then if I go by your fucking theory, right? Wouldn't it mean that, like, all these fucking governments, like, and all, like, you know, like, far, like, you know, far right-wing elements or neoliberal elements were concocting all of this to spread out over the fucking world? You actually believe it just came from one fucking country? And then when you have a fucking lab in the fucking U.S., you automatically think it's Chinese lab? You can't even fucking go, oh, shit, maybe all these fucking governments... Are doing it, but no, you got you have to blame it on China so you can get a war hawkish fucking mindset, so you can want war with fucking them. And I'm not even saying that the the their government isn't fucked up, or like they didn't fucking help create, um, you know, like like help create for for their portion. But I also start hearing stories about how there was something in Italy, and then through the 2010s. 
I used to hear about a lot of fucking stories about um about bio labs and bio weapons and all that kind of stuff that like like in in some like in, in, in like in some like you know like r- rural town rural town or something like that there would be something like fucked up going on that would always kind of seep into the news and I'd be cause I'd pay attention to that because I'd be looking at the predictive programming of like the the movie Contagion or whatever and I'm like oh shit they're gonna be doing something pretty soon most likely. But then that one just calmed down because it seemed like every couple of uh, every couple of years they would have a new disease. So I just thought this one would just pass over. But this one was probably the one that got everyone to basically make the world go in the direction that it's fucking going. That's why I don't. That's why I don't knock when when people say things are plan, uh, planned or but done by design. Because I know people on the left automatically poo poo on that. But like I'm just I'm just telling you right now when it becomes a re- I mean all the stuff that was quote unquote a conspiracy between the fucking um the, the fucking uh, I mean a, a lot of you don't want to know the patterns but if you look at the patterns in show business uh you know of like you know sexual assault and all that kind of stuff or um the overall patterns in um like you know the, the abuse that goes on in in and you know in these in these religious institutions and all that kind of shit like if you can't notice those fucking patterns or like oh look the re- revelation that Epstein had a bunch of fucking politicians and celebrities on his fucking pedophile island suddenly you can't be a fucking conspiracy theorist and then the people that are bad faith actors acting like conspiracy theorists who just want to pretend like they're fucking right when things become proven true then all of a sudden, they're the ones that are going to look like they're the ones that are right. Even if it's, even for stuff that they didn't even fucking predict. Like, you know what I mean? Like, anytime you mention anything about the New World Order, everyone thinks, oh, Alex Jones is right, he mentioned it. But it's like, dude, a lot of fucking rappers were mentioning fucking New World Order. A lot of fucking... the wrestling, Dude, the wrestling organization had New World Order. Everyone has been putting fucking messages in their fucking programming for fucking God knows how fucking long. You know what I mean? Like, for, like for example, like you know, if you're not paying attention to politics, for example, right? If you're not paying attention to, um, if you're not paying attention to politics, uh, or like the the normalization of how what they're doing to public schools and making them more fundamentalist and all that kind of shit, they'll find a celebrity to be like you know, kind of experimenting with that type of shit. That will like it, it won't be like the biggest fucking deal. Like it'll exist in the discourse. But like, but like you'll like even if you don't want to be don't want to fucking talk about politics, like Kanye West having like a religious religious dot like that Donda school where like everyone's like this problematic shit going on there. The reason why the reason why they're talking about it is because like that kind of shit is what's going to be normalized in these fucking schools essentially. But you know, like, but 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 like, if you're not paying attention to it and you pay attention to pop culture, then you'll pay attention to someone like Kanye West that already has like that kind of shit going on. Because he's fucking, he's doing in the name of fucking far right wing fundamentalism, in my personal opinion. Just like a lot of these fucking canceled celebrities that are not really be, if you're hearing it, if they're really canceled, they wouldn't even be having their fucking opinion out there. You wouldn't be even knowing about it. People gotta realize that some of this shit's a fucking, like, I'm not saying they, they haven't gone through some fucked up shit, um, but like, like them now being allowed to speak on it. Is like, oh, they're speaking on it, but then they're also uh, aligning with the far fucking right with that shit.
I don't fucking give two shits anymore. I don't know. Like, do you really think Ted DiBiase Jr. is really going to face 45 years in prison? Like, to make it, see, again, like, you know, because a lot of these celebrities are, you know, aligning with fundamentalism. But they're getting in trouble, so then when you, like, so you know what they fucking did. But they're going to, but because, like, the, the, there might be a fucking fascist fucking takeover, all the people who are, like, who did, like, something completely fucking wrong, who are, right, who are like, more, you know, in, in, in the right-wing fucking direction, they're all going to be fucking saved by whatever fucking, you know, power that be that's going to help, help, help them out, basically. But like, 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 like these guys all fucking, you know, even if like you're someone that like once you're in the fucking wrestling world and especially if you like go back to doing normal stuff, that normally means that you're like, you're not supposed to be in the limelight, but you'll still be within the mafia where like you'll still like kick up to fucking people in the, in, in, in the profession that you were in, but you're just going all over the fuck. It's like they have their agents all over the fucking world now. That's why WWE is it's an institution. In the, in that regard, it's, it's like a mafia, you know. People like like the John C, like the Rock, like you might think he's actually independent from Vince McMahon, but he probably still kicks up to Vince McMahon. Batista still probably kicks up to Vince McMahon. You know what I mean? Like in order for him to be successful, you have to make it sell it like, oh, WWE doesn't think Batista's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be doing well. It's like, dude, they know it's going to do well. It's fucking Marvel. But the the, the, the Marvel thing was like uh, was supposed to be, uh, you know, like it was supposed to be on the rise when it was. So, like, of course they knew that it was going to be that. But they had to always make WWE villains and, like, not knowing shit. And I, I'm sorry, I don't like dumbing down the villains. You guys want to dumb down the villains and pretend like, you know, oh, my God, Vince McMahon doesn't know what a burrito is. Oh, my God, Vince McMahon doesn't... Vince McMahon thinks every black guy is named Shelton. Like, you know what I mean? Like, all the cartoonish fucking racism and ignorance that you guys put out there about some of these guys because you want to hate them, but under a fucking gimmick fucking, you know, under a gimmick fucking way. I don't, I don't understand. I never understood that. I got my on me. I don't know. So yeah, I don't know, man. It just did. I mean, that is what it is. And then uh, Suge Knight, um, you know, um, Suge Knight, um, you know, uh, might have to testify. See, again, they've been waiting to make that. Like, they're probably waiting for like the most opportune time to like make this a bit like, I, like like if it does go to trial and there is like more fucking revelation about this it's like they already had the information but like the feds are part of the entertainment liaison where like now they like run the whole like documentary like oh my god this criminal is going to be talking about what he did you know what i mean so it's, it's like the, it's like these things fucking happen but then they use it as like a way to kind of extract more money over the course and they probably made a shitload of money off of tupac and biggie and and all that shit um, over the last fucking, you know, 30 fucking years. They've already made enough fucking money off of, like, even when they're alive, making all the money off their fucking controversy and all that, too. That shit fucking counts as well. Not to mention after all that shit. So, like, now it's like, now it's become, it's like, they, it's like, it's like now they're ready to reveal it. So now they gotta do it with, like, this fucking gimmick of, like, oh, like, they, they could have gotten all this from Keith D if he really had it. 
and 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 and, and if Keith D was like like you know if this was like all playing out the way that it was playing out just by you know how it's supposed to go like whatever right, then what the call Keith D would have gotten rid of whatever evidence he fucking had. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. It's like, you know, they've been working on this one for a long fucking time. I guess they fucking figured out in the future where the world was going, you know, that the, like, you know, that we're moving into a more of the true crime era, um, you know, more of the fucking social, you know, more of the controversy outside the art was going to become the new art, basically. So now they all got to play fucking characters. In my personal opinion, of course. Like, right now, Omega is trying to be a fucking heel by supporting Stephen Amell after Stephen Amell made the fucking anti, you know, anti-sag and Actra shit, you know, the anti-writing and fucking anti-whatever. But, you know... Some people that don't believe, like, you know, I, I don't try to get into any conversation because like, because if someone, like, uh, th- that I know has a problematic view, I, I always assume they're just doing it so then I can fucking, you know, m- m- maybe get into a conversation about them with it, with it. I don't, but, you know, whether it be online or whatever, I try to not interact, but, like, whenever anyone's like, oh, I don't really support the writer's fucking thing, I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't want, you know I mean? Like, you know, because, because I, I support fucking, you know, like, I support people that are actually fucking struggling and shit like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll never be on the side of the fucking CEOs that could fucking, you know what I mean? Because p- people who fucking shit on the workers to align, like, those people who align with the fucking CEOs, that, that just shows me that you don't realize that you're going to be used as a fucking, as, a, as, as fodder for these people. Or you want to climb up because you want to be the oppressive fucking force where you fuck over people's lives. And I can't fucking roll with that. Now, if you want to point out, here's the, here's the thing, what's it called? I, I think they deserve to get paid what they're fucking worth, whatever, right? I think they deserve that. Here's my, the only issue that I have with, like, these strikes, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it feels like this is another, meaning that, like, there's stuff that's going on under the table, but everyone now has to be a cog where, like, it, 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 the striking shit has to come with theatrical shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, stuff for social media. Like, it'll become a new fucking... So, so, so it's like, it's like, like, they're fighting, like, it's the real consequences and real stakes are on the line here, right? But, like, they're gonna do extra mile fucking shit where, they're, where the people in charge, in order to get what they're fucking worth, they now have to... They now have to, uh... Like, play this fucking game... When, like, you know, you can just solve it. It can be solved. There's enough money to fucking solve it. And they know they can. But they'd rather make money off of the fucking coverage 
of all of this as well. So like it's like so it's like, it's like, it's like ne- ne- now they're working double fucking duty because now not only are they not getting paid for the writing, but now they're gonna do all the striking shit and it's making other fucking people money from all the fucking social media discourse and coverage of whatever social currency fucking is is being used nowadays and all that because there's like some different whether it's crypto whether it's bitcoin whatever it's whatever the fuck it is whether some social media point system and all that kind of shit like things are not running the same way as they were back 30 years ago it's like a lot more advanced now in my personal opinion So Omega supporting him, all of a sudden you become healed and CM Punk. Mr. Oh, I support SAG and Extra. Okay, then why, why don't you, then if you support that, then why don't you speak out about the unions then in the wrestling world? So see, see again, like so Omega's trying to be a heel. CM Punk is trying to be a fucking baby face when he's kind of a phony as well. But it is what it is, man. I don't know. Let me go over some G1 shit. Um, you know, I don't know. So on, um, so th- so now they're doing like so th- so so now it's like on the final nights of each block. So now like night thirteen and fourteen only had. Like, Night 13 had the A block, I think. And then Night 2 had the B block. Um... Yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 okay, so they had a couple of matches. I'll, I can go over these quickly. Like, Great O'Conn and Jeff Cod, uh, Cobb submitted Duki and Taichi... Yo, Hiroki, Goto, and Yoshihashi beat Gato, Kenta, and David Finley. Evil, Yujiro, Sho, um, uh, beat um, Bushi, Naito, and Shingo. Hanari, Will Ospreay beat to- uh, Togi, Makabe, El Phantasmo in like, you know, eight minutes or so. Ishii, Tanahashi, and Nakata beat um, Tenzan, Tama, and Tonga- Tongaloa. Um, so then, so then here's the block A matches. And I liked... Uh, Yoda Suji versus Gabe Kid. That was a really fucking good match. Uh, Yoda Suji um, beat Gabe Kid. Um, block A. Ren Narita beat um, Kaido Kiyomiya, which was like it was a pretty decent match. I wouldn't say it was the best match, but it was still. I liked it. I've been enjoying Ren Narita and Kaido in this in this in this uh, tournament. Um, Sonata beat David uh, Chase Owens. Not that fucking great, you know. Uh, Hakaleo beat Shota Umino. I I kind of want to show to to win this, but I I I don't know what the point would have been there. But basically now it's 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 decided. Um, Hakaleo who has eight points, and uh, um, Sonata who has fourteen points. So that those are the two qualifiers. Like and and the second qual like, I I I gotta go over the fucking G one shit for a second. Um. So the night four. So the night fourteen, which happened today. Uh, Sonata and Duki um beat uh. That Royuyi Ayua, whatever, whatever I can't say his name, and then uh, Kato Kiyomiya, Tanahashi beat Tama, Tanahashi and uh, Ishii uh, beat um, 
uh, Fujita and Mikey Nichols, Jeff Cobb and Hanare beat um, Tenzon and Tamatanga, David Finley and Chase Owens beat um, Maccabi and Eddie Kingston. Maccabi, I think, got pinned. I'm not sure, you know what I mean? Uh, Naito and uh, um, Naito and Shingo Takagi and Yorosuji Bushi beat Dick Togo Show, Yujiro and Evil. Now, these matches weren't that fucking really great, but you know. Um, so Kenta beat, um, so B Block, Kenta beat Yoshihashi. Not that great of a fucking match. The Great Okan beat Taichi. That was pretty decent. He submitted Yatachi Taichi. Um, Okada beat Tangaloa. Uh, I, you know, I, mean, I, I thought this match was alright. You know, I mean, just, I don't know. I just, sometimes, sometimes, uh, Tangaloa and, uh, you know, uh, Tamatanga. Sometimes, like, their matches are um, on and off with me, you know what I mean? And Okada, you know what I mean? Sometimes, like, he has to be in a really motivated match, and I don't think this is really one of those matches. And then uh, Will Ospreay beat El Phantasma, which was a really fucking dope match, a little good main event. So, um, Okada and Osprey, uh, Okada has 12 points, and Osprey has uh, 10 points. So, he, these two are the ones that qualify. And then, you know, uh, so then, you know, Tagaloa, Kenta, Great Okan, El Phantasma all have six points. Yoshihashi had four points, you know. Yeah, so th- those two are going to be it. Let me, uh, hold on a second. Uh, G1 Climax Schedule. Let me see. Let me see. Um... Let me see here. Um, so the next one is D Block, August. Um, no, C Block, August 8th, my birthday. Uh, Eddie Kingston versus Finley. Shingo Takagi versus Evil. Tamatonga versus Aaron Hanare. Ishii versus Mikey Nichols. And then, um, you know, D Block uh, uh, for August 9th will be Tanahashi versus Naito. Go to versus Sabre. Jeff Cobb versus Shane Haste. And Tariano versus Alex Kovlin. So now the quarterfinals, August 10th, right here, will be the A block first place. So that would be um, A block first place versus uh, C block second place. B block first place faces D block second place. C block first place faces B block second place. D block first place faces A block second place. So let me see here. Hold on a second. Uh, so Hakaleo, who second place, will face the D block first place. And Okada will flip face the C block second place. Right? Um. No, Sonata, sorry, Sonata will be the, the one that faces C block second place. And then um, B block, um, Okada and Osprey. So then B block second place will face C block first place. So, you know, that's who, so Osprey faced that one. And then uh, B block first place will, you know. And then the quarterfinal winner versus quarterfinal winner will be that, that on August 12th. And then the final will be the August 13th. 
I'm glad Osprey is one of the. I'm I'm hoping that Kingston is like gonna be in the final two, man. I real I really really fucking hope that, but I don't know if he will or not. But he's still in contention. You know what I mean? He has eight points, so you know he can. If he wins, if he wins, let me see. If he wins against, um, if he wins against David Finley. And David Finley is, seems to be someone that's in the top of the fucking, you know. We'll see what ends up happening. Anyways, I'm gonna fucking head out. You know, um, you know, pretty much done with the fucking discourse here, and I'll you know come back later on with the recaps at least. Summertime, we outside. 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 Summertime, we
Does Mick, Jen Mick Jenkins and J Jid smoke break dance? This is CeeLo Green and DJ Muggs Joker Wild. Chopper getting hot, you know. Guilty Simpsons, rapper Big Poo, Soul Chemist, call Allah Speed. This is Young Gravy and this guy Dream. I thought it was the Dream before, but it was just Dream. Here's King Crooked. Order 66. Flow Millie, Fruit Loop. A bitch. Uh, I'm on every nigga list. I like it, I'm a magician. I 
This is the reason the soul part three. It's how I go, business. Nah. This how I build me empires. My kids are later retire off of my old business. This is night with night wonder. Reason here like excuses. Look, I'm a nuisance. They can't keep up with my old riddance. Ain't no reason to doubt reason. This shit ain't got no reasonable doubt in it. The era This is 211 TF and Rock Marciano. The big difference is we are not the same. Special sauce. <laughs> and some of the albums tra tra uh, trademark the sky dry uh, skydiver and young Roddy. There's only six songs I have two of them, you know. I think it saved uh, it's uh, if it's sampling that Busta Rhyme song. The double song, double back. This is a uh, Nicholas Crate, Nicholas Craven and Ransom. Five songs on here, like three of them. One to five, what's the pain if no one survives? Who won the prize? Couldn't shatter my will with a hundred tries. This one I scribe for real love. I should marry the one obliged. Sits on the side. I can show you the ropes. You know who to go. Fully equipped. Arrival. Never stops with a warning. The way that humans think is some shit I've not been ignoring. Look, they ain't support your flight. Shouldn't mean they stop you from soaring. Just because they pull a brawn, that don't mean they blocking and scoring. I'm screaming top of the morning. Looking past all this jealous shit. With all these burning bridges in. But I ain't gotta tell them shit. Generation. The body of lies I should play this song before. Remember that red rat, that red rat song? Oh no! Yeah, tight up skirt. Sorry, tight up skirt. Jay Cole, this is her Jay Cole. I like to go and shop at the mall, shop at the plaza, 
gotta show the bankroll. Brassy, 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 he wanna fuck us on icy. He never met no one like me. It's pretty funny how now they all like me, and it's called London. Legit cold verse. We see a off this Chico. We blow his top now. He's volcanic. Please don't panic over my lingo. Both of my feet so planted. Go with it, ring on my finger, but yet I'm still killing them single handed. Jump on a gun like nine songs. I've had like three songs of them. We from the ends where they know that. Is that Missy Elliott sample? Tony Touch came out with the. Tony Touch came out with the new mixtape, whatever. But I don't know if they're old songs or some of them sound like they're old though. Like they're obviously over old beats, but like. Pablo's re Revere with like Jeezy and Rick Ross in the same Tony Touch album. So I pass it off to Snow because it sound like money. I came in this gang, I some motherfucker Some of those great. David East. It's fitting that uh, that David East is doing the All I Need fucking uh, beat because he's playing Method Man on the fucking... With Tiana Taylor. This is who shot you with Conway and Benny the Butcher. This is Tony Tut uh, again uh, uh, with Danny Lay. I love you, girl. This is at AK the Savior, no invitation. There's one song I like on his album. I like one song on Tony Yale's album called Gangsters with him and Uncle Murder. This is Don Tripp. There's eight songs on here, like two of them. It's Project Pat. It's, it's called Project. The song called Project Pat. With Don Tripp. Yeah, Don Tripp. Like 
This is Roy Woods. Like two songs on here. This had like fucking a couple. This had like, you know, like 50 and 16 on them. So much wrong with ourselves, whose fault is it really been? This is I just wanna, I just wanna, I just wanna love. What do you do when the sex can't hold us? That I'll leave you once it's over. But I just wanna love, I just wanna love. Girl, even though you're down on my table, the go to pass, but I can't do. Told me that you're going, you're still here though. You're the one that's found, but you bring me down. There's a couple of songs from the Post Malone album. Again, I didn't think this was that great of an album. It's just something real. This is called Side Me Up. I'm just forwarding a little bit this is called Texas T. Chica, couple songs on here, like three songs on here. This has like 20 songs on it, so you know, this has pretty gives on it. Mad, it's called Mad. Attention is lost in a second. These battles are endless. I'm built like a soldier. Fire and tired. I've been the example. Put me on a poster. Just plain Jane. But they often don't get the picture. Just took me a couple pills. And now I feel like I'm tripping. Some take me lower. This one got me lifted. I do not promote anything about how I'm living. I can't do that until all my sins are forgiven. Uh, I can't do that until I'm no longer the villain. Until my ego and heart stop that arguing like some children. Uh, I'm a mess and I really know it. And the best though I really show it. Cause this game is about ego. Comparisons to people. This is a trap. This is a... Again, I like the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12 songs out of how many songs are there on here? 19. This hyena. Thank God by uh, Travis Scott. Floating in my prime time. One life for times, for life, for life, for now. My eyes, 
always trying, trying his best. Top of the pole, me and my bro. Life, live it right now. Oh God's country. So a Drake meltdown. To the cops on some therapy shit. Yeah, act like you love this American shit. But really the truth is you're scared of the six. Yeah, you're scared of the six. Yeah, you're scared of the six. Your body got put in some work on the flu. Now you wanna go and inherit this shit. Don't talk to the boy about comparison shit. Or come to the boy on some arrogant shit. The weapons we got is some terrorist shit. Like TV producers, we the sirens. That was a song where Drake did the disses and all that kind of shit. Del Resto with Beyonce. to the Jesus album, I don't know, I, I don't really see it too. I mean, there's some songs I can guess, I guess some songs I didn't fucking jot down to like, you know. This is with Sway Lee and Weekend, The Weekend, Circus Maximus. Lost forever. 
with the what, what side guy Young black nigga worked at the oceans. So how we here trapped on the ocean? Playing away from me and all my rebels. Too much power, too many hours. All in a day, I sent the flowers. Ain't talking roses, I'm talking powder. Ask if she ha ha ha. I wouldn't doubt it. Took it alone. Don't you know? Go in the corner. I'm gonna watch that gun with It's called look. It's, it's a glove with three with three with three O's. With Kid Cudi. For this. Tell me how you made let me get past past of this Cause I'm always just and always come down But nice time, baby nice time This is a bad buddy in the weekend, K-pop I should trap it, all around the map You drop on, do you dance? Do you still drop some? No, you can't go Down on King and not that This is the further notice, James Blake and 21 Savage Here's Tech Nine. This had 25 songs on it, I like 11 of them. This is Knock with Conway, X-Rated, and Joe Malukas. I'm the original, how you wiggle is sorta saucy You need a bit more to top me Had hordes of thoughties, some order stopped me No whore to lock me, for debauchery Good aura taught me, the more the Aki's galore you brought me Any lord on the cross, we ignore the mockeries It's water party But go and explore your hobbies From me, I tore the folly Now the core the body is a go to jolly Cause in every time I hit, I scored the broccoli No cops see or Takashi's Every time my flow is disaster shown Solo now, wanna put the murder down Yes, I act alone Try not to outwrap the song Reflex a rag, you're wrong Lads are grown Color in the uniform of Pat Mahomes K-I-N-G, a lot of people don't see That he got hip-hop in his ligaments On a negative chat and they wonder Where the positive nigga went But I gotta deliver this I'm the greatest when I dominated Never compensated And you know I'm the best And you say another is this we used to be cane shopping for whole blocks. Now don't Grizzel the gang niggas, they got it on lock. Where them young niggas put switches on their glocks and low mops. My man went through the niggas' hood and shot the whole block. He disses, he getting dunked before his album gonna drop. Another rapper dead, but shit, now he gonna pop. Now look at the face of his homies and mama all shocked. This drum work, I bet now they know that's how them boys rock. I make the music, niggas with felonies sing But lately the ladies been all on me And telling me things like Kanye, you my everything Ask them who that nigga right now When they yelling machine And I 
I should have gone to John Lucas. No, I should have gone to John Lucas. I, 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 I want to have John Lucas. Yeah, this rap shit got me tired, and I've been tired since. Been thinking about retiring, all this winning gets tiring. And I admit, I've been too obsessed with trying to win. That I killed the old me, it was suicide, it's a violence. This shit, if I could do it all over, I'd die again and get out the game. Cause half these niggas is capped with a giant brim. They say I'm corny, I think it's funny, cause I am him. And all your favorite rappers call me and say I inspire them. I'm out of my mind, I think that I have to find it. They told me you're absent minded. This is my plan and I mastermind it. And I'm one of your class curriculum niggas, they steady at me, trying to figure out why I keep shitting on niggas. I hate when I pick on these niggas, but I'm really just sick of these niggas. I hate to get back to violence, but could I find me a moment to stun on these niggas? I had to time it. If my life was a whip, then I'm riding this shit till my accent blinded. Standing on top of the mountains of death, I had to climb it. And my diamonds match the climate. So don't come near us. I'm too lit, you can't compare us. You took trips and went to Paris. I bought houses for my parents. Damn, this shit wait. I know, man. Everywhere I talk, I go to visit folks who win it because it can spit and draw. Court Court did a song with us too, but we got it. We got it mean a lot to us and it's sacred. Tell everyone that we did that. Performer so well, got us big racks. So we gon' eat, they know we're to Leon Street. Just things I like. I like my people and crew that know when it come to me, they never take no fickle in you. I like all gray colors. An ethnic ally, what about his raw shape? But I like to leave alone. Issues and going all petty, rotting hell, and you gets none. But I really like Creek alone. If you ain't knowing already, I ain't telling you which one. I like I'm a black king that I bomb first and shoot. I like fat strings in my converse and boots and in my shell toes. That I bought off of Melrose when our jackets trying to kill me, peel me like Velcro. I like the high bro Ivan. When I go high, then I like to micro dose chocolate silo Ivan. Tech just showed. Out when I exit blow route, I like grilled barbecue chicken in Texas Roadhouse. I like, hey, back then I used to daydream about green and other things. I like, hey, but now I'm stopping way clean. I'm king of the I'm six years he must stay. So many people agree. This 3D is not the same. This is I I played the song before like a while back. I played this song like you know, we're hungry and thirsty. What? Red Aura. 
Cherry red aura, my roots b-boy Frequency level higher than Everest on Mount Mariah Can't level this renown, Messiah, my troops deploy Red is the root chakra, tech is headed for you partner If you tread in the blue, gotcha If you let it, they'll Tupac ya Get to lifting it quickly Or when I walk in, your miss will be pits in the sticky Hoping to get in some kind of predicament with me Red you cause they wanna damn I don't Don't let that energy near you or you'll be poor souls with no right You ain't coming in, you gotta go I don't wanna hear it, I don't need it, I don't fear it Evil spirit, I'm just gonna be nowhere near it A really rough time that you bring I don't wanna hear it, I don't need it, I don't fear it Evil spirit, I'm just gonna be nowhere near it I can hear it just fine through the screen Before you open that screen though you gotta wonder what the scheme for, the lingo, they insane, playing games, and got the scene so bingo, Aquino, bites a teal, look like you spilled pino, on your gringo, things was clean though, hella scarred because you put down your guard, you a target, especially if you a star, Ringo, no cane, better never fall for the role play, devil coming your way, you can bet that it's a cruel one coming, if a bull come running, better hope to get the old leg, so pray that you get to bear well when they crash the filler when your bros day, shit ain't Dolce, before you walk on eggshells, put the cast gorilla in front of the doorway, if you let in the stat, they get to sucking until there's nothing that's a dead end to that. Put the lead in the gap and stop them before they get into chat. I say, yep, and I'll be heading the bat. I am tired of screaming, looking for damn liars when it transpires what we do with the battles. This is drill sergeant. Death, night. OG, nobody but the government control me. But to my followers, I gotta keep it low key. To keep the image of a nigga that is so free. I approach hate without a father figure. I deliver grub, I give a spot to parole. Get at him at a young age, brain. Never let a hood snipe you, and you gotta know whoever in a hood might sue. So let the good white through. The enemy, I'm telling you, the murder gotta look like you. Dreads with the gold teeth, yeah, I can show thief, fair, but the lead is the motif. Said you can show B head of the whole street, grab for the dead nigga so. Call too happy. Never was easy, but just maximizing my wealth. Even though I was all outside, now I'm right real stuff. I don't play the cards that I'm dealt. Wear my heart on my sleeve. Only a fool thinks I'm naive. Snatch my energy as. Then you got easy mill. That's how I'm a game, baby. It's all in my eight chips. I ain't going with motherfuckers claiming Pete that Davidson rapper. Same old mug, 17 on the lame whip. I took my product from the trap for the rate hit. Cause I'm up on my price while opposition remains sick. I ain't ducking them bullets. You shot in me. Why you hiding your face with my eyes? Can you see that we're deep in the season for crapping tree? Watch me drill down my seat while I'm sowing my D. And it goes like up, down, clutch, plow. Wanna see you duck now. Anyways, I'm still in a pissed off fucking mood. This is like the, over the course of the last two fucking days, so you hear the process from the previous fucking, you know, a uh, previous hour and a half, and then the previous hour, you know, and you're still fucking pissed off about shit that's going on. It's like, I didn't even get to watch Raw because I'm going to do a SummerSlam recap, but um, I just wanted to. But by the way, with the you know, it just it's just more. Um, I I know people who you know people secretly fucking listen to this, and you know they're gonna fucking you know react. Whatever I say, I'll I'll pay for it, right? Because people who who have control 
like and who have who are you know people who have to make their fucking life known that they're fucking uh better than my, than my life whatever after fucking using me to get whatever fucking good shit they fucking get you know it 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 fucking drives you fucking crazy and then they bring you out and then you fucking feel like shit afterwards and you have to play fucking shitty mind games and then they insert people into your fucking life who will um they'll insert people into your fucking life who will um You know, they'll insert people who will um, try to just fucking create chaos. Even, even even making me fucking helpless where, like, I have to have handlers by my fucking side. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, because I, I, you got this conservatorship most likely, right? So you even have to go to places with your fucking dad or something like that. And then, you know what I mean? Because he has fucking mental health issues, he will fucking, you know try to fucking make my life a living hell by making, you know, it's it just a, a accumulation of shit, and I wish, you know, and, and, and the funny thing is, the people who are better off than me, they have, like, mafia connections where they can monitor, like, they're allowed to, like, they're allowed to monitor a lot of fucking people, and they love fucking monitoring what I'm fucking doing. I, I, I tell, I'm saying, it, it, this is, this podcast, even though it's not going to reach a lot of people, it's going to reach the people that are inflicting the fucking trauma to people, this is for people who are fucking feeling that way, because there's a lot of people that are, are feeling that way, they can't come out and articulate it, because people are going to make fun of them, and they're going to be told it's in their fucking head. People have told me for the last decade plus everything's in my fucking head. Even people I know, whether it's fucking trolls online, a bunch of fucking gaslighters who are b- b- uh, part of the fucking mafia fucking system. And I have to fucking stay here for some odd reason. I don't know why. I'm certainly never fucking having, you know, I'm certainly not having a wife or a fuck. I'm, I'm definitely not having kids on this fucking planet. So I mean, some so, so people are having fucking kids and I don't think they're good fucking people and, uh, yeah, you know, their kids are gonna grow fucked up just like them. People who, and then there's people that want to be seen with you in public so that it helps their fucking cause to get hired by some of these fucking companies and wrestling and shit like that. And I'm so fucking sick and tired of fucking being used like that, and it's never gonna fucking stop. Cause, and then the people who are, are are doing it, they're never gonna fucking admit what they're fucking doing because they're fucking you know so- sociopathic fucking cowards. And yet they want to keep me alive. Hey, hey, with the quote, a bunch of fucking people that fucking get to do it. That, that's the best part about selling out and be and be and be a complete shell of your former self and fucking selling your soul for access to pussy and fucking whatever dick you fucking want. It was a cold pimping out fucking family members, whatever the fuck it is. With a cold, there's everyone loves fucking doing that shit. And the and the best part about it, you don't got to be held accountable for anything you fucking do because guess what? You're allowed to fucking do that. Even if it means piling on a mentally ill fucking guy and then no one's going to believe the mentally ill guy. So, I mean, what does that fucking matter anyways? They'll probably, they'll probably hear this and then they'll get the stern fucking, uh, they'll probably get the stern fucking trolls to, you know, uh, like try to fuck with me. I can go on Reddit right now and see because again, they they love to get ahead of it, right? Because again, they 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 see they, they do their own thing by um. Well, let me see. Do the last post is like my trolls pretending that they're selling fucking uh, uh Labor Day fucking you know uh, triple uh, uh triple XL fucking shorts and my and my name on it. That should probably make a lot of people that I. Fu- 
None of these people are fucking funny. By the way, is is Elvarez gonna get fucking cancelled now, or is he planning to get cancelled now because, or, or something like that, because, uh, he, 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 uh, hold on a second, let me see, hold on, let me see, um, Let me see. Let me see. I, I want to hear. I want to hear the fucking. No, I want to hear it. Um. Let me see. Brother, at Wembley Stadium, Roderick Strong, Britt Baker, they need to be out there ringside for Adam Cole's big moment, and those two need to slide him that big fucking roll of quarters Mm. to knock out MJF, win the title. And there is your three-person unit. You elevate Brit to the very, oh. very main event, since people have been asking for, you know, book the women better or whatever. Roddy is there. You've got uh, Adam Cole. It's a yeah, let's, co- let's commit a hate crime while, you know, let's play off. I mean, here's the thing. With the Cole, it, 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 it wouldn't shock me since since Osprey and, and, and Omega are doing, uh, you know, uh, ben uh, Ben Watt tribute on the fucking night of of like the weekend of so I mean yeah I, I guess you might as well go that fucking route you know the funny thing is all these people will always I guess you you'd expect this to be from again this is not like you know some like uh like who's that fucking that ringside like, like you think the ringside news guy or the jobber TV whatever the fuck it is you'd expect uh, them to fucking pitch stupid shit like this but the thing is. Even if you wanted to do something fucking racist like this, you know it's funny that they always people always advocate for heat to do like oh the the oh anti trans homophobic racist misogynistic fucking shit. No one ever advocates. No one ever wants fucking any social fucking consciousness or any type of fucking left message or any any promo that's from the fucking left. You know what I mean? Because because the people who who want the edge lord shit. They don't want their shit being fucking disseminated right in front of them, basically. They wouldn't want... Like, you'd have to be someone that just punches the fucking heel for doing something racist. They don't want an actual fucking dialogue, because in the wrestling fucking community, that doesn't fucking exist. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of them are fucking stupid. But do you... But but, but, but honestly, Alvarez is a fucking idiot. What a moron. And and of and of course, you know, people who are friendly with you know the, you know people again like this is why no cancellation fucking matters. But like the like this is very fucking anti-Semitic. All these fucking cowards, you know, they just, um, you know, always advocate for, like, you know, the worst fucking shit. But what does it matter? 
He's probably trying to get himself canceled. That's one of the stupidest fucking ideas ever. Hold on one second. For some reason it's not fucking working. I don't know. Wish I was fucking, you know, dead. So I didn't have to hear stupid ideas like that. Thing is, I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't mind heelish fucking, you know, uh, you know that kind of shit being done if you actually had fucking a left fucking position. You know what I mean? Like, people will advocate, oh, no, no, it's heel heat, it's heel heat. Okay, so then what about the baby face shit? What, like, you know, can there actually be a genuine baby face? Or is it going to be, like, the political fucking world where the baby face is, like, the typical fucking shitty baby face bullshit that people fucking do that gets hyped up as, you know what I mean? Or, like, you want an actual left fucking position on the issues. You know what I mean? Because then you can fucking dice, you can fucking disarm all that bullshit, but, you know, but people are more, people like Alvarez are more fucking concentrated on uh, advocating for, you know, for stupid shit like that with like, oh, let's play off the fucking hate. I mean, here's the thing, MGF is using using in the storyline where you, where you think that they might actually do, I mean, if they're willing to do the fucking Benoit tribute. And nobody who, like people who got offended by what Brian Kendrick fucking said 10 years ago. They didn't fucking give two shits about what fucking Osprey and Omega fucking did on that thing. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, people then started becoming quiet. You know what I mean? So that that's why none of these fucking wrestling talking heads are are ever on the fucking purity level. You know what I mean? Like, they can judge me off of my fucking conspiracy theories, but you're sitting there fucking, you know, like, advocating for other polygmatic shit while you guys dumb down the fucking villain that you guys supposedly fucking hate. I don't even think you guys fucking hate them. I wish I was. I wish I was fucking. You know, gone from this fucking planet. Tell you the truth. Hold on a second. I gotta go fucking take a fucking piss. Let me play some elevator music.
this stuff. It's only two. Oh, yeah, take a long fucking piss, man. Between your fucking prostate's acting up. If I have prostate cancer, just let it happen. Hopefully, I'll die from it. That's what I'm hoping for. But 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 knowing them, it, it, they will keep me alive so that I have to rely on other people. So people in your life who already you know are are doing so fucking well, and they have to fucking show off how many you know people they stole from your fuck you know all your connections you stole, friendship you stole. They'll listen to this secretly, and then they'll fucking get my trolls to go and do something. Because they're mercenary trolls, so when people locally or in the stern world or in the wrestling world, the political world, the music fucking world, you know, people that I anger will fucking use my mercenary trolls. Well, not my trolls, but like, you know, the trolls that attack me for their fucking gain. That's what they do. Because Howard Stern gave them fucking permission, in my personal fucking opinion. I forgot he's a radio show host, he doesn't have that much fucking power, apparently. Yeah, that's the that's the reason why we're in the problem. That's that's the reason why we're in the position that we're in because we dumbed down what guys like Vince McMahon, Howard Stern, Elon Musk, and all these guys, Donald Trump, all these fucking people who are powerful. You know, people want to downplay it because everyone wants to fucking socially climb up and get their man pussies grabbed by the fucking elite. I was fucking gone from this planet. I'm gonna be stuck here forever for some reason. They want to keep me here for some odd fucking reason. Day that I'm fucking gone will be the best day of my fucking life. And by and by the way, with the cold, my tr- like my trolls will also, like if I put something like vague, they'll start reporting my fucking tweet as suicidal, even though I'm just like letting off steam. But like it just shows you that they're they're, they're trying to find any reason to try to fucking report my fucking accounts, even though even though like nobody interacts with them. But yeah, with the cold, I guess it's a threat enough for people to want to fucking report. I I guess they 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 get in their fucking group chats and they start trying to do a mass reporting because you know everyone fucking interacts with that. Right now, people the people that are listening right now as we fucking speak, remember, remember my, my one of my trolls, the fucking the like like the one that fucking tried to hint that he's coming to my fucking house in two thousand nineteen or whatever. 
Um, you know, like, uh, you know, the, what's the name, diarrhea gun, whatever the fuck his name is. Remember, he fucking, you know, he, he, he put out when I was recording a response to what he was trying to do on the subreddit. When I put out a response and I was recording it, he fucking, uh, gave away that, um, that I'm, that I was recording before I even put out the fucking thing out there. So he hinted that he has been listening to me. You know what I mean? They, because they all do. Because, again, I, I imagine how pathetic you have to fucking be to do that. Like, it just shows you that the, the, the nice aesthetic doesn't mean fucking shit anymore, really. The shitty fucking aesthetic that they fucking put out. If, if, if it really did a lot for you, you know, going to all these fucking, you know, sporting events, weddings, and movie premieres, and all that kind of shit. If it was all so fucking good, you wouldn't need me around to fucking, you know, to make me feel like a piece of fucking shit. I'm going to be stuck here for the rest of my fucking life. And I have to fucking see. And the, the funny thing is, like, I have to see people from my past, right? They're never going to take fucking accountability because they're selfish fucking people. And yet they put it on me that I'm the one who's fucking selfish because, oh, I have to fucking show my process. What's it called? Everyone seems to be getting a lot worse. I got to be on this fucking shitty planet for some odd fucking reason. I should just go on, I should go on my Facebook right now and just start deleting fucking people from my past. Maybe I should go through, maybe I should go through every fucking person on my Facebook and just delete every single fucking person. It's like, it's, o- it's over 4,000 people, but you know what I mean? I can at least go for the people that I fucking don't, for the, you know, that don't fucking like me. In fact, I'll just do it right now. Hold on, let me go. Let me find some people right here. I don't know who half half these people are anyways. Let me see right here. Sounds good in fucking theory, but like it's gonna take me fucking forever. Just seeing a bunch of fucking people that are, you know, just, um... (laughs) I'm gonna fucking be here, we'll go. Can't even get lung cancer. They won't even give me that.
I'm just trying to get, I'm trying to get one fucking constant cancer so I can just get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean, and, and they're not telling anybody when I fucking get, I, I, I probably do have fucking a bunch of cancers already in my fucking body. Between prostate fucking, you know. I'm hoping to fucking leave so I never have to fucking see any of these people again, to tell you the truth. I'm, I'm I'm just thinking of just going through different fucking people and just deleting them. I don't know. What else I gotta fucking say before I get to the recaps? Kyrie Zane's returning to uh, WWE. I mean, if she wants to go fucking do that, go ahead, I guess. I don't know. Everyone's fucking, you know, it's just, it's fucking stupid. I, you know, honestly, I'm so behind on shit. I didn't even realize that there was, like, I know there's women's soccer, like in a, a like in a women's soccer league. I didn't know it was like the World Cup for women, so I I would have been watching it more, I guess. But the U.S. got um the U.S. got uh, eliminated apparently, right? And the TYT's fucking shitty coverage of it, like because you know Pierce Morgan, Donald Trump, all these right wingers are going at Megan Rapinoe for advocating for for being quote unquote woke. And, you know, being for trans athletes, whatever, and all that kind of shit. Even though it, it, and then Jane is, like, trying to defend her, but then going, well, I, I disagree with her on that. I mean, yeah, well, you you disagree with, the, with, the, with, with maybe a, a good portion of what she fucking stands for, you fucking piece of shit. And then he has to do it through, oh, why would you vote? Like, he, he's, he's, he's not attacking it from the angle of, like, yeah, this is so fucking stupid to, you know, go after fucking athletes who are you know, standing up for something socially fucking conscious. It's more like, why would you, why would these right-wingers be against America? It's like, they're not against America, they're for America, but they're for America for all the fucking wrong fucking reasons. Are you, are you a fucking idiot? Do you, do you guys have to turn everything into a whole, like, like, oh my god, Team America and Team fucking Canada. Team, this is what's fucking going to be causing a lot of fucking problems, the country versus country aesthetic. Apparently, what they called Trump is like making all kinds of th- threats to, uh, um, to, um, to like the to the judge. I think Judge Kanat uh, Cnat. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Was it Judge? Oh, sorry, Judge, some other guy's name Cnat. Uh, judge uh, Ch- Chat Chatkan. I don't know. 
but I, I know fucking Judge Cannon keeps popping up. See this, is, see, this is why I don't get excited about, oh my god, can you believe they're going to actually get Trump? He's actually going to take... Because, again, how, how is it really going to do anything when, like, there's people already preventing any consequences to be fucking done? All, all this is just twist and turns into every fucking thing. That's what it, that's what it is. Let me see what he he's trying to incite. They they go oh the judge Chuck Khan what to call um let him out with these conditions. You know what I mean? Like hold on, let me see. Hold on, let me see. Let me see right here. Hold on. Um. Order the hearing on no later than Friday, August eleventh, on the question. Hold on a second. Uh. Um. So basically, they're hyping up this fucking feud with uh, Trump and Judge uh, Judge Curiel and Judge uh, Chet Khan, whatever. But he gave him conditions. Um. Judge Chacon just ordered a hearing regarding the protective order requested by the DOJ no later than Friday. He wants a case in public. Uh, so yeah, the orders of Trump's release. Basically, so, like they're making it seem like there's actually rules to why Trump is released. Even though, like, it's like, no, because the rules don't fucking apply, but he goes, the stuff that I was reading before just was just, just, like, just broke an hour ago, but, um, but, but this stuff that I, that I heard here, Judge Chuck Khan just said the condition of Donald Trump's release, ordering he must not violate federal, state, or local law while released, and if convicted, must surrender as directed to serve the sentence that, um, that, that the court may imp impose. And they go, Judge Chuck Khan is not playing around. It's like, okay, is he really? You, it's like, there's no point in keeping up with the specific because you don't know what's going on. So the breaking news right now is that Judge Chuck Khan ordered a hearing regarding the protective order requested by the GOD. DOG's, D DOJ's response to Trump's attorney's response explained that Trump wants to try the case in public. I mean, yeah, he's going to keep violating shit and nothing's going to be fucking done about it. But then Judge Cannon... <laughs> Judge Cannon... Is uh, hold on, let me see what what she's doing. Uh, hold on. Just can't. Uh. 
Judge Cannon uh, comes out swinging as a special counsel this morning, striking two prosecutors' sealed filings demanding an explanation of the legal propriety of using an out-of-district uh, grand jury proceeding that continue to investigate. I don't know. All I know is that, like, you know, whatever you think there's going to be consequences or something that's going on. And everyone's, like, talking about this and, like, you know. Someone says right here, um, if you like Judge Eileen Cannon is maybe trying to get herself removed from the Trump case, she just in, um, improperly disclose grand jury details that won't hurt Jack Smith's case, but will make it easy for him to have the 11th Circuit reassign the case to another judge. You know. Uh. You know, I don't know. But uh, Trump is like, hold on, let me see what he's saying right here. Say, how can the corrupt political opponent put me on trial during a campaign that I'm winning by a lot, but forcing me to spend time and money away from the campaign? Like, this is going to fucking help your fucking case, you idiot. But to your base, essentially. In order to fight bogus accusations and charges, is there going to be future of elections in America? Can a president just order uh, his Department of Justice to indict an opponent just... Uh, um, prior to an election, why don't they do this to? Why didn't they do this to? And if I again, like, like, again, like, people are gonna be wondering the same fucking thing. Why didn't they do this fucking sooner or anything like that? But it's like, they clearly didn't want it. They wanted for the election fucking cycle to go on. They wanted it all chaotic, all chaotic. And they keep making it seem like, oh my god, I can't believe putting a, you're putting a fucking president in jail for nothing. It's like, okay, come on, bro, you know. And then he, and then he's and then he's re he's reposting on his truth social. About how James how James like he's reposting a James Wood tweet. Like so, like somebody posted a, I posted the uh, the the James uh, James Wood tweet. On Truth Social and Trump fucking, um, I guess, retruthed it, I guess. That's, that's what it's called there. So James was, a, as an objective political observation, I think Trump's situation is a huge risk for Democrats. After exhausting two years of foul and completely debunked, okay, he, he's claiming Democratic scam Russia gate for them to launch as a legal, legal jihad is a monster gamble. It's an absolute cluster bomb against one man, and boy, they better be right. For one thing, many of these charges are f um, f um, fil flimsy. Some suspicious. Uh, you to say suspicious here, or some species, some species, and others truly ridiculous. So if they, if they, he says that if they stick to even temporarily, they will 
make a martyr out of Trump. His supporters and many independents will see him as an individual against a massive political machine. I mean, he's he's being truthful about what they're saying, but he's actually like promoting that like something should be done. An armada of dirty tricks and historically a lone warrior is a sympathetic scenario. If Trump is ultimately acquitted, however, he will be the David who beat Goliath and the Democrat Party will never... Like, you know what I mean? Like, again, and, and if, if he does end up fucking beating it or getting off on it somehow, it's because it's fucking scripted. That's why it is. Like, yeah, the, the all this is theatrical. You're using fucking, you know, like, you know, the the what the quote-unquote official fucking law and rules are, but, like, no one's abiding by them. And this, to me, feels like an end result for him to fucking actually get the fucking victory. Because even if they convict him, millions of Americans will feel the pride of their candidate regardless of how hated he is by the other side. There will be a civil war um, frame of mind, basically, you know. So fucking stupid. I think he also threatened Pelosi as well, basically. But he said something about how she she's someday gonna she's gonna live in hell. Well, I mean, I think anyone in that fucking world in the top level are all gonna live in fucking hell. And some of these people, like Pelosi and Hillary Clinton and all these people who make predictions about fucking Trump, like, they're actually, like, warning you about what's to happen, but because it's them, you know what I mean? People are going to be like, well, you guys are fucking corrupt, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So then all of a sudden you're going to be like, well, look, see, they're corrupt people are saying this innocent guy is, like, gonna, is like you know, they're warning about him. So the more that the establishment warns about, like, what Trump fucking thing might entail while the same shit's happening on the surface that people, that regular people are fucking infuriated by, you know what I mean, and they're, you know, fucking exhausted from mentally and all that kind of shit, and physically, they will fucking, you know, know, they will fucking, you know, see the results of, like, when a Democrat or a Republican are in office, nothing really on the surface changes too much. It's designed to get fucking worse. But what they're called, you know, but Nancy Pelosi and them don't really have any fucking credibility to people that think, oh my God, I'm speaking out against an obvious mainstream media establishment figure. Even though, like, all the people they're listening to are fucking establishment fucking figures. I don't know. Everything is fucking stupid. Everything is just dumb. Just like when people fucking go, oh my god, can you believe that mainstream media is not covering, mainstream media is not covering, um, you know, uh, uh, the strikes. It's like, 
Like, yeah, you can put it, but, but, but it's like, do people not realize that there's other ways now of fucking uh, getting information now? Like, like because the, the mainstream media exists now just to be dunked on by different people in the alt media. Like, I'm not saying you shouldn't point out that the mainstream media didn't do it, but this is not 10 years ago anymore. This is like, the, the, the internet is just as mainstream. Like, just focus on what you're fucking doing and be happy that you're informing people if you think you're informing people. But constantly pointing out, well, the mainstream media is not mentioning this. Like, how would I fucking know if the mainstream media didn't fucking mention it? It's because, because again, if, if, if a lot of you on the alt media fucking, in the alt media fucking lie about shit, like, who's to say that they didn't, like, and I'm sure whatever coverage they fucking had would probably be bullshit, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, very overproduced SNL, WWE style shit, and now everyone wants to pretend like, pretend like they're going against WWE, but they're all fucking, like, you know, connected to the system anyways. But, but so this, this guy, uh, Kai Sinet, whatever, he did a fucking free giveaway of a fucking, of, of a, of a, you know, a video game or something like that. He's a fucking, you know, and it ended up fucking becoming a riot. And I, honestly, I don't think, uh, like, this is his, uh, you know, um, Riot. It happened during a PlayStation. An update to a story that we first brought you on CBS News Miami over the weekend. Social media personality Kai Sanat has been charged with inciting a riot. It happened during a PlayStation giveaway in New York City. Sanat has nearly 20 million followers on social media. On Wednesday, he said he would be hosting a huge giveaway in Union Square Park. Crowds quickly grew and swelled to hundreds. Things became violent. Police shut down the event and escorted Sanat out. Just hours later, his team posted a public statement saying, quote, We are deeply disheartened by the outbreak of disorderly conduct that affected innocent people and businesses and do not condone that behavior. This is just showing you what can be done with this. See, again, you can't say that people are not influenced by things that you fucking say. But to me, this feels like something that was designed to get his name out there. Because no, no, no one fucking person can organize this kind of shit to just organically fucking happen. This had to be like... Like, like, like by design. It's, it's, it's the same thing, the, uh, the, the whole Montgomery boat thing. What happened with, at, at at Montgomery? I guess like there was like uh, some manager who happened to be I guess who who runs the like who runs the let me see what happened here Montgomery. Let me see here. Hold on. Uh. In Montgomery, Alabama, um, let's see. 
the um, the what was it? Let me see. Yes, so yeah, somebody talked to, uh, attacked a, so a dock worker was like, I guess there had, some white people were having a party on the, on a boat, whatever, and I, I think whatever, something happened out of control, and then the dock worker, I think fucking, you know, um, like kind of gave them a warning about something, and then all of a sudden, a bunch of fucking, you know, white guys tried attacking, like, this, this black dude. And then, you know, he started fanning them off, and then all of a sudden you see a bunch of other black people that are watching get involved. The, the the people that were recording it from a boat, from a boat, one of the people on the fucking, like, I guess the ship or the boat, whatever the fuck, it, whatever it was, because I, I couldn't see what they were filming on. Like, uh, people that were watching the, the altercation. One person from that, sh- from the fucking, you know, the, from, from that boat swam to the dock to go and help out also. It was like, one of the more insane brawls that I fucking see on, you know what I mean? But I also think that a lot of this shit, like, people don't think that this stuff, because you go, how can this, how can you organize, like, dude, you, you realize you can do a lot of shit with fucking, with, with like, what uh, it represents faction, like, meaning that, like, it doesn't mean that every single person has to be in on it, whatever, right? But it could be implemented on, on, on a purpose, like, for example, these social experiments for viral videos are done. Because people are going to go, okay, well, you know, people are defending this guy, so they have a right to. But then there's other people that weren't really part of the fucking brawl, where, like, w- women were... I, I, again, and, and, and I don't know what those women were fucking saying, but, like, some of them... Some of these white women got fucking hit, basically. Then one guy hit her... One person cracked her with a steel fucking chair. That... See, again, it becomes way too chaotic in that every... See, th- th- this is what our television and movies and shows are now. These these viral, billionaire-funded viral moments designed to create racial fucking divide. But then they're going to make it seem like the black people were the ones that were out of control because like a couple of women got fucking hurt. But they're going to ignore the fucking... A bunch of the white guys piling on one fucking black dude. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to do that. So they're going to create more fucking racial fucking divide. People don't think this shit can actually be funded to happen. But a lot of the fucking viral... Like, you know that, um... Like, I knew that, uh... That, now that's... That, um... That, uh, whole, uh... I mean, that guy Ian Miles Chong was putting out a fucking video of... Of, of um... Seek, um, um... Convenience store owners... Um, after, like, you know, this, uh, black guy is, like, dumping stuff from the store into a garbage can to take it out, and they started attacking him, basically, and then someone was like, you can't do anything, and then he did something, you know what I mean, like, to me, those are all fucking, like, I'm not saying, like, like, these things are not really happening, there won't be any charges and all that kind of stuff not being done, but this stuff is being done for the viral fucking shit, you know where fucking money and loot and social currency, all this fucking shit uh, comes, so what happened is now, to, so if, let's say, you only heard the story from the, from this mainstream media outlet, they're censoring the part where where the black person uh the the center of the part where the black person put the stuff in there and they're just showing you the attack of the of the Sikh uh, store owners going after this guy but the but but like if people on, the, on so they're basically making it seem like oh my god see the mainstream media like the establishment media they're um covering up the fact that they didn't show this part of the fucking video you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, so it makes it look like they're protecting, like, they, they, oh, they, they don't want to offend, like, like they're making, like, 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 the races out there are making it seem that their narrative will be 
the racist narrative will be that, oh, look, they're um, they're trying to cover up what the black guy did. So it makes it look like there's special treatment to black people, even though this is designed to basically have more vitriol toward them, basically. And then have more vitriol, and then, and then, and then, and then many people who just saw the fucking mainstream media shit and just saw a bunch of, uh, a couple of Sikh guys beating up a black guy, they're going to be like, oh my God, what the called the, the um, people, uh, Indian people hate black people and all that, you know, Asians hate black people and all that kind of shit. So the, 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 they're funding this kind of stuff, and then this becomes uh, for the 24-7 fucking news cycle. People don't think that this could fucking, you know, it's not, it's not being organized, but this is like very, very fucking scary ass shit. At least there's some good news in that um, O'Shea Sibley's, uh, the, I, I guess th- that's the guy, that, that, that was a gay guy that got fucking uh, s- uh, stabbed, whatever. At least the killer uh, turned himself in. Wouldn't, wouldn't be shocked if like it was like, I, it, it, because we're such an exploitative fucking shitty fucking world, it wouldn't fucking shock me if like, like that guy becomes like, oh, like he gets like, let, let, let me see, hold on, let me see, um. Let me see. Oh. Let me see. Oh. Let me see. So, 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 this guy, Robert Spencer, I don't think if, uh, it's some other guy, some, uh, he's like, a, he, 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 his whole fucking, I, I, I thought it was Richard Spencer for a minute, but this guy, his, his whole, his timeline, the whole, it's, uh, it's, it's a dead giveaway, he goes, uh, his, his, uh, profile says, director of Jihad Watch, whenever anybody has that kind of fucking, you know, bio in their profile, I probably know they're a piece of fucking shit. So then he put, why did Muslims stab a shirtless gay Black Black Lives Matter dancer to death? And then it turns out the guy's actually a fucking Christian that did it. And then his lawyer's saying he's a good Christian boy, basically. But they're using different minority backgrounds as, like, you know, like, people don't want to think that, like, like, like it's scary enough to go, oh, shit, like, there might be some uh, a very horrible shit going on where people are being vitriolic towards one another. You know what makes it more fucking disturbing? Knowing that, in my personal opinion, I feel that all this kind of viral fucking shit, even if it means somebody has to fucking die, that this is, like, a lot, a lot of this fucking chaos is billionaire fucking funded. See, it's not just politicians. It's also like different billionaires, different other 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 rich fucking people that are aligned with the fucking right wing could organize this, because you guys do not play by regular fucking rules. Whenever they do, when whenever a big a big time fucking billionaire or a big time celebrity is supposed to get in trouble, that's because it's it's designed. That's when it's supposed to now make money for the controversy, and the social media discourse. In my personal opinion, of course, you know what I mean? Like, I can't prove anything, obviously, right? You know, um, but, you know. 
And then what the cold, uh, sorry, other thing that I fucking have, Jake Uger was uh, going nuts about um about how the progressives and the just the Democrats didn't do anything. He see again. See this is it's easy to, again. Ten years ago, it'd be easy to go. Wow, I'm just calling out what people, what decisions people are making, and I'm ju- judging off that. Now that I know that, like, people who, who, like, if Jake is taking credit for, like, just the Democrats getting the traction that they've gotten, and he's always been a Republican, and he was always making that pivot, part of me now wonders if, uh, part of me wonders if now he kind of directed them not to get, not to fucking push forward, or knowing that they don't have that much fucking leverage because it's a right-wing trajectory system. That's why it makes it easier for them, so then when fucking, you know, uh, the right, when Marjorie Taylor Greene or Lauren Boebert start fucking demanding shit and throwing a tantrum tantrum. People have no... People on the alt-media have no choice but to go, well, at least they get those things done, AOC and uh, Rashida Tlaib and Ariana Presley. They they certainly can't get fucking things done at all whatsoever. But it's like, I'm, I, I, think they, I think they've been ordered not to. And I, I, I know you're going to think that the politicians are solely the ones making the fucking decisions, not fucking people who have fucking invested fucking interest in manufacturing fucking consent because they don't want to tell you that fucking part because, because a lot of them want to become fucking sports entertainment personalities that have more fucking power in the system. I don't know, man. It's just it's getting fucking crazy right now. Just trying to figure out this protective, protective, uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, people don't know what's going on. I, I can't understand this. I guess the protective protective order means that he can't like uh, stop posting about his indictments, basically. But is anything going to happen to the guy? I don't know. You know, I, I see, and then, and then people point out that, like, oh, his, uh, his, uh, um, his, uh, his, uh, 
like his um attorney are saying like his attorney is like uh like has enough time to have a, a a response for the Department of Justice protective order, but he's on uh different he he's on different fucking news organizations like like talking about this. It's like yeah, because it's sports entertainment. The rules don't make any fucking sense. They're gonna keep breaking. It, it, it's like discovering that the wrestling rules do not fucking matter in the Attitude Era. Like holy shit. Trying to find out what fucking, you know, uh... Um, let me see right here, hold on. I'm trying to find out what, what, why Canon is trending right now. So, like, for example, somebody put right here, if Judge Cannon thinks raising silly questions about Smith's use of D.C. grand jury to uncover more facts related to the Mar-a-Lago um, helps Trump by denying the Florida trial. She's wrong. It clears the path for Smith's coup trial in D.C. to go first. I don't know. I'm trying just trying to figure this out. I'm trying to figure out like what 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 the official thing is. Hold on. So I guess she kind of revealed there's two grand juries here, one in Florida and one in uh, D.C. Oh, the other two, other ones in D.C. I guess this will be a way for Jack Smith to maybe remove her, I guess. I don't know. But it's making it look like, you know... The, the thing is, if it's, if, it, if it's inevitable, inevitable and everyone's going to go the fucking right-wing direction anyways... This is why, again, like, the, like again, I, I can't keep up, I, I, again, I must sound like a fucking idiot trying to keep up with the specifics because I don't know, but if I'm looking at the overall grand view of where this is going, it just means that 
either there'll be some magical shit that fucking will get Trump off, and then he'll still run amok, or if they make it seem like they're actually gonna fucking do something to him, that's when fucking all the chaos will be fucking funded. In my personal fucking opinion. And it feels like any day now that could fucking happen. But they'll probably wait for... I mean, more chaos will happen, but... By the time the election... I, I've, I've always been saying that, like... I always thought that it might happen during 2012. That, like, uh, after, uh, after 2012, it will be the last election. Whatever, because they're hinting at that. You know what I mean? But... And, and again, I, I thought that I thought that, that, that was going to happen in the 2020 election. Because that seemed like... That was so much more controversy. Where, like, something was going to fucking really... Like, I mean, the insurrection fucking happened. But, like, even that... Compared to what is to come, will probably be small fucking potatoes if these fucking psychos get their fucking way. Who fucking knows at this point? Anyways, I'm going to come back with the recaps. It's like 12 a.m. now, right now. Give me a minute. Uh, let me go over the Cody document. I saw that. Um, it wasn't just the scathing AEW shit. You know what I mean? The key, the key points of what was put out there was like, like you know, the, the, like like all the shit that was put out there for the hype, like of Triple H calling it a secondary promotion and um, Cody Rhodes saying it's a personal issue. And Brandy Rhodes talking about the contract. Like, those were like, the main, main points of what was put out there. But that was, like, all it was in the documentary. This was just about his career, essentially. <clears throat> but, like, it's like it, 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 it was well done. It, it's more it, These documentaries are always more about, like, the talking heads that are going to be involved with it. You know what I mean? You're going to have some of the wrestlers, like, a lot of, a lot of them. Like, you know, Kevin Owens... Undertaker, then you throw in Dave LaGreca and Sam Roberts. You know what I mean? It feels like the, it feels like you know, like like they knew that you know the world, like like these industries know um, where the world is going to be going with documentaries. So it's like everything is like it's designed to be a documentary. Like it wouldn't shock me if this whole thing with Cody, like it was like designed to be an overall like you know summary. Of his time in the Indies, to, to, like you know, what I mean, like he knew eventually he would get a like a like a documentary and get a, a a a sweet deal when he came back to the company. Like he probably always knew he was gonna go back. So to go over the Dusty not being recognized as a champion when he won by countout, he goes over like trying to go into Hollywood after college. You know what I mean? Like, they did that stuff. They discussed Woods. I, I, I was actually kind of glad they discussed Woods and Cody's... Like, you know, when, when, when they're talking about Cody's amateur wrestling, Woods talked about the story of him, uh, you know, where Woods was trying to, like, impress Dusty Rhodes by, <laughs> by, uh, by you know, if you, if you could beat uh, Cody Rhodes in, in an amateur wrestling thing. I thought that was pretty fucking funny. Um, they sped through some of the main roster stuff. Like, you know what I mean? They went over some of the stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't mention Hardcore Holly being, you know, his first tag team partner. I figured they would show some angles, like, you know, how, like how the legacy kind of formed, whatever, but I guess they didn't want to show DiBiase. 
uh, in it, whatever. But like, like you know what I mean, they they mentioned legacy, and then they showed him then going into he, he talked about this, how uh, everyone in, uh, in OVW liked that Cody Rhodes like knew what he was doing, even when he was like supposed to be like this fucking you know up and comer or whatever. But like in OVW, he was already. He's already like a, a, a like he's already like a, a above the uh, some of the people that were working there like who are on OVW. So Cody goes over how like that was like college for him. He loved that time, whatever. Um. You know, um. They went over the storyline of the dashing Cody Rose and him using the mask because that one basketball player fucking had the mask. You know, the angle. I mean, they didn't really focus on Ray too much, but they just showed that, like, his process of where he went with that. You know what I mean? He kind of went over some of that kind of stuff. He's inspired by the... His character was inspired by the American Psycho stuff. Then he goes over meeting Brandy Rose. To me, since public figures are always, like, their overall design, it's like a business arrangement. So him just saying he met her is probably like, okay, this is like when they were planning his fucking future... Like, she was going to be playing a key fucking role. You know what I mean? Because that, that's how, like, these celebrity relationships, especially with institutions, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, the bigger fucking game because they know that they're going to go in that fucking direction of it becoming, a you know, it's, it's like your business partner. But, like, it doesn't mean that you don't love them or anything like that, whatever. I'm, I'm just saying that, like, it, you know, some of this stuff is not, like, it's, it's like, oh, like, a, a basic love. It's, it's like an arranged marriage type of deal. That's, that's how I look at these marriages in, uh, in show business. And then you're supposed to, like, live vicariously through them, essentially. Um, uh, yeah, they, they didn't go over the authority angle or, you know, they didn't mention, like, the Sandow storyline of, like, you know, because I thought, like, that was, like, a, a, a one interesting thing that he did with the mustache that I thought that they would bring up. So they're bringing up all his characters and all that kind of shit. So I thought they would definitely bring up the Sandow, Sandow stuff. I feel like, like, you know, and and then, um, I feel, I feel like they, those are important to the fucking, you know. And then, of course, like, it, it showed him and Dustin with, while I'm getting the titles and then with, ruining with Dusty and all that kind of shit. And then he talked about being frustrated with the Stardust. I always said that the Stardust was shit. Like, you, I looked at he was putting effort into it, but whenever I would fucking say anything, people I would know who, you know, didn't want me fucking complaining or shut my opinions down because I'm not allowed to fucking have, like, you know, they would always get people to shut down my fucking opinions. Even if they're fucking legit. They're like, no, he, he likes what he's doing. He's doing so well in it. And then, like, you know, then it turns out he didn't fucking like it at all. So, uh, half the time, I'm right after the fucking fact. But, you know, but no, no one's going to ever go, okay, well, Hansy was right. You know what I mean? I, I said, I didn't mind the fucking Stardust. I thought it, it was going to, like, if, I go, if it leads to him, like, kind of breaking out of it and, and just kind of snapping... You know what I mean? Like, I thought, like, the whole Stardust thing was that sports entertainment, fuck, they got the sports entertainment bug into him. So they're trying to do to him what they did to uh, to Dustin Rhodes with the Goldust character. You know, um... They went over the relationship with Dusty and feeling jealous of the NXT, NXT people calling, you know, themselves Dusty's kid. He went over Dusty's death and did mention, like, you know, not being a Rhodes again... And you know, and and how he how using Dusty would get would get him shit. But if he didn't, if he did, then it would also get him shit. He went over the indies uh, run that he had. You know, go going different indies. They show some BTE stuff um, involved um, 
revolving around the all-in stuff, basically, you know, because, like, the whole purpose was, like, oh, they didn't say, can they really, dude, to me, I'm not saying it isn't that complex, it's supposed to symbolize that there's going to be a change in wrestling, but to me, like, you know, a lot of the stuff is kind of by fucking design, too, like, you know what I mean, like, it's organized to, like, be the way it fucking is. But I knew once Cody said, oh, I'll take that bet, it was going to, like, you know, obviously do it. Uh, he did mention him becoming a, a, um, the EVP for the competing company. And that's where Brandy kind of took shots about the contract shit, which is supposed to be another layer of the storyline down the line. And Cody keeps saying there's a personal issue. I think he's going to fucking reveal it down the line. You know what I mean? But when he does, like, it'll stand out. It's like it's building intrigue until he does that. Because now it's going to be like, oh, my God, what's the personal fucking issue? And then we got to the WWE stuff, the return. And I see that stuff in the 24, right, whatever, and all that kind of shit. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't, like, as intrigued by, like, I mean, yeah, like, you know, to get the fucking reception for it. But then, like, I just wanted to see, like, what, what they're going to cover, like, uh, of how much it would cover outside of WWE. You know what I mean? But, like, they did the whole thing. And then, of course, he has to, like, on the surface for, like, you know, so they so that WWE can get sued for, like, you know, making him go through it. He has to obviously fucking be the one to go, oh, no, 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 I wanted to go through with it. But I, I, I personally don't. I, I mean, yeah, some wrestlers will fucking, you know, go on and do that kind of shit. But I don't really think that, like, it much of, like, oh, Cody wanted to do that. It's more like you have to fucking do that kind of shit. But then WWE saves themselves from, you know, not having to be, you know, that's why they do these documentaries. So it protects them as well. That's why when they do the addictions and all that kind of shit, they can never talk about how much role they played a part in helping somebody fucking self-fucking-destruct. I mean, it was a pretty decent documentary, but I don't know. You know, it was... I guess they use that to kind of create the online hype so everyone can lose their mind over it. Uh, let me go over the SummerSlam shit. I have to say that even though the even though the bell to bell, I could not complain about with some of the quality of the show, but the crowd was tired out. I know they want to do shorter cards, but they're still all going over three and a half hours. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I appreciate like almost four hours, but like, but like, but I, I appreciate video packages. But between long entrances and, and the downtime with the video packages, they could eliminate like forty minutes from the fucking show. And maybe you could have put Becky and Trish on the card. The main event didn't need to be thirty-seven fucking minutes, especially when it was the same formula for a Roman Reigns match. This is like the culmination of a three-year storyline. This should have been one of the times in this reign where it should have been a complete intense fest. And a little bit more fucking different. Like last year we were raving about how out of control the Brock and Reigns shit was. And it was needed because even though I enjoyed this the, the matches for the most part. Uh, you know, because like, you know, again some of them feel old. You know, I, I like the match. I like his matches for the most part. They feel old school. But you know, his character work is top notch. But, but, but this felt too much of the standard defense with the quality. With, 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 like the, with, with, with some of the quality. And it was like it was just way too fucking long. Like, you could have shaved 10 to 12 fucking minutes from this. I'll get into it, but the basic story is that I like some of the matches, like some of the results, hated some of the results, and hated some of the fucking matches. But 
you know, you know, I like you know, and then you no, know, I hated some of the matches, but I like some of the results from it. Overall, between AEW and WWE, they really don't have respect for people's fucking time. They're just way too much. And keep in mind, I'm at a social gathering where the inside of my head, I'm already exhausted because I it's like another layer of bullshit to add to my already fucked up head, right? But there was a complaint about the crowd not being into everything. And the thing is, that that could be a couple of things. First, maybe the creator for everything hasn't been up there. That, guess what? Believe it or not, it does fucking have a ripple effect to shit. And I also been to WWE events since they came back from the pandemic. And the shows feel long all the fucking time with, uh, you know, with all the video packages and downtime. It, it just, it, it fucking, you know, it just accumulates. AEW feels like, you know, so much shit's going on that you're exhausted by the end of it, but at least it's non-stop, but they could benefit from being shorter as well, especially if they're going to have more shows, and it feels like they're going that way anyways. I always maintain that as long as the main event delivers, it saves a good percentage of the show. Like, if it were a test, like the part of where, you know, where a lot of your grade will be based off is meant for the main event part, and I think if it doesn't deliver... And there, and there was a mega bill for it. Like this is a three year storyline, and they, and, and um, and they, and they felt short with the typical fucking endings, uh, um, with with the typical fucking screw job ending. So because of so because of the main event not delivering for me, the pay per view gets downgraded a bit because of it. It started off with Logan versus Ricochet. This was a good match. I wouldn't say it was like a blow away match that I expected, but there was some good pacing, and there weren't just spamming moves or doing shit for the sake of it. But I think people actually expected that. I think it would have actually helped for that. But I was re- I was recapping it even like at a social ga- at a gathering. I didn't want to jot down as much, but I ended up doing more than I thought I would. But I I like the match, but I still think this could have been a bit shorter and more to the point. But I maintain this is probably Ricochet's best storyline he has done with his company in a long while, and he upped his mic game in this. He didn't need to win, but they should definitely ride the momentum of this match and actually set Ricochet up to elevate himself even more. I think the faulty ending, it, it, it was designed for them to kind of carry this feud over. I don't know if it'll happen immediately or down the line, but I think a match like this, the ending needed to be a blow away because I assumed this was going to be a one-off, but the ending felt like it was facilitating a storyline to continue down the line. It was still enjoyable. By the way, I, I, again, it's 12.26 a.m. August 8th. It's my birthday now. You know, I, I'm 40 years old. M- most people who, you know, have connections that, you know, ha- uh, who have, you know, got whatever they got you got off of my fucking back, they having, like, over-the-top birthday weekend celebrations allowed having celebrities, help, you know, show up to their fucking events and all that kind of shit. I'm still in my parents' fucking basement. So just just, just look. When, when you become the fucking person who becomes the fucking famous one on the surface... They're no, you're normally the one that has to eat the most shit while people around you are the ones that get fucking everything. I'm sitting here on my fucking... Four, I'm 40 years old now. I, 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 need, I need to fucking be dead already. I need, I, need to be, I need to be gone from this fucking planet. And that would be the best thing for me. Like, if you want to give me a good fucking birthday present, let me fucking be gone from here. That would be awesome. I'm fucking... Re- I'm going to do a shitty fucking recap and no one's fucking listening anyways. Or people that are listening are going to be secretly, w- uh, you know, w- wishing harm on me or countering every time I fucking stutter. Ricochet teases doing something outside which psychs Logan out. They kept doing pinning attempt with fancy ways to avoid each other until Logan got a back elbow. 
They weren't really doing much until Logan got a neck breaker off the apron. They weren't going ball to the wall right away. They were actually building the pace. I thought the leg drop um, from doing the splits was pretty cool that Logan did. Ricochet teased a people's elbow, but he did a standing moonsault. The people's moonsault, I guess. Ricochet did some distance. Um, from, again, what the call was, Ricochet got some, like, he did some distance from Logan. Uh, Logan's back body drop that he did, basically. Ricochet landed on his feet when, when Logan, um, with, with, he landed on his feet when, with, with Logan when Logan tried for a Spanish fly off the apron. I missed out when Ricochet dropped Logan. I don't know what he did right there, but Logan did a buckshot lariat to the outside, which was unique. Like, he did it from inside the ring, and he did it outside, basically. I'm sure Hangman will try that soon, most likely. Logan gets a dri- diving crossbody. They were both on the top, and Ricochet did a neckbreaker in midair. Ricochet nails a dope springboard lariat. Then the standing shooting star pressed for a near fall. Logan sold the fuck out of a roundhouse kick, uh, or a bunch of the kicks. Logan moonsaulted and is caught, but then he still ends up getting a DDT, which Ricochet, Ricochet sold, like, you know, how RVD sells a DVD. DDT, say, I, again, just... I should just fucking end it right here. Um, Ricochet gets a leaping knee to counter the power bomb into the code breaker like move. Ricochet took his time because of the ribs, but it didn't matter because Logan got his knees up to counter the shooting star press. Logan draws Ricochet face first from a power bomb attempt. Uh, Logan does a springboard frog splash, uh, and that that got fucking some distance. He drops Logan into uh, um, Ricochet drops Logan into an eat defeat. Uh, Logan does the springboard moonsault for another close call. I don't know if it's intentional on Logan's part, but Ricochet was like wasting energy and risking uh and risking his ribs to drag Logan toward the corner so he can do a high flying move. So I thought like it was like Logan kind of playing possum a little bit. The commentators weren't mentioning it, and Logan moves out of the way of a six thirty. Someone passed Logan some brass knuckles. He hit Ricochet with it and he won. And Cole said that was a good match, but the ending sucked. So basically, he summed it up for us. I did appreciate them trying to build the pace, but I really did think I, I really, I really did I think that people expected this to be a match where it was going to be nonstop chaos with the high flying shit. But I didn't mind them trying to sell and pace out their fucking high flying or impressive moves. Like the splits into a leg drop was pretty decent. I thought the the buckshot fucking Larry to the outside was insane. I thought the people's moonsault was kind of random, but it felt out of nowhere. I don't know if he's going to incorporate it. I thought the midair neck breaker was kind of cool. They both sold, uh, you know, w- but whenever people sell, I always think when they attempt their high flying move, that it should be a, it should be more of a struggle. But maybe I'm more of a sucker for the attempts at moves being affected. But I, I mean, I, not, not to say that, Log, uh, that Ricochet didn't do it because he was still favoring the ribs. But you know, what I mean, like I thought, like you, would, you know, I forget. I don't know. I actually just assumed the guy who gave Logan the brass knuckle was going to be Jake Paul, but I totally forgot that he was having a fight the same night. Logan was actually there for the fight. I thought it was in Vegas. I was like, how do you make it, uh, you know, from, from you know, from 8 o'clock to, like, you know, uh, but it was actually in Dallas. But that was crazy that he showed up, you know. Logan was there for, um, you know, so yeah, Logan was there for, you know, Logan was there for the fight, but I, I thought it was a strong open. I didn't think this was a blow away that I expected to be, but I do like that Logan won because the guy has lost matches, and I think he needs some wins under his belt in this company. Ricochet was going to be fine regardless because he's going to get buzzed from it, but if WWE plays their cards right, they could use this as a way to get him more elevated. He's gotten better on the microphone, and in this company, doing promos is not the easiest way 
with the way they script people and how sports entertainment it all becomes. But, I mean, we'll see if they continue the feud immediately because I don't think Logan is going to be there weekly or anything, right? Anyway, this could be one of the better... This is one of the better matches of the show. Brock versus Cody. I thought this match was okay, and it was it was enjoyable, but this is another match where Brock goes to the same formula when he's able... And when he's able to expand more on the move, uh, you know... But, like, he, like, I like when he does expand, like, when someone takes him out of his element. You know what I mean? And I thought, you know... The, the basic story is Cody trying to basically survive by breaking the count or favoring his arm, but then also Brock is having to sell his shoulder as well. But to me, this is not better than the previous matches. I think this one needed a stipulation. I really thought you should have done the three stages of hell or maybe a bull rope match or some shit like that. You could have done a cage match because that would have called for something. I know people are, were, were into this, but I didn't think this was one of the, like, one of their best matches. Like, I'm glad Cody won, though. If like the, the, it felt like the, the the last stretch of the build for the for this rubber match, the creative was not really that fucking great. It was simple, which is tolerable, but I wanted a clear and concise reason for why Brock has been attacking him. And they did a mutual respect thing afterwards, so I guess Brock goes back to being a babyface. I kind of thought this match was underwhelming considering what kind of feud this was. I thought uh, Cody selling was pretty well done. Same with Brock, but I just wasn't into the as a, as the previous matches. Brock got two Germans, Cody gets an uppercut, Cody gets like three disaster kicks, Cody topes out, tope on, out onto him, Brock tosses him around, there are a bunch of belly-to-belly suplexes, Cody was selling for a good portion of the match, favoring the ribs, this typical David versus Goliath match, Brock just kept getting German suplexes, it felt kind of redundant to just jot it all down, it was like a typical Brock match at this point, Brock in, uh, in a high pitch yells to Cody, it's gonna get a lot worse, I thought high pitch Eric was fucking chan- was being channeled there. Um, Cody broke the count because he kept uh, being um, put outside. Cody surges with a comeback for a bit, where before Brock nails another German. Then outside does the F five on the announced desk, and this time the announced desk actually broke. I'm so used to them not breaking like a lot recently now that it, when it does, it surprises me. Cody breaks the count in the last second. Brock gets another belly to belly. He does a release German. Cody um, uses steps to hit Brock. He gets another disaster kick, and then he uh, gets a Cody cutter. Uh, he does another one from the top rope for a very near fall. Brock counters a crossroad with a Kimura lock. Cody barely makes it to the ropes. Cody ends up getting his own Kimura on Brock. You thought Brock might tap out, but he didn't. Uh, Cody did three crossroads, and Brock shorts for a rep for some odd reason, and Cody ends up winning. They go head-to-head when Brock shakes his hand, and then Brock shakes his hand eventually. He was raising his hand like three times. I thought it was another heel attempt, but Brock just leaves. I'll say the beginning of the of them going at it, you know, did facilitate the blood feud element, and this wasn't like a, like a bad match per se, but something that was supposed to be this blood feud, I was expecting something a little bit more different from the standard Brock, you know, matches, basically. And Cody basically just spammed a lot of his moves, but he did sell a lot of the time, and, you know, and he, was, he was trying to, like, you know, he was trying to fucking survive this guy, and they did, like, call back to previous matches, so I did think this match was, like, I didn't think, I didn't think this match was bad, but I, I think it should have been, it should have topped the other matches, and I don't think they were that much fucking different. Like, the last one, they did a really good story with the cast in his hand and all that kind of shit. I think for what it was, this needed to be a lot more, in my personal opinion. I have to keep reiterating that that the, the, the that this definitely needed a stipulation, but I felt it could have actually it should have been it should be one of those matches where it was a bloody mess for you know even if that even if they they had to do blood packs and shit like that. But they're on and off when they allow blood. One minute Vince is okaying someone to be busted open the hard way, and the other time they have to get a medical team involved during the match. 
Oh, I don't know. Maybe this was better than the first one, but I did like the second one a lot, a lot better because they actually worked like, on the cast, on, on the arm really well. I thought that was really well done. When I was confused of how well they could do this, whatever. I think you want. I, I think they you would want to go to Cody versus Seth next since Seth did retain, but I mean, who knows what else they'll do. I'm going to assume we're going to see... I'm going to assume we're not going to see Brock for a bit. I think they're going to need to revisit, you know, because I think they're going to have to revisit Seth versus Cody because he had, like, two victories over Seth Rollins. So they have done a decent job keeping them away from each other. They've had brief interactions and teases, but, uh, you know, this should be the next feud for Cody again. But we'll see. I should have predicted that Triple H shit for this Brock and Cody feud because maybe that helped them kind of go against my idea since I can't be right about everything. But maybe it'll play out later, I don't know. The Battle Royal, I couldn't see all the competitors because they're all in the ring for the most part. I mean, some people got a fucking entrance. They played clip of other Battle Royals for the, and had Macho Man kind of narrating over it. I didn't do the best job with everything because I knew it was going to be a standard Battle Royal. There were some solid moments, but this was like designed to be around LA Knight, essentially. Maybe a further other few from people who are in the Battle Royal. Styles got the entrance, and Omos got a grand entrance from MVP, the last one. They're all getting getting it on before Omos can get into the ring. But he eliminated Apollo and JD McDonough. He got rid of Rick Boobs. Everyone piled on him while Sheamus was doing the 10 beats. Imperium eliminated Otis. Gable overhead threw Vinci over the top. Uh, Ciampa um, eliminated the Raiders back-to-back, you know, the two of them. Nakamura was eliminated by Ciampa after a draping DAT, but Bronze eliminated Ciampa. Theory eliminates Ridge. Theory eliminates Grimes with the A-Town to the outside. Santos eliminates Theory. Cross eliminates Santos. Gable triangle chokes Ludwig outside. Dunn and Riddle double-team Omos, but like a, like a double arm lock, but then he dumps them both outside. Omos got dumped by everyone after they all nail strikes and finishers, kind of. Waller and Miz did some double-team shin. They were impressed with each other. Knight eliminates Miz, and Miz is angry and is being held back. Sheamus eliminates Waller. Styles is eliminated, um, eliminated Cross. Gable is eliminated by Bronson. LA Knight does the, um, the, the, the Benoit big, big show spot on Bronson to get him out. Uh, Cross prevents Styles from um, doing uh, the phenomenal forearm, and Sheamus broke kicks Styles out, and then, you know, it's Knight and Sheamus left, and Knight scales the top to bring him down eventually, and then eventually he eliminates them. This is fine. They continue the Cross and Styles feud for some reason. Theory and um, Santos, Theory and Montez for some reason. Theory and Santos will continue. I like that Wiz, Miz, and, Miz and Waller are working together. I would say two bad Mizzes on Raw and Knight is on SmackDown, but they... But do they ever, ever stay true to their brand anyways? Because I felt like Miz was going to get something, uh, you know. Because I felt like Miz was going to get something out of this because he would be dope food for LA Knight because they both could talk and they could also do scathing promos. You know, Cross telling Styles, um, um, this is not over, w- wasn't ringing endorsement, look forward to any of that shit. Omos and Gable had the highlights of the match. It's like always impressive to have a giant in these battle royals and how creative you have to be in the spots. And they utilized them in a typical big man fashion. I assumed it would be him and Knight at the end, but it was it was like it was it was not to be. I guess I figured they might eliminate Knight by having Omos do it so people could lose their mind. But they're actually trying to get the hardcores to like Omos. You know what I mean? That's why they got to do the almost sapien, the almost almost sapien shit. You know. So they probably opted for a big group elimination. Gable had some dope shit he was doing. 
He was solid in all this, but overall, it was an enjoyable battle royal. This could have been the kickoff, since the crowd would have still been pumped for LA Knight. I'll say this one got, um, you know, one of the bigger reactions of the show. I still would have preferred Theory versus Knight for the US title on this. They didn't really need to have, this didn't really need to be on the main card, in my personal opinion. Another match that, you know, just could have just been on the kickoff fucking show. And you still would have had, like, a sizable fucking audience, you know what I mean? Like, you could have just done this. I guess I can say that, oh, they got so many people on the Battle Royal, you know, so many people in the card, basically. Ronda versus Shayna MMA rules. This was this is where I fell this is where I fell apart because I didn't know shit about MMA rules. But but don't worry. Apparently neither did WWE because they wanted MMA rules, but then they wanted to do pro wrestling element to it. It never works out, and you could have done this with a fight pit match. People apparently were leaving for the bathroom at this part. I know this is like a long show, and you can't hold you can't hold shit in. But they need like you know, but they need one match to do it. But and I, and I don't blame them for doing it during this match. It felt like a conclusion to Ronda's career in this company because she's taking time off. But the reason people were not even into this feud was because of how horrible the run from Ronda uh, has been, and how Shayna has not been used properly for a long time. I know the story was rushed. And, you know, pro, uh, you know uh, but, but they still like, could have booked them better before they did the storyline. And even though I feel they did a good job with the creative going in and salvaging the bad booking, you know, uh, the, and, and they built up a nice fucking video, you know, and they built up a nice video package in spite of the lack of compelling shit this, this company gave them prior. But people didn't care for this. They should have just done a submission match, but whenever they, uh, but whenever they try other rules from different sports, it never really comes off well. Will like, well, MMA start incorporating tag team matches just to, like, you know, go, okay, well, we're going to do pro wrestling shit. You might as well now, right? This should have been exhibition before the paper, like, you know, during the build. But also the referee is, like, checking on the person all the time in the match. Like, that doesn't happen in the MMA. I'm glad Shayna won, but this was a shits to me, man. I, you know, no disrespect to them. It wasn't, like, their fault. It's more the creative fault, bro. creative um, uh, of the whole fucking, you know, like, the, like you know, like, you know what I mean? You, 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 like, people people got into it a little bit during the build. But you can't expect people to get into everything because, like, you didn't... It wasn't much of an investment into the story. It just felt... It, it all felt fucking rushed. The ref just screened the stipulations and no pins, no rope breaks. Runner got a judo throw and just did some body shots. Shayna blocks a judo throw. I don't know how to... Re- I didn't know how to recap this. After some back and forth, Runner got a rock with a roundhouse kick. Shayna had a leg bar. Runner does a step-up knee right into the bridge of Shayna's nose. They spilled outside. Shayna's being checked on because she may have separated her shoulder. Um, and Ronda beat the shit out of the medics, checking on her. Shayna throws her mouth guard at Ronda, and they lay back and they lay some shots back and forth. Shayna has a choke, but Ronda tries for an arm bar. Shayna counters into an ankle lock, and Ronda counters and counters and locks in the clutch. Shayna gets the clutch, but then Ronda tries a break, but then Shayna chokes out even more, and Ronda passes out. Again, with this match, I'll give Ronda and Shayna props for doing what was given to them. They put a lot of effort into the in, into like at least you could tell they put cre- effort in themselves for a lot of the good stuff in this. But they, you know, and they salvaged it somewhat during the build, but clearly not not. But clearly, it wasn't enough because people were not really into this, and they were better off just doing a fight pit or maybe even doing a bl- doing blood sport shit. They could have just done the lions den match. Maybe this is not fucking good. And Ronda's leaving for a bit, so at least she put Shayna over. I wonder if she comes back or if she's one of those people that will show up somewhere else. Like, imagine if Ronda shows up in New Japan or other women's promotions. She could show up in AEW, maybe. I don't know. 
But let's hope Shayna gets something out of this fucking win. I don't have much hope considering how much damage that's already been done. But if they ride momentum, that would be fine. But I think maybe Shayna should challenge for the title. But I'm guessing Raquel will be the person in that position. Then maybe it'll be Liv. And then maybe it'll be Becky. I feel like Shayna should get something out of this. But who knows what she'll get. Honestly, if this is what it was going to be, then maybe you shouldn't have put, maybe you should have put Becky versus Trish on the card. Which deserved to be on there since they had months of fucking build. But Ronda and Shayna, on paper, should have had, like, a fucking, like, like, like on paper, this, this feud should have been a lot more than what it fucking was. Because it's, it's because of how, like, you know, how the booking was the la like, for the last fucking year or so. You know what I mean? Like, they've, like, since Shayna and Nia Jax, I thought when Shayna and Nia Jax broke up. That you're going to have Shayna fucking going fucking, you know, balls to the wall, basically being an unstoppable fucking force. But they just kept her in these side fucking roles and shit. You know. It's like, um, and, and, and now like, like they're booking Ronda's MMA career because it finished on a low note for her. So I felt like the start with Ronda has kind of been a, like, you know, like it's supposed to be designed to be a fucking failure. So maybe it was done on purpose so she can show up somewhere else and she can fucking then kill it even more or something like that. Because she was one of the people that were complaining about creative. So maybe, you know, like that will trickle down somewhere else. This is not good, but the right winner though. I wonder if there will be a surprise signing if Ronda is done with this company or if she could just you know, come back for revenge down the line. It'd be it'd, it'd be nice because you know they deserve a better match for this feud. You know, but maybe this represents the entire career journey of the last fucking you know uh, several years for both of them. I guess because just, just you know, I don't know. Just the, the build the build for all this shit didn't make any fucking you know like like I mean the build was fucking good. I just mean the the build to the fucking turn that happened. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like she, like she it was so fucking lazy that Sheena turned on her halfway through a match to lose the tag titles. Like, they couldn't even, like, they couldn't even do, okay, they lose, and then Sheena turns on her. They couldn't even just do that simple fucking thing. Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. I felt like the, the, I felt, it felt like the biggest deal for the match with how it was presented. Too bad it won't be remembered as on, on a high end of the IC title matches at this event. The Clash of the Castle and the Mania matches were 10 times better, but this was still, like, decent. It wasn't bad, but the build has been kind of on and off where they put some hype into it. But Drew has not been around, which makes me think he could be leaving, even though they all deny that shit. So maybe, you know, that will be the reason why this match didn't get into next gear and why the build wasn't completely all there for it. Although it was still a physical match, and it was still hard-hitting. But I was hoping this was, I hope this would be like on the Brett Bulldog level or the Sean Razor 95 or Mr. Perfect Bret Hart level. So this, match, this match wasn't the best that I expect, it wasn't the best match I expected from these guys. Like considering the talents that, that you know, that involved, this should have been 10 times more aggressive. Cole was running down highlights of the IC title matches before the match, which got me kind of hyped. Drew overpowers Gunther's shoulder tackle, which knocks Gunther on the on his keister. Drew gets a back a backdrop to break the headlock up. Drew gets a Glasgow kiss. Gunther drops him with the, with the on the steps. Gunther drops uh, Drew with a chop. He does a double underhook. They both have lariats that doesn't drop any of them, but then they are really aggressive. Gunther eventually drops Drew and gets a German, and Drew immediately gets a lariat. After then, a neck breaker. He sets up for the Claymore, but Gunther ducks it and does a shotgun drop kick. Drew counters a power bomb with one of his own, and then a future shock DET for a near fall. 
Uh, Gunther got out of the way of a Claymore by uh, retreating, but Drew plunged outside. Gunther got a drop kick before the Claymore and then a power bomb for a near fall. Gunther does a splash. Drew blocks a chop and they all go back and forth. Drew ducks a um ducks the last couple uh, ch- uh last chop and gets a claymore and then the near fall. Drew tries for a power bomb off the top. Drew got crossed at the top. Gunther does a splash and then wins with a power bomb. This is a solid win, but I wouldn't say this was like one of the better title defenses that I've seen from him. I expected more. I I I want to assume this is done. Maybe you can throw someone else in there, like Gable, or maybe they'll let someone else do it. But but uh, please let it be someone fresher. And then someone like, I don't know, let's say Riddle. Because, again, like they always go to Riddle for some odd reason. Or they go to Ricochet again. I'll see what happens. Nothing, uh, you know, nothing too, you know, out there happens. So this was, like, you know, as clean as it could get, basically. You know, I don't know. Let me see how many, um, let me see, hold on a second. Let me see. Let me see right here. How long, how, how much more long until Gunther has to fucking break this shit out? Hold on. So he's had it for 423 days. Honky Tonk Man, 454. So let me eliminate 454 to 423. Well, let me see. Thirty-one more days, so in a month. So it's August eighth. So it's August eighth now. It'll have to be September 9th or so. It'll have to be, you know. Yeah, so he has a month left before he breaks the fucking record. It, it it'd be really fucked up if they don't let him break the fucking record, huh? I mean, I expected this to be, you know, ten, uh, you know, ten. I thought it would be way better than the. I liked the WrestleMania match a lot, fucking better. Seth and Balor. I wanted this match uh, to start because the video packages were dragging at this point, and this guy was fucking just staying there for like to embrace the singing for what felt like ten fucking minutes. But this be- this match is better than the last one. The ending kind of takes it away from me. I thought Balor looked stupid. It wasn't like the demon versus Reigns level bad, so it 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 may have come down, it may have come off more down to earth. And I know the um, it's building to a storyline with Priest and him, but I felt that this they you should have pulled the trigger and let Balor win the title because Seth has done great with it, but he really doesn't need to have it all the fucking time. You can have a couple of months of Balor and Priest feuding for it. If they're gonna go, if they're going with Cody versus Seth, then I could understand. But Priest is still, you know, gonna be lurking around. And now that Balor didn't win the title, and Priest has a briefcase, it feels like, and I hope I'm fucking wrong, but that Priest's cash in will actually not be successful, which will then facilitate Balor versus Priest more. 
And then the failed cash plays into the more personal shit. I hope I'm wrong and Priest actually does cash in successfully. It says, successfully, and I can't fucking speak English because I'm a fucking idiot. While everyone who's secretly hate listening is nodding in agreement. And then they'll bring it up in person when, you know, they need to make fun of me. I, I thought it would be better if Balor had the title so the match was better. And then they did a good callback to the old matches. Set top, you know, Seth's top was the gear he wore um, when he injured Balor. And, you know, he threw it at, you know, he threw it at Balor. Balor had, like, the seven painted on his neck, on, on his neck and trap because it's been seven years. I thought the ending, you know, left a lot to be desired, if I'm being completely honest. The event was also dragging at this point. Seth throws a shirt at Balor, which makes uh, Balor attack. Um, and, and the bell didn't even, well, the hell didn't even ring. But the ref broke it up just to ring the fucking bell. They're all over the place. Again, I'm going to say for the 15th time, I didn't want to jot everything down. I always feel at the moment I write that down, that I didn't want to jot everything down, then it must sound like redundant by the time I'm doing it. But it was pretty, it was pretty, much, it was pretty much a back and forth. It, um, you know, it felt like the hammerlock and the Balor hat on was like longer than the entrance and video packages. He was driving his arm into, uh, sets his arm in different places. Um, around the ring and bringing him um, down for the hold. Balor brought him back down with a tilt-a-whirl into a Russian leg sweep. Still applied the arm bar. Still got a bunch of headbutts and Kawada kicks. Seth gets a falcon arrow. Seth does a bunch of topes outside. Balor regains control, targeting the arm where he rammed it against the ring post to drop him from um, from the apron. He tried for the power bomb that Seth did to him. The competitors were not in tune with it, but Seth countered anyways. But Valor eventually did the buckle bomb against the guardrail, and the competitors did then tune in. I just thought, like, you know, like, they weren't paying attention to the attempt at first. Balor did the sling blade. Seth super kicks to counter a shotgun drop kick. Balor forearm drives him down. He does the arm bar. Seth deadlifts out of the arm bar and does a buckle bomb. And there's another one in the frog splash. Balor's mouth is busted open. Seth gets a, a strike to the back. Balor cuts off Seth's curb stomp with a roll through. Stomp, and then, and then uh, with a roll through and then a stomp. He does a shotgun drop kick. Seth scales to get up, get a super plaque. Balor counters another super plaque with a roll up. After a back and forth, Balor gets a shotgun drop kick. Seth gets out of the, the way of diving stomped into the pedigree. Priest makes his way down the ring. Seth gets a pinning combo. Priest strikes uh, um, hi, uh, him behind the back, and Balor got a pedigree for a near fall. Dom and Rhea show up to walk around the crowd. Priest tells Balor to use the briefcase, but he got knocked off the apron. Then Seth gets the curb stomp for a near fall. Seth dives onto Priest and then super kicks Dom and then Dom, and, and stomps him. Seth hit, um, got, got hit with a sling blade and then a shotgun drop kick. Balor goes for a diving stomp and another close near fall. I thought it was done here. Priest distracts the ref after he threw the briefcase uh, in. Balor crawls to the briefcase and sets stomps him on the briefcase for the win. And he kind of telegraphed it because he had his fucking head right above, you know. It felt like it took away from the match. And I wouldn't have preferred, I would have preferred Priest to cash in during the match. But even if there was no cash in, I think Balor still should have won the match. I like the call back from the buckle bomb and the frog splash from Seth. Thing is, it's, it's hard to keep up with all the call back because they never focuses on the stuff. Well, they never used to focus on it for so long. And, the, and these guys do the same type of moves over and over. So it's hard to keep up with like what was done in the other match. But lately, they, like, lately they've been highlighting stuff over the over time. Like the last year or so that like, you know, in the last year or so, they always brought up like certain like past fucking shit that's been done, you know. I guess it's Triple H took over. So they're playing off of the fucking past, I guess, you know. 
so I appreciate the callback, but the ending felt underwhelming. Uh, and, and but the last half of the match was really well fucking done. They had me with some of the fucking pinning combos, and then when Priest showed up, you had me intrigued. I wonder if he was going to do it during the match or after the match. And the ending really felt like a popcorn fart on some level. I'm interested in where it'll go, but something tells me Priest will fail to cash in. It'll be more about Balor and Priest's storyline, which means it'll be a while before Priest actually becomes a world champion. I hope I'm fucking wrong, though. But it feels like after the match, the focus on Balor and Priest, it was more focused on Balor and Priest and Seth actually winning. I'm going to guess Cody and Seth will now feud for the title, but, I'm, but then again, they could carry out Judgment Day shit even more with Seth. But it does feel like they're giving the impression that Balor and Priest um, is going to be going going to his own thing down the line. But with Priest still having the briefcase, he's still going to be lingering over the fucking world title scene. Over, over Seth, you know... It, Living over like what Seth does, unless they want to take a break from the teases, and Priest waits until the most opportune time when he's able to. I personally think once Gunther loses the IC title down the line, I feel like Gunther will probably be the one who takes the world title off of Seth, in my personal opinion. Bianca versus Charlotte versus Asuka. I couldn't keep up with this match either. They all avoid strikes. I could not keep up with this shit. You know, Asuka gets a, you know, cuts off a handspring from the outside. Charlotte gets a backdrop on Asuka. There are a bunch of cartwheels. Bianca takes care of both Asuka and Charlotte with a crossbody. Asuka gets a knee strike, and Charlotte interrupts the action, but Asuka eventually gets a German suplex on her. Asuka does a roundhouse kick to both of them. She dumps Charlotte on her head again. Charlotte does a diving crossbody while Asuka and Bianca are going at it. Charlotte gets uh, some... Uh, Charlotte gets thrown, like, she got Bianca with an exploder, she got some throws, and she got Bianca with an exploder, she got a high boot on both of them, double natural selection, Asuka got a code breaker, then Charlotte tried to get a figure four, they're all over the place with the strikes, and Bianca does a neck breaker and DT combo on both, right, she does a ten punches, a backflip, uh, drops Asuka, they get a spine buster on Charlotte, they both, uh, the, the, you know, they both go on their knees to counter Bianca. Charlotte with a spear to Bianca. Oscar gets the Oscar lock, and Bianca does a handspring moonsault to break it up. Oscar drops Bianca from the top, and then Charlotte knocks Oscar from the top, and she signals for the moonsault. She does, and she, uh, you know, uh, and Oscar gets a roundhouse kick. Oscar went for a diving DT. I think she missed most of it. Oscar counters the KOD by being on the apron. Uh, she had the lock on Charlotte, high boots her, Charlotte lands on her feet from the KOD attempt, and then Bianca does a back throw, and then Asuka throws her out for the pin, basically. She goes for the arm bar, and Charlotte deadlifts, but then she couldn't get all of it, Bianca gets a sit-up power bomb. Asuka does a, does a lock, Charlotte piles on for the pin, Asuka rock with a high boot, Charlotte off the top for a moonsault on both of them, she attempts a double figure eight, but it doesn't work out, Bianca is dumped outside on her knee, on the steps, Asuka gets a backslide, Charlotte with a high boot, Asuka got a superplex, Bianca's being taken to the back because of her knee, Asuka and Charlotte go back and forth, Asuka gets her uh, combo strikes, and she gets speared for a near fall, Bianca runs, runs in as much as she could while Charlotte had the figure eight, and Bianca does a 450 for a near fall, Bianca and, uh, you know, um, Charlotte talk shit to each other, they do aggressive strikes, Bianca tries for the KOD, but Charlotte arm drags. Asuka ends up outside. Charlotte gets a figure four and then applies the figure eight. Bianca is favoring the knee. Asuka misses her in the, uh, Charlotte in the face. Bianca still is in the submission, but she cradled Asuka for the win. And you think, okay, new champion, EO, EO Sky rushes down with Bailey, And they take out Charlotte and Asuka, 
which was fucking pretty cool. Bianca takes out Bailey, and Eo nails Bianca in the knee with a briefcase, and then she cashes in officially. She does a moonsault for the win, and then Dakota shows up to celebrate with them. I couldn't keep with how fast the triple threats are. I, I was, you know, I wasn't doing it justice. It was way too fast, and it was, it was a good match. They told a good story. I figured Charlotte would win so she can at least, um, you know, be undefeated at SummerSlam since they're building a streak. They're announce, announcing that. People who listened to me in the beginning of this podcast, where I did the you know August fifth portion, where I said they would continue the streak, but you know that was taken away. But I was glad Bianca at least won, so at least. It would probably just be Charlotte and Bianca then, but I hate that Asuka always has to play the third wheel in her feuds, especially when she's a champion. So I just felt like the match was kind of designed for more Bianca and Flair on some level. And Asuka just being there, you know, Asuka being there is still fucking dope. But I feel like her character is that they give her accomplishments with titles, but she never feels like the champion when she's a champion. Maybe in NXT that was the case, but when she didn't beat Charlotte at Mania the year she won the Rumble... I knew I started a level in this company where they, they would just have, like, they, they, she would have accomplishments and good matches, but they would never book her consistently. So the match was good with the story told. I figured maybe Bianca would be taken out, would be taken out of the, out of the thing, so it prolongs it. But they did let her come back into the ring, and she, you know, sold that part really well. The last stretch of the match went to another level. I was not looking forward to the Kratom, even if there was a new champion from the match. Because I felt like if Oscar, if, if it's Asuka, she'll still be booked at the third wheel. If it's Charlotte, if Charlotte won, it would be surrounded by discourse about another Charlotte fucking reign that won't fucking really go anywhere. And if Bianca won, which would be the more popular fucking thing, they would still book her to kind of be aloof in this fucking feud. You know what I mean? But EO having the title, now I'm intrigued with it because this is her first official reign on the main roster. And it could end horribly, but it makes me look forward to um uh to the you know the the what could happen like like you know like the possibility that because now you have the intrigue of Bailey being could be jealous. But the way that Bailey was beating Charlotte with a briefcase to help out, like it seemed like she's like on board with it. So even if Bailey is supportive, etc. The title picture gets a little bit more fresh, and Bailey and EO, with Bailey and EO, then Dakota felt like, Bailey, EO, Dakota felt like babyface, and I wish they could make them badass babyfaces, but we have to accept them as heels. But it was cool they included Dakota in this. I don't know what will happen, but I hope it's one of these reigns where she, she ends up, like, doing dope shit with it, and it elevates it, because a lot of these reigns off the Money in the Bank cash-in for a new champion always feel like a way to give a stat, even though they don't intend to keep the the title on that person for that fucking long. So this, to me, overall, this is a good match, but uh, the EO cash-in was probably one of the biggest pops of the night because the crowd like, died down after certain parts of this fucking match. Now the main event... Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns. This felt like a big deal. I was so I was actually pumped for this. They took their sweet time to get into it. I knew it'd be more character work, but like I said, I was hoping there would be something different considering this whole storyline. Since the, 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 this is hitting the key elements of the storyline that that's been building up, you would think that it would have um they would have done the formula they have done, but remix some fresh shit into it. Like this should have been Jay fucking up Reigns from the get go. The and and the build even though you know sh- the the build even should have just been them two with Solo and Jimmy being out for weeks 
Like, this is supposed to represent this big-time family battle. And the rules of this was that no family members were supposed to get involved. And they fucking shun their own fucking stipulations. And it feels like a portion of the storyline where it's getting stale. It's, it's, it's at the point where it's, it's at the point of the storyline where it's getting stale since people were not into this match as a whole because it was way too long. And if you're going to do this long, you should have it should have been something closer to what happened last year more than... Um, more so than other fucking title reigns. More so than another reigns fucking typical reigns match. I still enjoy the character work, but it didn't need to be this long. And I feel the ending of, of it kind of fucked up my mood. It doesn't mean Jimmy is going to go back to the go back to reigns, but I feel like they're going to have each member kind of want to be like kind of want to go for the gold, including Solo, because him and reigns kind of had a stare down. People will justify the storyline continuing because of the ratings. And this is the same shit people would do during the Attitude Era to justify why they have to keep the storyline going with, like, Austin. Like, like, while people were in the Attitude Era still loved Austin doing the shit, but by the time it got to, like, 99, like, in the middle of 99, it was getting a little bit fucking boring to me. Because the same fucking formula. But it was, it, it was over, so they kept doing it. Like I, I didn't like what they're, um, like I didn't like that we were gonna get long promos, but that segment with the Rock and Foley got a high rating, and people were gonna justify why these segments were gonna were were gonna happen because everyone was into them because of the, the the success of the ratings. Now I feel like the stuff of like the last ten years has been an extended attitude era where instead of just rushing shit, did that real life storyline and perceptions play out over the last decade? And now the character shit has been paying off. It feels like we're bringing add-to-era elements with old-school shit because there'll be elements of where the storyline is going to feel kind of repetitive, but they do the climax shit really, really well like down the line. Like, they'll deliver. And this is one of those times where it needed to deliver. And even if there was more to the storyline to extend this, to get even more interesting, get into other interesting places, then maybe it'll pay off. But at the moment, the, the match felt like a letdown, and the ending was kind of fucking stupid so anyways I'll, I'll get into it more after but jay kind of shoves him he was like in the cor- in the corner you know they're in the corner he kind of shoved him between one move they would like take time to soak in the vibe of the crowd you know uh jay gets a um a couple of uh, slaps to the face um thrust kick uppercut and clotheslines raised to the outside jay dives onto reins he throws reins uh into the steps, and Jay brings out a table to oblige the crowd, and Heyman pleads with them. Reigns gets the attention. Reigns did a, a Ross Geller telling you know the audience to keep it down a smidge. I think he was listening to my podcast. I suggested someone do that. He does a drive-by. Jay eventually fights off Reigns and lays in an insiguri. Reigns stops a suicide dive with a kendo stick and beats the shit out of him with it. He lifts Jay up with a kendo and then gives him some stiff right hands, and which infuriates Jay. Then give, uh, you know, the, no. Then you know, no. Hold on, the kendo. Jay then get, uh, gives some stiff right hands, and, and which infuriates Rain. Then he does a repeated love. He does a repeated lariats after a while. Jay uses the kendo to stop a spear, and then he uses it, uh, repeated shots with the with the kendo. He dives over the uh, over the ring onto him, um, over the ropes. Reigns catches Jay with a Superman punch while Jay was in midair. That was pretty sick. Jay gets a roll up to uh, to counter the spear, then a super kick, and the splash from the top gets a near gets a near fall. Jay did a couple of chair shots to the back of to the back of Reigns. 
Jay throws a bunch of chairs in the ring. Jay fails a superplex of Reigns at first. He was headbutted down, and then he goes back up after an insecurity, but then Reigns gets a power bomb on the chairs. Reigns sets up a table in the corner and gets Jay and, and caught Jay's spear, and Jay ends up on the apron where the uh, where the other table is on the floor, basically, right? And then Jay slings shots into an uppercut. Jay stops the spear off the apron and the, with an insecurity, and Reigns goes for the guillotine. Jay ends up doing a Samoan drop off the apron to the table. That was dope. Jay pulls a, um, pulls out, you know, uh, an actual strap. While Reigns crawls away, uh, with the cold Reigns um, bails through the crowd to avoid more whips from the strap. Soul then shows up and ends up doing a spinning solo to a table. He drags him to the ring with another spinning solo to, um, to Reigns' approval. And then they attempt the spike spear combo, but Solo got speared. And then Jay spears Reigns for a near fall. Jay smacks Reigns and Solo with chairs. He jabs at it in, the, in his midsection over and over again. Solo nails a super kick before Jay could do another chair shot when he was uh, you know, stalking Reigns outside. I didn't know what happened. Reigns was asking so what he was asking Solo about, but they had a kind of like a face off. But it took a while, and Jay spears Reigns through the barricade. Jay super kicks him before um being put through another um put through it um before being put through an, uh, the table and off the barricade. Jay splashes him through the table. Jay spears um spears Reigns. Jay at the top for a splash, and then someone pulls Jay out. Someone like hooded, and it's revealed to be Jimmy. And I go, this is bullshit. The crowd yells, fuck you, Jimmy, after a watch was soaking it in. And then he super kicks Jay after, like, letting it soak in for at least, like, a minute or so. Because Jay was, like, reacting and crying about this. This was, like, you know, like, the, that part was at least solid. Then Rain spears Jay through the table in the corner for the win. The crowd was invested for a bit, but you can feel the energy kind of died down as the match continued. I appreciate that WWE lets limited cards where matches can play out, and you can let big time feel for matches because the way they let shit just play out before the you know the, before the before, because the way they the, the, they let shit play out before the matches it does feel like a big deal. But you don't have to go almost fucking forty minutes for this shit, and they gave us like the same fucking shit basically. Like, with some stuff there. Like, Jay could have uh, been the one schooling Reigns and kind of giving you the impression that he could win um, because it didn't feel like they wrote off that victory that Jay got over Reigns at Money in the Bank. And this is why I would have liked the build where it would be Reigns was the one who felt weak going in and not having Solo by his side and maybe even Heyman doubting him. Reigns should have been worried because the elders for the first time let Jay get approval of doing this shit. I give it the benefit of the doubt because I I felt I felt I felt for the match itself. It was gonna do the it was gonna do the usual spiel where we're gonna see shit that stood out since this is a big time title match, right? And I still think they could have do they could do some good shit with it afterwards. But this kind of fucking felt like a step back. I felt like the match should have been better, even if it, I didn't mind the rain style and this pacing to tell stories. But this is where you're supposed to have shit get elevated. And I feel other than the fuck you Jimmy chance, people felt deflated from the ending. It was it was kind of the same thing with how they did the ending of the Sammy and Reigns match. You know what I mean? Like I was expecting the full angle to play out there, where it didn't feel like it was a satisfactory victory, but the storyline still got better afterwards. And I still believe it will be good, but it felt like a step back. I I, I don't think Jimmy is gonna go back to Reigns. I personally don't think because Reigns was confused by this. I but I think Jimmy wants to also be a solo guy, like you know, uh, not like solo Sequoia. He wants to be the one who does it, and then maybe Solo feels he's going to be the guy who does it, and it ends up with all three against Reigns, and that's where Reigns kind of has to bring in new blood. I wouldn't have minded this if Reigns got new blood in this right now, but 
I don't think Jimmy. I, I don't think Jimmy should go back to Reigns. That I, I guess that could be the saving grace. But I felt this should have uh, felt like they're on the brisk of a J title win, win on another level. Like you know what I mean? Like most of the match was J getting beaten up. Like I didn't mind Reigns winning and retaining, but they could have laid this match out better. And you would think, you know, um, they would do something above average because he hasn't defended the fucking title since April. I don't even mind the old school shit, but the match need to have, need to be, you know, Jay having the advantage over Reigns and Reigns getting desperate. Like, I'm not going to say the storyline is dead because if they do have an end goal for this, even if there has to be some usual shit going out throughout, usual shit that makes us kind of go, okay, they're going to be over yet throughout, I don't mind. But if Jimmy just ends up going back to the bloodline, this is fucking stupid. Overall, the main event defines the show for me, and that's been my motto um, since I've been covering pay-per-views, you know. Um... So the main event being the way it was, and it kind of being the way it was, it kind of dragged the pay per view down. Even though I enjoyed the ring work and some of the results, I don't think this was the best show, and there was some questionable booking as well. I'm gonna come back with the with collision recap. Okay, the collision recap. Um... I actually wish I, I watched Collision and watched SummerSlam later because this is way more tolerable for a two-hour show. I didn't mind their sprinkling other talent even if they have to be squashes. But my thing is, even if you have matches as squashes or glorified squashes, thing, I mean, what's the reason not to put more women on the show to do that as well, to work their characters? Like, you, you would think if you... Like, if Tony Khan would try, but he would always just... He always has to, like, act like... The ratings will go, like, you know, he'll act like, um, the ratings will go down. And then, when you, but, but the thing is, like, if you just base it off of that, like, the, okay, the ratings are going to go down because, oh, it, 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 you know, we, we had an Athena squash or something like that. But when you build on, you know, when you build on that shit, then, like, like you know what I mean? Like, if you base your whole thing on that, then nothing can actually develop. But then, you know. But then you can show, but then you show me you can do this with the men on the show. So you, you know, you think Jay White beating Madalik in a squash match will do anything better in the ratings than Athena showing up to wrestle just to get more character work done? You know, you can have two women's matches on the show. I'm saying if you can afford to do squashes, you know, and, and stuff, then you you know you could have. I'm only gonna say you could always have more women on the show. For you know, and and cut a promo like how Joe did basically after his squash. I mean, just, just a little thing that bothered me, but whatever. Anyway, I thought that uh, that at least we were getting the, uh, more direction for All In as far as another, you know, big match. An, or two big matches. I assumed we would get Omega coming to Collision because the Bucks were men- were mentioned, but I suspected maybe for them to, like, top SummerSlam a little bit. With, uh, SummerSlam with a, at least a little bit of buzz of having Omega be on, you know, be the one to maybe challenge Punk. But if they're staying, you know... If they're staying there, maybe they are not in a hurry to, you know, to, to do it, basically. But they're definitely going to go for the Bucks versus FTR, you know, number three at Wembley, which is going to be awesome. You know, I thought the open, I thought it was a good opening tag match. I mean, after that um, Rampage promo, I thought, it was, you know, I wanted to see Bill and Cage, you know, uh, FTR, with FTR even more. Even if we knew FTR were winning, but, you know, Bill and Cage were doing good work in this match. Uh, you know, B- Bill's doing like the, some of the b- better character work. Um, you know, he's 
and, and all his big man spots, and Cage came off like a beast, you know. They did a, you know, they did a decent job with, you know, how they were presenting them. Like, I didn't mind, I, I didn't want to do the, um, I didn't want to do the preamble too long because I'm running behind time with so much shit going on. But anyway, but I'll get to the, you know, the Saturday night main event portion. I, I think the more you do, the, the more you go to some of the same people who do them every week. I feel like they run run out of material, you know what I mean? Maybe you don't have, you don't have to do it every single week. If the promos are not going to really be there. So Punk puts over Steamboat, you know, to prevent, um, you know, pr- you know, to prevent the cheating. He wants to separate the pretenders from the contenders. Starts he's going to make it three in a row. They chanted, first they chanted he deserved it. Second time they chanted Ricky's title. And the third they're going to chant absolute. Anyways, FDR gets a um gets to lose their um Nana says FDR gets to lose their titles to the bra- his brolic buddies, and they change the game forever. FDR says um they're an FTR country and Cass says he can't lose because his mom is in the crowd and FTR and uh, Dax says two monsters don't matter um they're the best top guys out. So they showed a recap of the battle royal or that earned them a shot at least you know what I mean Cage and uh, Cash and Cage start out. Cash is wearing a uh. So I put Cash is wearing fucking face paint. Cage is wearing face paint. Yeah, that would have been something. Um, he gets the fucking. <laughs> I don't even want to fucking read this stupid shit. This is what I'm doing early, early hours on my birthday. Cause I have nothing else fucking going on. I'm fucking horribly recapping fucking wrestling that I'm already fucking getting sick of. Um. So he, Cage is wearing face paint. He gets the early advantage with a shoulder tackle. Dax, <clears throat> Dax comes in to take a chance on Cage. He tries multiple shoulder tackles that barely move him. That barely move Cage when Dax and then and then um. And when Dax goes for a hip toss, Cage gets a lariat. Dax drops down on Cage from a, from being hoisted up. He tries for a scoop slam, but he couldn't. He tries for an O'Connor roll. This is recording or okay? I I thought I wasn't fucking recording for a minute. Um, hold on. You know, hold on. Um, Cage shoulder tackles both FDR, which was like looked really impressive. Bill had the advantage on Cash. It was more focused on him showing personality. FDR tried to do some double team. They mentioned maximizing the five count that Cash and Dax have when one wasn't legal, but ultimately Bill chokeslams one on the other. Then Cash, um, then Cash out on. Uh, yeah, he chokes him one on to the other. Like, you know, then cash it out on Dax. Well, what did I put here? He busy chokes him, cash on Dax. I think basically before the picture in picture. I get it. I wasn't typing in English apparently. Bill is beating up Cash right in front of his mother, and she slapped him. She didn't. She she didn't even seem like she was like upset about her son being beat up. Like she was like it seemed like she was just gonna do it regardless. But it just so happens her son was getting beaten up. So, like, it was just a fight excuse, basically. Cage does a deadlift suplex to bring in cash. Bill is mocking the FTR chance. Uh, Bill blocked a cradle attempt, which, was, which uh, it, it looked pretty fucking good the way he did it. When cash did a roll-up, he still got hit with a lariat. I always appreciate that even though when we know they're going to uh, get the hot tag to the partner, they at least make it look like it's a more realistic struggle because it's not like the typical way where, you know, they're just be like, you know, the typical trope of how they would normally fucking get it. But now they make you, you second guess if it will, go, you know, get the hot tag, basically. 
Dax gets gets it, and then he does the ten punches, and Bill catches him, and then da- Dax just bites him. He's getting more desperate, and he's fighting urgently. Uh, Dax has wrist control, goes for a lariat, and turns back and forth. Uh, Dax got him on the shoulders, and they did a Steiner, um, the, the Steiner bulldog they do from from the from from the, you know, the top basically, but only for a two count. Dax and FTR, they, um. Oh uh, no! Sorry. Um, who had FTR together? Was it? I think it was Cage. Cage had FTR together on his arms and shoulders. And he threw them around. I put Dax had FTR around. See again. This is how, why I'm so fucking stupid. Bill ch- chokes. Let sometimes I, I don't even know if I actually made the mistake or if the troll that fucking hacked my shit end up fucking you know you know rewriting certain things before I fucking send it out. Dax prevents Cash from being um. No, sorry, hold on a second. Um, Bill chokeslams while... Uh, and I put here, Bill chokeslams while Bill does a jack... So Bill and Cage are both doing the fucking chokeslam and jackhammer. See, again, this is horrible. And it's already fucking late. I, w- I waited this long to do this mediocre fucking podcast. Uh, Dax had FTR together and it's... Uh, again, I'm reading, reading, reading over this shit. I, I want to get through this fucking fast. I want to just die right now. Um, Dax prevents Cash from being hit with a doomsday device. Bill sends them both out, and Cage cannonballs over the top of them. And the crowd was into all this shit. Cash shoves Bill into Cage to knock him off the apron, and then they get the shatter machine for the win. They get on the mic afterwards, and uh, FDR say they're going to get themselves in trouble. Guys, shut the fuck up. You're not going to get yourself in any fucking trouble. Like, you know what I mean? Like, stop hinting it. This is not like 1998. Um, ten years ago, they started the legacy. They and they talked about the being the best tag team in professional wrestling. Every promotion they've been through the states, Japan, Mexico, they won t- titles ten times over. And he goes over the fifty eight um match uh the fifty eight match a few weeks ago. He goes over the oh the eight I'm gonna put eight minute the the you know the um oh no no the fifty minute fifty minute match fifty minute not fifty eight match fifty fifty eight minute match a few weeks ago it was incredible the Briscoes trilogy was incredible and then he had to put Bill and Cass in the same you know in, in the same breath basically like I, like I just say you gotta put them over but come on that's not you know um but one thing to do uh, one thing to do is that they need to um one thing that they want to do that they need to do. And Cash says it's the Bucks. They have unfinished business. And how about they finish it in Wembley Stadium? FTR, the biggest show. FTR and Bucks, the biggest show, and the rubber match to figure out who the best tag team is. I still think that even though, uh, so I'll, I'll go over all this after, but I'll just go over the match quickly. I still think even though Bill is not part of the Mogul affiliates official, like a Mogul embassy officially, I feel he's like gonna eventually get turned again since they keep losing. And I do think Bill is now like at the confidence level that he was in NXT when he was Kaz, and like they're hitting their stride basically. And I, st- I, st- I kind of think down the line we're gonna get a reunion with Enzo, but this, but this, but like this team is designed to be there for an eventual feud. I feel, but they're doing well with the chemistry, but they're not really winning matches, uh, you know, too much other than the Battle Royal. So if Bill ends up joining the Mogul Embassy stable. Like, you know what I mean? Is that going to happen? Or is he loosely affiliated before he goes to a babyface? Because I don't think Cage would turn a babyface unless him and Bill 
leave Nana, but I think Cage is probably going to stay heel. And the way Bill has been coming across, it feels like he he gets a lot of buzz when he does the shit. Like, even though he gets booed or whatever, he still gets fucking cheered for a lot of fucking stuff. So it feels like it'll, it'll be eventual when he does become a babyface. I enjoyed the psychology of the match. I actually thought it was cool that when uh, both FTR were in the ring, they mentioned the five count uh, that that one of them has when they're, you know, when they're, and they're making the best of it, you know, I thought, that, I thought that's a good fucking touch, because sometimes people don't know the rules, you can only do that kind of shit, like, you can only, and I think the other rule is, you can only break up a, like, break up a pin attempt twice, basically, it was a nice defense and told a good story, um, you know, and Das was wearing something tribute to Dennis Condry of the Midnight Express, so, yeah, that was kind of cool. I I was glad we got a second match. Um, you know, uh, for you know, all out, all in, Bucks. Versus, I think you know it'll be dope, and they need to have some actual promo from them because it's gonna be weak if they just build this match off the reputation they built. Like FTR and CM Punk are facing House of Black for the titles, and I could see them winning, but but they definitely set stuff off, set stuff up for both FTR and CM Punk. Where I think they're not winning because maybe the Bucks show up after the fucking match, or maybe during the match to cost them titles, because I know Joe and Punk are going to get into a confrontation since Joe wants a match with him and wants an answer, right? And I'll get into that, but I definitely think you need some interaction with FTR and Bucks, and I think, like, are they going to, like, just do it off promos, or are they going to make it personal by them showing up? Because I think it's kind of random to book House of Black versus, you know, because, again, cause, like, is House of Black going to lose, or does, like, you know... Or do they, you know, what's it called, you know, um, lose by dirty finish? You know, even though AEW doesn't really... Like, sometimes, like, on this show at least, they've been good on not doing dirty finishes all the time. In this, in the sense that it's the overbooked finish where, like, people get involved all the time and all that kind of shit. Um, Mercedes Mar- Martinez versus Statlander. It's a pretty good back and forth with hard-hitting strikes. Statlander gets a shotgun dropkick. She countered something and got a somersault sent on... Mercedes got a couple of butterfly suplexes. Statlander blocks the third one, gets a roundhouse kick. Mercedes was getting heat for the nonstop elbow to the back of Statlander's neck. She did a tree slam. Statlander was, uh, you know, getting some stiff strikes at one point. There was one run right to the fucking face. They come back from the break, and Statlander was firing off offense because, you know, uh, she was fighting out of, um, you know, the control of Mercedes. Um, she, and then, uh, her, her running boot was cut off with a stiff elbow, but she still gets a running kick afterwards. Mercedes got out of the way of a diving crossbody, which looked nasty. Statlander got a power slam for a near fall. Mercedes does a spider suplex. She does a running knee. Statlander did the Saturday night, um, Saturday night fever, is it called? I, I don't know. I, 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 I always forget that name. I, I was always confused with Saturday night delight or Saturday night fever. And I, I will go, is it one of the, I don't know, but whatever, man. But I think Mercedes kicked out, um, well, she did, obviously, but Mercedes countered a wheelbarrow, fucking got a pin. Stanley got a, a bridge that rolled up when she countered something, and then she won with that, and then Mercedes got attacked afterwards viciously. Diamante shows up, and then she hints at helping, but she joins in and beats down Statlander. And then Willow Nightingale comes out and makes a save, so they at least moved an angle forward. She had a pretty good match come, you, you know, so they at least moved the angle forward and had a pretty good match, you know, come out of it. So I appreciate getting Diamante on the main roster for some shit when she's been featured on ROH more. And I, I think the people were hinting that they this could be the beginning maybe of a Thunder Rosa stable, essentially. And I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't mind it, actually. But this is, uh, was a decent match. 
I wish we had more, you know, women wrestling on the show, though. But I think you can get multiple angles going, but this was, like, fine. It was still short, but it was pretty good. And another solid defense from Statlander. Again, it feels like these matches and angles would have um, more of a positive outlook to them if the whole week and weekend of controversy with people who are doing discourse wouldn't have taken more precedent, right? But this is the world we live in where it's nonstop discourse. So even if good, you know, even if the good comes, uh, will, will come at the, even if there's good, it comes at the wrong time for certain fucking things. But again, I'm glad Diamante is getting television time because she's pretty fucking dope. She was awesome in Impact. There'll probably be a tag team match. I think there is actually. I don't know um, what they're gonna bill for for you know any of the shows basically when it comes to the women. Maybe if we had again. I'm reiterating. I know I sound like annoying, but I'm gonna be annoying about it. I don't give two shits if people are gonna grovel and say, "Oh, he's complaining about two matches," you know. But again, you, you can take a chance and uh, actually fucking deliver on that. I don't know why there's a fucking rule where you have to fucking you know do shit. Like, you know, with, you know, the woman booking all the time. But, I mean, listen, I'll give him credit for this angle. It was pretty fucking decent. It's fresh talent in the fucking mix. So, you know, Mercedes Martinez is, like, you know, the OG in the game. So, you know, she, you know, she always delivers in her in her matches. Uh, Tony Storm is, uh, you know, backstage with Tony, uh, with Tony Schiavone. She's kind of losing it and saying she's standing here naked without a title like the day she was born. She's not going to freak out as her voice, like, you know, basically rises. She asked Tony if she's not a star or if she's lost it and asked what it is. Is she not enough for Tony Schiavone anymore? And asked if this is um, um, what's happening to her. Is, is it right? And she says, of course it's not. She's well-known, respected, admired for everything and she's ever done. She refers to herself as illustrious. And then she leaves and keeps telling um, telling uh, Tony Schiavone to shut up, basically. This is a decent follow-up, at least you, you, you know, um, at least you, they're telling you where her character is going and how she's feeling and have, you know, you have some direction for her motivation and how the title change really has affected her, you know, mindset, you know what I mean? Because I'm all for people trying to extract shit, even from losses, so I'm glad we got a word from her about the whole thing. I think this stood out more because she was with her, she was by herself, she didn't rely on the outcast being there. Because lately, it just feels like the outcasts have, like, no identity other than being heels who spray paint and then interfere a lot, basically. So at least we're getting specific character traits from Tony in this scenario. Um, Samoa Joe versus Serpentico. Joe chokes him out right away and gets on the mic. He says uh, the, he's the one true king of television. He has a problem. A few, uh, actually, he puts over the Wembley show and all, all in the king has nobody to dance with. Then he gets into the second problem. He enjoys expensive luxury in his career while certain real-world champ was traveling all over the world, teaching these simple people he was the best in the world. He was never better than him on his best day in his life, and he lost a luxury at the own heart cup. And it's not that he lost, it's how he lost. And he uh, and the so-called champion battled over three hours in the ring, and their legacy was built on blood, sweat, and tears of each other. And they, um, you know, and they, and, and, and the pain as well. And they put them, and the pain they put them through. And a roll-up is not good enough for their legacy. So he comes here as a courtesy to ask the champ to give him what he wants and people what they want. To give their legacy uh, what it deserves. They put over the big stage of, to you know, what they're going to do it on. His courtesy only extends to this week. And if he makes them wait until next week, he'll convince his ass and says punk, basically. 
I like that he referenced a reference without mentioning him, and I feel like he'll probably get involved in the trios match next week with CMFTR versus House of Black. Like I said earlier, but AW normally doesn't always do the distractions or maybe non finish happens like that often, right? Because it feels like why would you give away CM FTR versus uh, House of Black already unless they want to get it done now? Because if the you know FTR turn heel at the Pinnacle reunite with MJF, then they only have this one time. Part of me thinks that the that maybe Andrade could get involved to cost the house that, you know, but AW doesn't kind of, AW doesn't do that kind of booking on this show. They normally have overbooking with the parties involved with the participants in the match, but they don't like lean on people always who might not have anything to do specifically with the talent involved to come out and be the distraction often, unless it's like a fucking outcast match. Uh, so it's like, you know, it's, it's going to be weird how they go, but I really wish they didn't, you know, give Joe and Punk away already. But I knew with the way that it went down, it was designed to get a ratings bump. But I would have preferred them not to interact after that in, um, initial trios match they had in the first episode of Collision. And then he this gets revisited. And I would have preferred Jay White since this is fresh, that's fresher. But if they're going to finish a rivalry on the biggest stage for the company, then I don't mind it. I thought it was just really fucking... It's a solid promo from Joe. I guess you could say the fuel is that Joe's not liking the match, how it went down, and hopefully they do a better job with that on the big show. But I still think, you know, they, you know, should have just saved it. And it just shows when you cater to ratings all the time, you're not going to get the best storyline structure for stuff. And this is what it takes away from it at times. But, I, you know, I'm looking forward to this match, and I'm look, I'm going to assume Joe will make his, uh, his presence known after the match, or maybe during it. But I also think the Bucks uh, could get involved as well to make this more personal. Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if Punk and FTR actually win the titles. Like, the, you know what I mean? Like, because, because, again, I don't know why you would want them to lose. You know, cause I, I, would, I would not take them off a of house of block, but I wish this was another match that had some fucking build to it. thing is, do, do you want Punk and FTR taking losses before going to these big matches? It feels like we're reaching, like, WWE level of shit where the result won't matter because it was a good match. And FTR will just take this on a more personal note, and that's kind of it. I wouldn't mind if the match, you know, had a non-finish so you can revisit it later on, but because a lot of because a lot of parties involved that need protection, essentially. You know, I don't know. The Andrade promo. Um, so he says he's always tranquilo unless someone steals something he loves. And he fights for everyone. So I mean, the, the guy's a good guy. Basically, he's either, I think he was addressing Buddy, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I don't know if he's moving on or if he's gonna have, stick uh, with the House of Black stuff because they did express uh, online. They did express interest that you know they want to do a singles match at Wembley, essentially. Um, the acclaimed promo. They had Billy's boots. This was a sit down interview. They had uh, they talked to Billy to get the boots back. He didn't want them. He's officially retired. And Bowen said that Billy. Um, so that Billy feels uh feels since they lost two lost to um House of Black two times in a row, it was his fault and he lost a step in a high pressure situation. Cash said he wants everyone to respect Billy um you know decision, and if he's done he's done. But he's given so much. He thinks they're the best trios in the division, and they still had a lot to do with Billy and the trios. They think they failed him, and Bowen says they're, you know, two guys trying to find themselves. There are two guys trying to find someone on the roster, and he believed in them and made them believe in themselves. They're going to keep fighting, carrying his boots with them to the ring every week, and Bowen asked Billy to throw his finger up on the couch 
um, you know, from a long distance scissoring, basically. This is an emo- it was actually an emotional promo. I liked this a lot. And if he does, if it, if it, because if he does come back to a reunion or if they go on their own, it'll be interesting because they kind of have to swim on their own. But maybe this, this way, at least making the acclaim, you know, dealing with the consequences of all this and making them more vulnerable as a team and they're expanding themselves a bit more. I think doing the sit down interview was a good touch because it felt more personal. I, I was actually sad watching this and I was, I was actually rooting for them. I appreciate that even after losing the tag titles. They're just not be. They're not just being stagnant. Like they're getting segments and mini feuds and having interesting segments. You know what I mean. And now this storyline is helping. You know their. You know their storyline arc and legacy. You know. Uh, you know. Because again, I always think that you know. When I'm always thinking about like you know, like documentaries or like careers. Um. You know, retrospectives, whatever. So like sometimes I'm thinking bigger picture. You know what I mean. And I always think that you know the acclaimed have been, like, adding a, you know, in my personal opinion, adding a lot of layers to themselves as, you know, they've grown as a tag team. Like, you know, you're like, okay, we're not, we're not tag champions anymore, so we're gonna, like, not do anything forever now. Like, like, sometimes I feel, I feel that way with, like, you know, with, like, you know, with New Day sometimes, where, like, some reigns will be really, really important, and then some reigns just feel stagnant. Whether and then and then they're just in background play, play. Like you know what I mean? Like I, I, I like even though like you know, they accomplished a lot and all that kind of stuff, I just hate like when like the, like for example when they watered down the Usos and New Day feud, in the end of two thousand twenty one essentially, like till like early two thousand twenty two wherever like they're just doing it back to back, and it felt like you know what I mean. And then by the time they did it for like the breaking the record. It didn't even feel like a big kind of like I mean like that would be a pay per view match for me, you know what I mean? With their kind of rivalry, and I thought they they you know sometimes they water shit down sometimes you know, that's why it's important when you lose tag titles to like still keep your characters interesting and shit. House of Black versus Andretti, um, Darius and Shotty Lee, the chosen stipulation from the baby faces was Julia's banned from the ringside area, which then got them to be healed because they got booze from the crowd heavily. So I guess great going. So I guess the rules: no rope breaks, DQs in forest, and a twenty second count outside. From if I'm, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm you know remembering correctly, Darius and Brody start off, and he does the usual big man shit. Darius slides through the ropes with a bulldog against the ropes. Darius b- bounces off Brody's body when he did a cross body. Black fends off Andretti and Darius when they are, um, you know, getting, um, getting the fucking knees, basically. Andretti hits a shotgun dropkick to, to Darius when Black moves. And then Andretti gains a, does a Rana and then a, to, uh, a Tope is caught. B- Black hits a leaping knee in the corner and then an explosive leg sweep. And then Buddy did a diving stomp on the arm and tosses Andretti on the ropes, ripped first in the center of the ring. And then he, uh, you know, um... He dropped one of the baby faces in the corner and then drops Andretti off the apron before the picture-in-picture. Picture. They had control over Andretti over the break. Lee got a hot tag. Gets a diving cross by the black. He gets a bunch of strikes to others. The uh, main thing, uh, he backflips and gets both black and buddy with a double reverse uh, DT. And then a double cutter, diving off the ropes. Um, Black and Buddy regain control, and then Brody's tagged in. Does a cannonball sent on onto the corner. The heels toss Lee right into a fist from Brody. 
And Dre does a 450 to break up the pin. He does a acai moonsault to block and buddy outside. Darius with a, does, a fro- does a frog splash on Brody. And Brody just fires out to kick out. Like, I, think, I don't know if he kicked out at one or something like that, but people were hyped out when he kicked out. Andretti and Darius lay in a serious thrust kick to Brody. Darius alley oops Andretti into um into bro onto Brody, but he got met with the double leaping knee from Black and Buddy, and Brody gets Darius with a discus lariat for the win. The breaking news was after, uh, this is where they broke the news that CM CMFTR is facing House of Black. Feels Darius and Andretti just choose partner every fucking week, and just for them to always lose with another partner. And they do a good job where you think they might get a shot at winning a tie. It does feel like their characters do bring something new to the surface where they're getting more aggressive. But it just feels like to have like random party, especially with the injuries from Dante. But I do feel when Dante comes back make, to make Andretti the permanent part of the partner for the trio stuff. But it just feels like a random amount of people either team up with the Lucha Bros or these two. Whether it's Bandito, Gravity, Vikingo, you know, um, you know, I don't know, Commander... Yeah, did it say Bandito already? I don't know. Yeah, yeah you know. But other guys... I was going to say Dragon Lee, but he's been WWE for a long time, but I don't know. But this is still a good match. I thought it was funny that they were, you know, baby faces, but then the stipulation was for Julia to be out of the ringside area, which, you know, it just got them booed heavily. But this is another match that to uh, get used to set up for the next title defense with the bigger team. It was good to see Lee Johnson back in the, the thick of things. It feels like the factory guys are all scattered all over the place. So this was, this, this was cool because Lee didn't have a chance, but he made you believe for a little bit that he did have a fucking chance. Um, Hobbs and QT segment. QT uh, shoes away Tony Schiavone from the interview. Harley's there as well. She made some snide comment. QT said he would make this right. He brought him some Cuban links. And some opportunity. He proposed a match at All Out, and it would be the biggest one of his career. He's not. He's not uh, only handing him these links, but the biggest win of, of his on proverbial platter. Hobbs doesn't need help, and he doesn't want help. And then takes the gold and says thanks for the gold. Basically, I I know we're probably getting to the babyface turn, and but they you know could have already done it. And I'm gonna assume the big match that they have lined up is for Miro most likely. But I hope once Hobbs goes off. On his own, maybe just have QT TV the idea I put out to actually help facilitate feuds and be the cause of a lot of chaos and you know, and if Miro's facing Hobbs, I would have preferred Miro and Joe to tell you the truth for all out at least or something like that, for you know or some I don't know, but you could have done and you could have done Switchblade and Punk at all in I I don't know maybe you know maybe, I don't know maybe you know I'm kind of like I guess like that match from the Own Heart Cup uh, kind of like turned me off from the match a little bit. You know, because it just felt like a ratings ploy and a fucking way to sell fucking, you know, for, you know, because, like, our, our fucking product isn't selling out in these markets, you know. Uh, Christian and Lucha Soros promo. I mean, it was mostly Christian promo. Christian's there with his daughter. He introduces her, and, and people are wondering why he brought his daughter to Collision. And it's to prove a point that he is the face of TNT. As the face of TNT, he realized he is not just a role model for his child, but for all children. And what's annoying him lately is Darby Allen, Darby Allen, Darby Allen mentoring a snot-nosed punk kid who has no business being in AEW, let alone stepping in the ring. And then Christian's daughter asks if he can, she can hold the title. And the most like Ron Burgundy voice, Christian asks if she won the title. And he goes, she didn't win the title, so no one touches the championship other than him. And tell and tells him, tells her to go find her mother, and then tells security that she doesn't have credentials and to remove her from the building. 
And he goes, Christian's a TNT champion, then, now, and forever. This was great. It was obvious sports entertainment because no one believes he would, like, you know, do that to his daughter, but this is really fucking funny. For the way to keep the bill for all that in the background until Darby and Suarez feud is kind of wrapping up, which I think will happen at All Out. I, I don't know, I, I, All In, I don't know if, you, you know, I don't know, you could have, like, done this with Lucha and maybe Miro or something. I don't, I'm, I'm just throwing out ideas because it just seems like this is so random. You know what I mean? And actually extend, you know, and again, because maybe, the, you know, the, I was, I prefer that they actually extend this Darby and Swerve feud unless they continue it after All In and All Out and just a pit stop. And like after, if they continue it all, I'm assuming they're going to fight it All In. And then maybe All Out is just a pit, um, it will, you know, it's just a pit stop to make Swerve's feud with Darby over the TNT title if, you know, Darby ends up winning it, maybe. I don't know. The there's a Bullet Club promo. Juices with the social blade cut out and goes. When you're hot, you're hot. And when you're the bang bang gang, is hot. And then the social blade breaks the fucking cut out and Juice pretends to be sad. He walks off, you know, the shot. And social blade basically gives warning to Metalik about what will happen. He doesn't know what else to say to Tony Schiavone with that dumb look on his face. But he brings up the guns and then they mock. They come in. They mock Jr. And Tony Schiavone on commentary said it was with commentary. You know, uh, headsets basically. And then they leave, and Switchblade then um, when, says when the Bang Bang uh, gang has fun, and it isn't fun for others. This happened um, after the first match, essentially. But this is basically, uh, you know, the match is to do a squash to establish Jay White, but I have no idea what his direction was, because, you know, I was kind of excited for, I was kind of excited for the idea of Switchblade versus Punk at the pay-per-view uh, when he was teasing it a few weeks ago, but I mean, who knows? We assume that MGF is facing Punk at All Out, so I don't know, maybe All Out, uh, maybe Switchblade faces Punk over there, if they don't do that, I don't know. They're all over the fucking place with stuff, but this was fun just to get a match and then have Bullet Club show some character work during the match. It was basically a glorified squash match, but with Bullet Club being obnoxious added to the chaos of a squash match. So the guns come out with headsets from the backstage and they went to the commentary table they're egging on Switchblade to throw the shirt, and Nigel caught it. There wasn't really much to say about it because it was more about the crowd work and establishing the characters. Metally gets a Tijeras, a Kamigari from outside. He springs in and rolls through, and Switchblade gets a DET. Switchblade, Switchblade was playing the um, playing to his group, and there was some you know action outside. Guns give Ian Rick and Bonnie shit for doing analysis over the match. And Switchblade got uh, got a backbreaker. He catapulted Metalik into the bottom rope. Metalik gets a sling blade bulldog and then a Rana from the top rope. Switchblade slides out and Met- Metalik gets an Asai moonsault. Switchblade eventually gets a Cobra clutch suplex and then a bra- Blade Runner for the win. And they celebrate with a cutout afterwards. I have no idea what the hell this cutout is doing. Not much to say about this, but it was fine to get Switchblade a win. But I have to see where their storylines are going. Again, it's hard to tell, but I don't mind this shit. Guns are were hilarious on commentary. Juice was hilarious just being over the top. Like, you know, I don't mind it. But if if you can do this for Bullet Club, you know, again, I'm going to reiterate, you can do, you can afford to have some of the women being able to do this. Well, you'd think that a woman couldn't just do, like, you know, a charismatic, you know, some of the charismatic people you have backstage. You, you, you don't think they could do that, you know. I'm just saying you should, I'm going to keep reiterating, you should have two on the show. That's like the you know that's, that should be the bare minimum of, of of what you you know you should expect a two a two at least two women matches on the show even if one has to be like a fucking squash to get a character over so for Dynamite's Jack versus RVD there'll be a cold MGF segment Hardy versus Buck 
JS meeting, mandatory meeting, Lucha Bros um, versus BCC. Um, you know what I mean? And then Sheeta versus Anna. And then Anna goes over Sheeta being her first match and being a rookie the second time she was, um, Sheeta was a champion. And she still took advantage of Anna being a rookie. She's not a rookie no more. She puts over her win over Sky Blue. And she has a lot going on, but she's going to beat her ass, basically. And then Collision has, you know, um, CMFTR versus House of Black. Women tag match and acclaimed in action. Okay, now the main event, Starks versus uh, Punk. Steve-O uses WCW theme, which was fucking cool. JR was on commentary for this, so it felt like a WCW-style vibe. It was a mixed crowd. There weren't all the boos, but um, he did kind of lean into CM Punk. I noticed, that, I noticed the X over the E is like AEW. Like, I noticed that the, the X that he put over is over the E in AEW. It's like it's like I was seeing a, uh, you know, a track off Scarlord's album. Um, but it no, it was it was it, I guess it's supposed to be that it's covering like people think it's covering the elite part, you know what I mean? Because he's anti elite, get it? So Punk gets the advantage early on, which makes Starks have to retreat. Steamboat was outside the outside enforcer. They're a dueling chance. Punk um Punk mocks Starks pose with, with an after shoulder block, and does it on the ropes and gets a and still that and that gets huge booze. Um. When CM Punk show attacks, one second, what am I trying to say here? Starks poses after the block and then does it on the ropes. No, Punk mocks Starks pose after a shoulder block and does it on the ropes and then gets a huge booze. And then, um, and then CM Punk shoulder tackles him again. I think Starks in a steamboat like arm drag. And then he mocks Punk's GTS. Starks is willing to let Punk in by opening the ropes like Punk did, um, but you know. Punk went to the other side. Steamboat was keeping it fair that when Stark sent Punk to the outside, Steamboat was kind of gloating or, like, playing it up since they have a history, and Punk tries the GTS. But Stark gets away, and then Stark uh, clotheslines them outside. They both uh, tumble outside, basically, when he did that. It was pretty It was pretty even during the picture-in-picture, from what I could tell. They come back, and Stark complains about the eye poke. There are shoves, and Stark slaps Punk around. They let off shots in the corner. Punk returns a favor. The ref breaks it up. Was that Stark slap Punk before he goes to the outside? Punk was mounting him with punches, and Steamboat had to pull him off. And you'd think it was going to be an issue, and cooler heads prevail, right, with Punk going back inside. Starks dumps some ribs first under the ropes to stop the 10 punches. Steamboat is uh, checking on him. Um... And then Starks does, uh, you know, the hand strikes that Steamboat would do off the rope, but the commentators were not, play, um, you know, pay, um, you know, paying attention to that detail. They're giving their well wishes to Mongo and Michael, so I understood, but it felt like the big focus, you know, it felt like that was like a kind of a big focus in the match. It should have been. Punk does a Bret Hart himself in the um, um, from the hammer throws. Starks was working on the sternum, um, was working on the sternum. Punk gets a high crossbody. He slingshots in for a sunset, but Starks hangs onto the ropes. And Steamboat's pointing out. Stark sarcastic says he let it go. Starks had control throughout the break. Um, Punk sells his ribs even more. He did a superplex. It is a slow crawl for the pin. CM uh, does. CM Punk does the strikes. Then a leg lariat, swinging neck breaker. He goes for the rising knee strike. A bulldog combo that does his uh, Macho Man elbow, but Starks plants him down as he's coming down. There are pinning combos exchanged. Punk goes for a rising knee strike with the knee pad down, but Starks gets a power bomb instead. Starks gets a tight rope walk. 
the thing he does, um, but then Punk gets him for a GTS position, but Stark shoves him into the ring post, and Stark hits, the, um, hits his face against the buckle when he's going for a spear, and then Punk gets a roundhouse kick, Stark goes for an Alabama slam for a near fall, Punk escapes the Rochambeau, the refs end up getting knocked down, and Steamboat's checking on him, and Stark has his legs up on the ropes, and Steamboat knocks him down, Punk rolls through and wins the match, Stark shoves Steamboat into Punk and then to knock him off the apron while Stark's mounts him with punches, then he whips him with the Steamboat's belt and then he pre- prevents Punk from coming in the ring until Punk has to use a chair, they at least got the crowd to boo Stark's fully here. Stark's hinted at coming back and then he runs back, run back at Punk then just throws a chair in his direction. This got the crowd on Punk's side, they were, they were letting the angle soak in instead of just rushing it off the air. Punk sold it like Punk sold it like the worst thing fucking happened. So I appreciate that. They let Steamboat up and the show closes with his ring entrance. You know, with his like you know, theme. This is better than the first match. It got more intense as it went on. I like Steamboat. Also, tease he could have issues with Punk because Steamboat has is legit fair. So they're playing off their history. The only thing I didn't get is the referee was knocked down right, and then Starks went for a pin. And put his feet on the ropes, and maybe Steamboat should have came into the match, uh, into the ring sooner, before Starks made the pin. It was like Starks was setting up for the spot, knowing his feet would get knocked down off the ropes. But I enjoyed this, the angle afterwards. I don't know how, you know, I don't know. Uh, I I honestly didn't know when I was pitching the Steamboat versus Starks. I didn't know that Steamboat was Ric Flair's like, closer to Ric Flair's age. I always assumed he was like at least ten years younger than Ric Flair. So I assumed there could be. A match, and if they do, it would have it would have it have to be really limited, and but someone could represent for Steamboat against Starks. But if the guy has enough, like you know, Illuminati advancements from the billionaire friend he has, maybe he can figure out a way to like you know go at Starks. Where maybe you could make the match mostly Stark sells for him at least or something like that I don't know. It'd be kind of cool to him to have his last official match in a promotion. That's kind of the spirit of WCW. If he was able to, I don't. I don't want to advocate for this guy do, going out there, but the angle getting physical makes you think that that's where it'll go. So I did enjoy the character work in the match. Punk was kind of leaned toward the heel shit for the most part on some level, and when the common cause of Steamboat being you know the beloved figure, everyone started booing Starks a hundred percent, and we got Punk back to being a babyface in the end. I mean, it was a good angle. It makes you think Starks and Punk is continuing, um, but you know, but. Punk sold this really well because the you know the legend being attacked is a big fucking deal, especially someone tied to Punk's past. So, I enjoyed the match. I thought the last stretch was really well done. It wasn't this big blowaway match main event, but I you know I did leave the show kind of excited about some of the direction on some of the stuff, even though some of the shit is fucking you know chaotic in the overall sense. Anyways, it's almost fucking three a.m. It is like it is three a.m. in the morning. I'm behind on every fucking thing. It doesn't really fucking matter anymore.